Support for this podcast comes from Smartwater. Want to get a little more from every sip? Smartwater Alkaline doesn't just taste crisp and pure. It's loaded with everything you need to perform at your best, whether you're running marathons or boardroom meetings. Elevate how you hydrate and pick up a Smartwater Alkaline today. To learn more, visit drinksmartwater.com. When you've got that massive historic PFL versus Bellator card, it is a big one. It's a pay-per-view. It's PFL champs versus Bellator champs and PFL stars versus Bellator stars. Historical night. First time in MMA history that a place like this is hosting Saudi Arabia, a big MMA card. It's, in fact, the first major MMA event to take place in Saudi Arabia and the first cross-promotional event between both PFL and Bellator with former champions and current champions colliding in one epic night. The headliner, like I said earlier, is Henan La Problema Fejera going up against Ryan Bader. They go toe-to-toe in a fight that I think will determine who Francis Ngannou will fight in his PFL debut. That's the plan. And I wouldn't be surprised if they announce that that seems to be the direction. So stay tuned. Also, as we said earlier, Johnny Evelyn against Impa Kasangane. They did save Patricio Pitbull. He's going to remain on the card. Aaron Pico as well. Clarissa Shields on the card. Yoel Romero. Um, Tiago Santos. Whole bunch of big names. It's all going down this Saturday, February 24th, live on ESPN Plus Pay-Per-View and DAZN. That's ESPN Plus Pay-Per-View. Or DAZN. It's the Mixed Martial Arts Hour with... The Mixed Martial Arts Hour is back in your life on this Monday, June 12, 2023. Hello again, everyone. I sure hope you're doing well. Welcome back to the program. It is a lovely day here. And everyone, and I think I speak for everyone in the studio, we have a bit of a pep in our step today because this is a different kind of post pay-per-view monday my friends oh my gosh i feel like we all needed a day like this this is going to be a fantastic day i am so excited about today's program it feels special it feels big it feels unique there is royalty in the studio today oh my god you know yourself it's one of those days my friends sit back relax strap on your seatbelt. you've never been on a ride like this before i'm very excited about today's program of course we are coming off ufc 289 a very successful return to the Great White North for the Ultimate Fighting Championship. And shout out to GC for the new flags. Look, you got us new flags. You're welcome. Yes. Thank you, sir. Really appreciate it. Uh, this is great stuff. What an event it was on Saturday. I told you all it would be a tremendous event. A lot of people were belly aching, a lot of moaning, a lot of, oh, it's not deep enough. It's not... It's not sexy enough. It's not stacked enough. Listen, if you know, you know. And anytime the UFC comes to Canada, everyone elevates their game. And what about the Canadian fighters going a perfect 6-0 on Saturday? Unbelievable. It felt like Ireland in 2014. One after the next, after the next. It just kept building. It just kept building. It was like a snowball effect, as they say. I learned that in ninth grade psychology. Diana Belbita. Kyle Nelson, Ayman Zahabi, Jasmine Jazdavicius, Marc-André Barriot, Mike Malott, 
capped it off with the big win. Last Canadian on the card, the man who was sitting at the Rogers Centre in 2011 watching GSP. Now he's the face of Canadian MMA, at least in the UFC. And Canadian MMA, my friends, at one point, everyone was dancing on our graves. Yes, I said our graves, all right? Now look at us. Olivier Aubert-Mercier in PFL. Look at what just happened on Saturday. There's some other great Canadian talent in Bellator. Uh, you've got Arjun Buller, who's uh, about to defend his title in, in one championship. Slowly but surely, the Canadians are back. And so Saturday was great. And of course, the last two fights were the ones that everyone was talking about. Charles Oliveira comes back in a big way. There was some talk. Does he have too much money? Is he too comfortable? Can he not? Beat the likes of Benil Darish, had won eight in a row. What does he do? He freaking beats him and then some. He, I mean, it was never in doubt. It was a very impressive first round finish. He gets on the microphone. He starts speaking English. Someone mentioned to me on Twitter, I forget who the person was, so my apologies, but they said something to the effect of they were in attendance in Saskatchewan, Canada, when he lost his voice against Max Holloway. Some six years later, he's back in Canada, and not only does he regain his voice, he speaks English for the first time on the microphone. The crowd in Canada loved Charles Oliveira. That was incredible. Amazing scenes there. Beautiful stuff. And now it seems like he is going to be next. We'll talk about all of that. Plus, what transpired in the main event, Amanda Nunes defeating Irene Aldana in very convincing, very one-sided fashion. You could throw in a 10-8 or 2 in there. It was never in doubt. 50-45, to 50-44, to 50-43, to for goodness sakes. Uh, she retains her title, her 135-pound title, and then seconds later says, get me the cut, man, take off these gloves, and I'm retiring. And she puts both belts on the mat, the 35- and 45-pound belts, her gloves on the mat, and Amanda Nunes walks away. The greatest of all time walks away. Incredible stuff there, incredible scenes. We're going to talk about all of that and more on this post-pay-per-view Monday. As always, we are presented by our good friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook, they are the official sports betting partner of not only the UFC, but this program as well. Please download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today and put in the code the MMA Hour. Let them know we sent you. And how do you do that? You put in the code the MMA Hour. That lets them know they like us more. It's all good in the hood. And uh, please support them because they support us. So back into the show, we're going to recap a lot of 289. Usually we like to do the first hour, but we're switching things up today because of our very special guest. So we'll do most of the 289 talk on the back end. Stay tuned for that. Prior to that, we'll be joined by the aforementioned Jasmine Jazdavicius, the pride of Canada, who had that amazing win over Miranda Maverick. I mean, first round, close. Second and thirds, not close at all. She looked incredible. She was like, I said she was like the Canadian zombie out there. She just kept going and going and going, unfazed, was not going to break, was not going to lose. She put a stamp on it. And, you know, she was a pretty big dog. What was she, like a plus 310 or something like that, or a plus 280? Something. Not in Canada. It felt like, you know, another example of why these cards are so much better outside of the apex. A, I feel like the crowd just, you know, willed her to the top. But B, you get, these, you get these themes, you get these narratives. Oh, imagine this card at the apex. You don't get this snowball effect. It doesn't feel the same. I don't know how many times I have to say this, but this is a part of the fight game that we all love so much. Moments like that, crowds like that, situations, threads throughout the evening when there's a, oh, and now here's the next Canadian on the card. Let's see if they can go 3-0, 4-0. It's fun. 
shout out to all those people out there that show me that they bet on all the uh, Canadians. That's a very fun thing, and uh, I'm very happy for you. So prior to Jasmine, we're going to be joined by someone who was in attendance but did not fight on Saturday, Juliana Pena, who's uh, turned into one of the big heels in the business. Uh, People are not happy with the way in which she handled uh, the Amanda Nunes retirement announcement. Uh, The Venezuelan vixen, the former 135-pound champion, now somewhat in limbo. I suspect she fights for the belt next, but let's see who it's going to be against, and we'll obviously get her extended thoughts on Aldana's performance, on Nunez's decision, and where she goes from here. Prior to that, my doppelganger, Ayman Zahabi, who looked oh so good on Saturday night. What a performance out of him. Maybe the most impressive of the six Canadians. Uh, he defeated Arichi Long in uh, the first round in just a matter of seconds. Uh, what was it? 64 seconds, to be exact. Um, via TKO, the younger brother of one, Faraz Zahabi, improves to 10-2. and two. He looked amazing on Saturday, so we'll talk to him about that. Prior to Ayman Zahabi, we are going to be joined by the reigning, defending UFC middleweight champion, the one and only, the last style bender himself, Israel Adesonia. He's going to be joining us less than 24 hours removed from the world premiere of his incredible documentary entitled Stylebender, which premiered yesterday at the Tribeca Film Festival. And I had the great honor of attending along with my wife, which was one of the most fun evenings that we've had in quite some time. I was, uh, I was recounting afterwards um, you know, to my wife that I believe... It was the first like work event that we went to together since, believe it or not, UFC on Fox 1 in wow. November of 2011, which is crazy. She was pregnant with our firstborn, Oliver, who has his fifth grade graduation on Wednesday. And then after the kids came along, Frank, like, you know, there was just no chance. And even yesterday got a little dicey at the 11th hour. My daughter didn't want to let us go. She was throwing a bit of a fit. Uh, and even woke up towards the end of the film and uh, was not happy with us not being at home. But in the end, we did make it. Mom and Dad got to go to the movies on Sunday. By the way, first time we went to a movie alone since we went to see Fifty Fifty in theaters Thanksgiving weekend 2011. How about that? I mean, oh, that was, man. it's a big freaking night. And we went to see Stylebender. I cannot say enough good things about this movie. I'm still thinking about it a lot. I was very inspired by it and touched by it. I love documentaries. It's pretty much the only thing I, I watch because, um, I don't know, I just, I've, I've always just been a fan of documentaries. And when I, when I graduated from college, as I mentioned before, I worked at HBO Sports in their documentary department. So maybe that increased my love of documentaries. I worked on two for them. And uh, it was a tremendous experience. And I know the work that goes into them. I don't know if I've ever seen a documentary quite like the one that I saw last night um, about the life of the great Israel Adesonia Stylebender because of the way in which it was shot. And we can expand on this throughout our upcoming interviews here uh, today. It was shot like a movie. It was shot like a motion picture. It was shot like a scripted film as opposed to a documentary. It was so beautifully shot. Some of the scenes were like Wes Anderson-like, and he's one of my favorite directors. It was just, it was fantastic, really um, and then the, the actual content and the access and behind the scenes and all that stuff, uh, just amazing. I can't say enough good things about this film, and uh, I urge you all, if you're living in New York, there's a couple more showings at Tribeca. Uh, GC and Frank were there as well. 
Um, but there's, I think, two more, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Go check it out. And at some point, it's going to be available on some platform. And you need to check it out if you're not in New York because, I mean, I, I thought it was fantastic. If you're an Izzy fan or not, if you're an MMA fan or not. My wife isn't really an MMA fan. Uh, she loved it. There's a lot to learn. There's a lot to like. And uh, I think you will leave inspired. So uh, we will talk to Israel about that and obviously the win over Alex and all the stuff going on in his life at around uh, 2 o'clock. By the way, uh, Frank, I'm not speaking at a turn here. You enjoyed it as well, yeah? Absolutely. It was amazing, right? Yeah, I mean, it was. Um, it's candid. It was real. It was raw. You know, and, w- and you're right. Whether you're a fan or not, you, there's something to take away from there. And, yeah. um, and I haven't seen anything quite like that. It was weird because, like, you guys were sitting in front of me, and, like, I was trying to interact with you guys, but there wasn't a lot. I saw Andrew Schultz there, shout-out, second-best MMA journalist, Max Holloway, Megan Anderson, Randy Brown, but I felt like you didn't want... Was there a reason for that, or...? Yeah, you know, we didn't want to um, blow up the space too much. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, just playing it close to the chest. Just very pro. Yeah. Like, I didn't even want to acknowledge that you were there, to be honest. Yeah, no, no, of course. Uh, No, that's what I was referring to, that you didn't... Yeah, you, but also Andrew Schultz came up to me and I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, oh, I get it now what you did. I get what you did. Um, all right, so there's a lot to get to. There's, can you tell there's a bit of a pep in my step this, uh, this afternoon? Absolutely. Do I feel a little, uh, to be honest, we were all feeling a little bit of the Mondays and then you came in a little early, a little earlier than usual, and then everything just got put into high gear. Everyone was like, to be honest, I, I think I showed up like 20 minutes early, but everyone's like, whoa, 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 whoa. We weren't ready for this. We weren't ready for this, which I thought was a little bit strange. Um, I mean, I've been known to come, you know, a little bit earlier. It's than like usual. when your supervisor is like, uh, I'm not going to be in. And then they come in. It's like, what are you doing? Yeah. No, I understand. But, you know, I wanted to make sure everything was uh, was in place. I wanted to make sure that we were ready to roll. I'm very excited that in a couple of seconds, actually, uh, I think two or so minutes. <coughs> Excuse me, Frank. <clears throat> Should I do the cough button? Yeah, thing? you have a cough button specifically for that. Does this work? Yep. Uh, in a matter of seconds, we're going to be joined by someone who was supposed to join us back in November. If you recall, Ash Bel Castro, who's a longtime, very, very, dare I say, best friend of one Israel Desanya, was supposed to join us after the MSG card. Uh, but unfortunately, he had to cancel at the last minute. But he did end up at the studio just after the show was over. We're going to reminisce about all of that. But this man is one of the... How, how, should, I, how should I explain it? He's, he's to a degree like one of the unsung heroes of the MMA scene in Australia and New Zealand because a lot of people don't know him. He doesn't seek the attention. He doesn't seek the spotlight. But he's been instrumental in the success, growth, evolution of not only... Adesonia, but Volkanovsky and Dan Hooker and Kaikar France. Uh, it's it's both him and Eugene Behrman, who you've seen on the show before, who run Attain Peace Sports Management, their management group, but also he founded Engage, which I've talked about, my one of my favorite brands because their t-shirts are the highest of quality. He started that back in 2014, uh, has been working by Izzy's side for the entire UFC run. And prior to that, also manages the likes of, like I said, Alex Volkanovsky and Dan Hooker and Kai Kyra France and many, many others. And so this time, I do believe there is no 11th hour, uh, you know, smoke fire situation to put out. There are no issues. There are no obstacles. There's no drama. 
it's great to have Ash Belcastro finally in studio. We've been talking about this for years and years, but is he finally here? Ah, oh, yes, he is finally here. My man. Hey. The great Ash Belcastro hey, in the house. Oh, how Thank are you? you? Oh my gosh, this look is at a this. Edition engaged jacket. Wow. Yeah. This is something for yeah. all the uh, the nice things I say about you guys I, I, yeah, every time. Thank you. Under the table, mate. I appreciate that. Thank all you very good. much. Oh, good. Um, Thank you for coming, mate. This is amazing. You know, yeah. I was very. Where should I put this? I don't want to. I don't want to mess this up. Joe, can you take this for me here? Thank you so much. This is great. Can we get a shot of this? <laughs> I mean, look at this. Wow, look at this. Anyone who comes in bearing gifts is already a favorite guest of mine. Thank you so much for coming in. I was worried that something would happen eleventh hour. Oh, mate, you remember that nah, day? Yeah, I do actually do. Yeah, I was on the way here, and um, obviously, little uh, mishap at the yes. uh, airport with Izzy, and um, yeah, had had to had to uh, head that way. You still showed up though. Yeah, 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 it was good. Yeah, except I actually the, did, didn't you I? You showed yeah, up, yeah, yeah. except the show was yeah, over. Yeah. Uh, that was a very stressful time, because like, that was like a couple of days after the MSG loss. Yeah, yeah, it was obviously old, the old uh, Knuckle Dusters uh, incident. Yes. Yeah, yeah, it was, uh, it was um, ah, it's all, it's all good now. All good and then some. It's amazing what a few months, you know, can do to someone, right? Because like, like, you know, I saw you guys, he came in on the Monday after the loss, which I really appreciated, which... Most people don't do, as you yeah, know. Yeah. And then you were going to come in on the Wednesday, and you were leaving at that point. And I kind of felt – I wanted to talk to him about this later too. Like I felt as you were leaving, that incident was sort of like the cherry on top to what started off as like a great trip to New York but ended as a bit of a sour trip to New York. Now you return to New York yeah. as champions again. Your 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 documentary that your your man and, and obviously you played a big part in um, just premiered last night at the Tribeca Film Festival. Yeah, this amazing. is all just like five months ago that you were here. Yeah. Crazy how much has changed. Oh, that's the MMA, isn't it? Just always just it's, you know there's a show on every week. Things change. It always happens. But yeah, like so, yeah, it's obviously things move fast and um, you know like we take everything in our stride. You know, so it's, it's been uh, it's been a it's been a crazy journey and um, you know one that we're still on and we're not finished yet. So it's it's. Uh, when I saw you in, in November there, as you were about to go back home, was there any part of you that thought the journey is coming to an end? No, nah, no, nah, no way. And it's not like win, lose or draw, like we're family. Like it's not, you know, um, yeah, like as Izzy says, like it's, it's just, you know, we're going we're gonna to win, we're going to lose. It's just part of the game. It's just, it is what it is. And, you know, it's, um, yeah, it's, yeah. So, so it's just sort of like we're still. You don't get too high, you don't get too low. No, no, no. And like it's. Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's a, it's just um, it's a part of the journey, and I think like you know we're gonna win, we're gonna lose. It's just it is what it is. Uh, I I want to talk to you about your journey, but first tell me because it was less than twenty four hours ago. What was it like for you to be in a theater in New York, um, Tribeca Film Festival, watching you know your dear friend? Also, Eugene's a huge part of this documentary, yeah. which I can't say enough good things about. You see it now in in a theater. What was that like for you? It's amazing. It's um really emotional actually. Uh, you know, there's some there's some moments in there that you really kind of because I'm so connected to the film, or I'm like you know connected to the guys that are in the film. Obviously, it's uh, yeah, it's a bit of a tearjerker, but um, no, it's it's amazing. It's good to see it finally come to life. It's something that we worked on. Um, you know, back in like you said, 20, 2015, 14, But we started filming Israel, I think, in uh, twenty sixteen. You know, we had the kind of foresight to kind of myself and Jeff and you know to, to see and kind of want to document um things and everything coming through so yeah it was it's been it's been a crazy crazy ride and yeah he mentioned that uh yesterday in the Q&A as he did that this was sort of it might have been Eugene that it was sort of your idea to to start documenting this to have the foresight yeah but that's I mean that's adding a lot of pressure right because 
it could not turn out to be a great movie, right? He, he could lose to, to Robert in the first fight, and then mm. this thing sort of fizzles out. Did you ever fear that having the, the crew around and, and planning something for five years down the road would add too much pressure to his shoulders? No, I didn't think, not at all. Um, you know, pressure makes diamonds, right? Yeah, um, <laughs> but um, yeah, no, I think like yeah, and not at all, not at all. We just everything just, um, I mean, it's all just happened really naturally. As as weird as that, that probably sounds, but it's um, yeah, it's just it was something that we did, and um, glad that we did. Without giving away too much, is there anything? And I'm sure you've seen the film before yesterday, right? Yeah, once before, but I, I was watching it thinking that I'd never seen it before. Oh, really? Like, it was like moments in it that would like. Yeah, I just like, have I seen this or not? Like, yeah, it was weird. So I'm just wondering, the first time you saw it, was there anything in there that you learned that you didn't know about? He, he reveals a lot, and I don't want to give away too much, but it, you know, it's a very vulnerable side of him that we yeah. get to see at times. Is there anything that you didn't know about that you then learned from watching the movie? Uh, no, I think, like, obviously, you know, I like to think, yeah, not at all. Like, I think... You're pretty like, damn close. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm his boyfriend, apparently. Yes, but, yes, yes. <laughs> but no, no, like, um, yeah, so... Yeah, like not not at all. But I think like obviously just that, like you said, how raw it is, and how you know, like obviously through that COVID period, and and you know, like the ups and downs of life, you know, and and everyone, you know, I'm sure was going through different different things in their life during that time, and you know, like so, it really kind of taps into um, you know masculinity and and you know, like I guess uh, emotions and mental health, and um, you know, and obviously the the highs and lows of being like a a superstar. Yeah. So, yeah. It's incredible. It's riveting. Um, I was also wondering about this. I think I'm probably one of the few people on the planet that would think of this while watching a movie like that, but there's a lot of UFC footage in there and uh, <laughs> notoriously they're not very uh, charitable when it comes to footage. Was it hard to get them to okay all of that? Yeah, no, no. Look, they were really good uh, in the process and, and um, you know, obviously it's it's everything's a negotiation, um, but yeah, like it's, that were, were great and, um, they're big supporters of the, of the film, and, and we really appreciate that. So, yeah. It's a good answer. It's a good answer. I appreciate hey. it, yeah. <laughs> I, I just, I've, I've heard some horror stories back in the day. No, no, look, like, like yeah, our relationship with the UFC is great across the board with all our athletes, and, um, yeah, like, it's, you know, Hunter's, you know, really, really big supporter of, of what we're doing, and, and uh, we appreciate it. I'd like to think that was the old regime, and now with Endeavor involved, they understand that a movie like that premiering at Tribeca and the reach that it will have only helps them yeah, to get people out there who know nothing. Like I said, my wife is not an MMA fan, and yeah, you know what I mean. Like it's, it, it's not your typical MMA film, right? Um, you know, and it's something that just shows the levels that that Israel's on, and uh, as a as a human, you know, like not just an athlete, but just as a person, you know. Yeah. And you know, like it's, you, you do, you leave well after watching the film. You leave, you know, with you know, you'll be able to take something from it. It's um, it's, yeah, like it's obviously. It shows you, shows you, like, obviously what, you know, everything. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, I've said. You have one of the most Im- impressive client rosters in the business right now. Uh, off the top of my head, uh, Izzy, uh, Alex Volkanovsky, and I know that, you know, some of this is with Tim and some of it obviously is with Eugene, but I'm just talking to you right now, okay? So take ownership here, all right? Be, be a little bit uh, egotistical. Uh, Izzy and, and Volk and Kai Kai France and Dan Hooker. Brad Riddell. Brad Riddell. Uh, Carlos Olberg. Carlos Olberg, who's doing great. Uh, Blood, Blood Diamond, Diamond yeah. right? Yeah. Um, that's just eight, and I'm sure there are others, yep. correct? Yep. Why do I never see any Ash interviews? Why do I never see you 
you know, trying to take the spotlight, the limelight. I was, I was waiting to get on here, mate. No. Yeah, yeah. We've <laughs> no. talked about this before. Yeah, like, yeah. What, no, why is that? Um, I think I obviously all the best work's done, you know, in the dark, I guess, you know, like it's, it's good to let them have the platform and be, you know, what they're meant to be and not put yourself out there. I know there's a lot of managers that might have 400 clients or 200 clients, you know, where we run a tight ship and, you know, where we only really look after our own. Um, and it's, I guess you've got to treat every athlete as a business. You know, they're only, they're only independent business and, and that takes time. And, and um, you know, you, if you really want to do a good job, you know, it's, you, you can't have that, you know, unless you've got a bigger team, you know, internally, you can't have that, that bigger client base. It just doesn't work, I believe. Um, and, you know, like we're predominantly only really look after guys out of, you know, out of the gym and, and um, just so happen to, you know, be really fortunate that two of them are the best in the world. And, oh, they all are, but, you know, some are obviously on their journey on the way up. But, um, yeah, just fortunate enough to have obviously that massive outliers like Israel and Alex and, um just learning along the way it's been a phenomenal journey and one that wasn't you know we're, we're not your typical management group um you know we're, we're all brothers we're friends we're family um and and that's i think what makes a good point of difference and and you mentioned tim and tim's a part of that you know like that was something that we we looked at myself and eugene kind of you know with israel got to a certain point that we you know we didn't know what was out there and whether we were doing the right job and whether we were leaving money on the table and, you know, we identified Tim and, and you know, like at the time, you know, when, where, he, where he was and um, Tim actually came and saw me when he was, like, younger and in, in Perth in Australia and wow. pitched me pitched me Israel and I kept a, a relationship with him from there and then obviously we were talking to different few different management groups and then we chose to go with, with, with Tim, you know, so it's been... Um, and, you know, there's no ego. Like, we're, we're all in for, for the one thing and that's to make you know obviously the, the athlete's career is better and 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 that's it so it's uh it's been a good journey and obviously um you know alex has got a massive fight coming up and um you know i mean every fight's massive no matter what who what, which athlete you know it's like that's how cutthroat the game is right but um yeah it's just it's uh you know it's gonna be good it's uh you know we're, we're on this i guess peak peaks and flows and we're on this kind of ride at the moment with with everything and um, you know, it's it's been awesome. When did you first meet Israel? Um, so I was part of the team back in like all in Thailand. I was you know uh, over there training. And, you were training yourself, yeah, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So that was Muay Thai of, and MMA. Yeah, yeah, Muay, a bit of Muay Thai. Okay, mate, beat, pro beating fights, up, beating up. Yeah, I had, I had a couple, mate. Nice. Hey, all right, yeah. all right. Few out the front of Maccas as well, but that's another story. What's that, Maccas? Oh, oh, mate, it's just a joke. Okay, few, street, even... few street fights. Oh, okay. but, um, oh no, 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 jokes. Um, CrossFit mate. as well, right? Yeah, I saw I like an bit. old CrossFit page of yours online. Oh yeah, yeah, back in the day. Yeah, so like engage when we started. Like I was just, I guess, I went went to Thailand. I used to train and 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 met like the guys, and and then we all just become really good friends. And that's you see kinda, the guys. You mean like Izzy, like Bob Brad, like Izzy, Kai. Like I was sitting at a yeah, at a cafe with Kai, and we were kind of like just you know just dreaming about like create like create and engage, and I was drawing on a napkin and stuff like wow. that. like yeah. So and like, how old are you at the time? 26. 26. Yeah. Are you living in Thailand or are you just there to Back train? and forth. Okay. Back and forth. So like you'd stay there for as long as you could, then you'd go back, make some cash, go, go back. Go back to yeah. where? Where was home at the time? Uh, Perth. Perth. Perth, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, and, um, and you just meet these guys at the gym? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But then it's just like one of those things is addictive. You just like, you train in the morning, go to the beach, jump on your, on your moped, put the earphones in and just disappear, you know, and then you'd come back and train. 
And um, you know, for someone that's, I guess, a lot of people go there probably looking for something, like or trying to find something about themselves. And that was probably a time in my life where I, that was where I was at. And then, like you know, obviously made some really good friends. I went over with a couple, a couple of mates at Fort, and that knew some of the guys. So it was an easy kind of like we we're all kind of mates, but we weren't. And then we, you know, we were connected through other people, and then we we became really good friends. And I just, yeah, just obviously I had what was engaged what, that was meant to be a gym and then it, it never, that never came to fruition and and so I had the branding and it was like a fist with engage and then we kind of developed over the years and um to, to obviously where it is today eight, eight years later and um yeah so they say it takes uh takes 10 years to build a brand so we're well and well and truly on yeah. our way and obviously doing really well so so how do you go from uh but to being, answer your question how yeah. I met Israel yes 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 <laughs> um was uh, we were at a fight show. We were at Brad Brad Riddell was fighting, and um, yeah, we we met and obviously just being friends with everyone else. And I'd already had a relationship with Eugene, and and um, yeah, Israel, Israel there was to support Brad, and we kind of just met there then, and um, and then yeah, that was it. And that was it. So how do you go from like being, I don't know, training partners, friends, to now being in business with these guys? Yeah, look, so um, it's just came it all came naturally. Like we were just there. I guess, and, um, you know, like whether it was like, you know, Kai and Brad, I think I remember one time they fought, both fought in Melbourne like one night after each other and it was me and Eugene, you know, that were there. Uh, obviously budget was low, they went to the UFC. Um, you know, we were there, we'd do the weight cut, we'd do the, do any, wow. you know, just that whole week, you know, like that was there. And then I guess the, the management company was kind of built around Israel, you know, and like, cause it, I think, you know, these athletes, they, you know, they're amateurs or they're coming through, you know, like there's to a certain degree, like they, they need guidance, but they don't think they fully need like a, a serviceable management, like where it's, you know, like, so, um, you know, we, we were there and I guess the sharks were circling and that's how we kind of created the company because we just wanted to obviously be able to help the guys as best we could and protect them in a way as well. Um, so that's, you know, obviously the brand was there, Eugene was there already, I was there and we just, you know, that's how we kind of started the brand and from that obviously the knowledge that we've learned over the years, we've been able to, you know, I mean knowledge is, is power in this game I think, like obviously, um, you know, it's when you have guys that are at the level that they're at, you have certain conversations that you learn from and that, you know, like over the, you know, over the years and um, then you're able to put that you know, into the next guys mm. that come that are coming through. So. I love the name of your management company, Attain Peace yeah. Sports Management. W- why did you pick that name? It was, um, it was, it was a, from an athlete. It was uh, that passed away, um, and he used to wear it on his shorts. And, and Eugene selected that and spoke to the guys about like what you know the the company kind of represents. And, and yeah, so that's kind of like yeah. And right now, how many fighters on your roster? Um, We've got about eight, eight or nine, eight in the UFC, and, and um, yeah, we've got guys that are coming through, some really, really good guys. Okay. Uh, Navo, Sterling, um, Big Balkan Bear, Brando. Um, Do they have know, to train got... at CKB to be a part of uh, the team? No, no, no. Like, but it's if just I'm like a Canadian fighter at TriStar. Can I call you up or? Yeah, for sure. I'll put you on the team. No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Look, look. Um, no, no, not at all. Like, obviously, you know, we've got open door, but I think like. Um, you know, like I think that right now we're focused on our own athletes and I think like it's not, we're not a typical management group that, you know, that are out there just trying to make a buck. 
you know. Um, you know, I guess we just want to look after our team and, and yeah, definitely the doors open for, for other athletes and if I can help them in any way, I, you know, I do have those conversations where, you know, I'll help, you know, help athletes for nothing, you know, for free, like whether it's just a bit of guidance or they're having a conversation, they'll ask me about what they think, you know, and I'll give them my opinion. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, but yeah, right now I think our, what we're focused on is like obviously, you know, when you look at Israel and Alex, they you know, obviously just to deal with Prime, but like commercially they're, you know, really busy between fights and, and when they're on the road, obviously with, with, um, with Israel, you know, he's, you know he's got, we've got Tim and, and helping the US and, and, and stuff like that. So, you know, there's um, all hands on deck, but obviously with Alex, you know, it's just one fight after the next. You know, these the way these guys fight. And, yeah. Um, so, yeah, it keeps us pretty busy. It's, um, but, yeah, to answer your question, obviously, yeah, happy to, to chat with anyone. And congratulations on the Prime deal. We're going to talk about that in a moment. But I'm just wondering, do you recall when you knew, like, Izzy's a generational talent. Like he's not your run-of-the-mill fighter. Uh, you know, he's he's someone that will be remembered forever and is arguably the most popular. Like as far as active fighters go, I'll, I'll put Connor aside for a moment because he, he's the most popular fighter I would say in the uh, in the UFC, especially with the younger generation. Like it's amazing to me. Like the high school kids that want to talk to me about Izzy, yeah, uh, including my nephew who's here, yeah, yeah. who's never come to a show before it was his birthday yesterday and, and made his parents drive him from New Jersey to be here uh, just because Izzy's here. So that's how, you know, it speaks to just, yeah, we big... met him downstairs. Oh good. Yeah. yeah. I can't even imagine if you met him already, I can't even imagine what's going on in his head right now. He's probably on cloud. <laughs> Israel said, what's up? It was good. Oh, uh, cool. Yeah, Thank you for up. that. Yeah. I appreciate that. Um, but I'm wondering when you figured out or when you realized, when you noted, like, this this isn't just going to be a regular career. This guy is going to be a superstar. He's going to transcend fighting. Do you remember when that moment happened? Yeah, yeah, I do, actually. Um, I, I think, obviously, we always kind of already knew it, but we are in, um, I think he had, like, two or three fights in the UFC, and we got paid six figures to go to Saudi Arabia for a boxing event. Wow. And at the time, you know, obviously we were having discussions with different management groups and working out, did we want to go down that road or did we, you know, you know, and, and we're walking through a shopping mall and um, I think it was like Chuck Liddell was there, like at this event, Chuck Liddell, um, Lennox Lewis um, and a few others. Uh, but I can't, I can't remember exactly. So going yeah. back a few years, you know, and um, we're walking through a shopping mall just me and him, and, and kids were stopping him. Wow. In Saudi Arabia. And this you know is pre UFC and, and or post this UFC? Is, this is like two fights in. Okay. And that's when I, I called Eugene. I was like, mate, we need to, you know, this is it's ridiculous. You know, like it was just phenomenal. You know, not ridiculous, but like phenomenal yeah. like, to see to see that at that stage where we're at, you know, like, and, you know, to, to be stopped in, in a mall in Saudi Arabia, which is, you know, not your traditional Western country. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that was kind of the moment I went. We should probably, yeah, yeah, look at what we're doing here. Um, but yeah. What do you remember about his debut? That was special. Um, obviously, um, Perth, at the time, you know, I lived in, was living in Perth and that's where we built the brand. And, um, you know, so it was, I guess, a home away from home for Israel. You know, obviously, been with me, stayed there a lot. And, um, you know, it was obviously a new dog in the yard, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just a, it's a good start to, or I guess we're already on the journey, but it was a good, um, you know, kind of the new chapter. Yeah. Set the sails, you know, and 
Yeah. But was that always part of like, uh, cause he was a very successful kickboxing mm. fighter, kickboxer. Um, at what point did you start to think that MMA was going to be a part of this journey? Because I would imagine that at some point MMA wasn't a part of the journey. Yeah, no, look, I think like you know, that's, I guess, a, a better question for Israel, uh, for Israel and, and Eugene. But, um, you know, I think that it's something that Eugene was an MMA fighter. Um, obviously, a lot of the guys have kickboxing bases and then, you know, like there's a lot of wrestling that goes on in the gym as well, you know, like a bit, um, obviously, as you see in their performances. But, um, you know, like it's, uh, I think that, that was always like I guess part of the part of the journey and, and one that, that when you set goals or targets that, that, that I wanted to achieve, obviously MMA was a was a part of it. Do you think part of your success as a business partner, as a manager, is because you started off as a fighter and you you have bled? Oh, with mate, I wouldn't call myself a fighter, but well, yeah, I mean, like I think like you got into knackers, knackers out the front of knackers. Knackers, I think are. Pretty <laughs> no, no, I had a I had a, I had a, fight, a couple of fights. fights. I only had one, mate, undefeated. But I'll tell you that much. Look at you. Hey, look out! You but, and um, Nunez going out on top. <laughs> <laughs> What was it? Hey. It was Muay Thai. Yeah, yeah. Ever MMA? Yeah, yeah. So it was funny actually. Um, we um trained and, and obviously lived in Thailand and stuff, and then finally, finally uh, put the gloves on. I had a fight, and um, I got matched up. And after the fight, or before the fight, uh, my my trainers, you know, it was a pretty good relationship with them, and um, the the you know, Thai little Thai fellas, and um, and they were like, look, this guy's from a gym, like you know, he's he's, he's good, you know, like he's you know. And and he, work, he works at the gym. He's trainer at the gym. And I'm thinking, fuck, fuck, fuck. All right, nervous. No, no, yeah, 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 nervous and that. Anyway, I go out there, um, beat the guy, and how'd and, you beat him? Uh, TKO in the second round. Oh, nice. But um, <laughs> um, and then after it, we're sitting down, having a few few beers, few Leos, and the boys are like, hey, you know, we told you he, work, he works at the gym. He's a janitor. He cleans oh, the toilets. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I was just like, uh, yeah, so yeah. They wanted you to raise your game. No, well, mate, yeah, beat up a tuk-tuk driver. But I think do? that could have backfired though. Like that would have made me crap my pants if I heard that. Oh, mate, I was shitting. Yeah, yeah it was funny, right? Like yeah, they're like, oh, yeah, he works at the gym, but he cleans the toilets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and so, uh, um, why'd you stop at one? I don't know. I think I just kind of satisfied. Uh, uh, to be honest with you, now I'm kicking myself that I didn't continue. Okay. Um, and... Yeah, I think it just life takes over, and then you, I obviously, I think I had it in my head that I, like, something that I wanted to achieve and work towards, and that was that. That was the fight. Okay. And um, and I guess once I achieved it, it was kind of like I unlocked that box and it was moved on to the next. And obviously, the passion with engage and that whole journey and learning about like obviously starting from scratch there and not knowing anything about t-shirts or gloves or anything like that. Yeah. And working. You know, getting ripped off and doing all that and working, you know, through the journey from build, to build the brand of kind of like, you know, that, that was where my So what were you doing in your went. life when you went to Thailand at that time? Like, were you just working a regular job? Yeah, yeah. So I was in between. I was early when I was younger. I was working in the mines in, in Western Australia. So like, oh. I was like, yeah. So when I was young, I went there and chased the money there. And, and then, yeah, just kind of like ended up... Um, Ended up in Thailand, and yeah, it's been. Is that was that um like a sought after job? I was listening to Izzy talk to uh, Logan Paul on his podcast, and he was talking about how a friend of his was working in the mines, and yeah, tried to convince him. is that is I mean that's not really a thing around these parts. Is that a big time job? Western there? Australia is like it's. A, I guess it kind of props up. <laughs> I believe it props up most of Australia, like with the with the um the resources and and oh wow um, you know minerals that come out of that that state you know um. How so, tough is that job? Are you like in like you're in? Yeah, like I was young, man. I was like nineteen, and I was like, yeah, like so. Yeah, I just 
yeah. grueling. Roll the sleeves up and, and it's all about life experience, right? You go there, you learn, you know, moved away. I grew up on the East Coast. I grew up in Sydney and um, just north of Sydney on the Central Coast. And, um, yeah, went there and, you know, you go from earning a couple of bucks to earning, you know, a few thousand a week and, um, you know, but it, it's it's like anything. Like it's you put your time, put time in and, and um, you know, you become better at it and you earn more money. What's for working in the mines or negotiating with the UFC? <laughs> I'm just joking. Come on, Hunter. I love you. Come on, I'm just kidding. I mean, I just know it's grueling work. Um, <laughs> nah, that cool, man. What, what, what takes up more of your time, Engage or the, the match? Oh, we've got a great team with Engage. You know, we've got Xavier, Jake. We've got about five or six across the board. What a product. Like, I, mean, but, um, this shirt, I have this shirt. It, yeah, you do. Yeah, what, I, man, what, this what is, is fresh. Why, why is I got a whole one? box out there for oh, you, mate. Oh, great. Perfect. Now you yeah. can leave by the It way. actually just, just arrived. Oh, thank it you. just arrived this morning. And, oh, perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why is the quality so good? What is the secret here? I just think, like, obviously, if you're going to put your name on something, you want it to be quality, right? The, These aren't regular The athletes, like, you know, Israel and Alex are owners of the brand now, you know, the, oh. as well. And, um, you know, like, as the shareholders in the company, and it's something that we built from the ground up and you know, we say Engage isn't a fightwear brand, it's a brand for fighters. It's owned by fighters, you know. Um, and we're all fighters, I think, like in life. And, um, you know, I think no matter what you're going through, obviously tap into Israel's film, you know, he's fighting for something, whether it be personally, professionally, or, you know, like, you know, everyone's fighting. You wake up every day to do something, you know. That's just, um, so, you know, that's what Engage is about. And, um, you know, I think... Well, I've got a great team. Obviously, got my crew back back home: Xavier, Jake, Kurt, who's been there from Kurt's been there from the pretty much the start from the jump. Um, you know, so it's you know fantastic to go come along on this journey with them and learn every day from them. And and you know, like obviously, um, yeah, it's been it's been phenomenal. But um, and you know, like we're. We're we're doing really well. Obviously, we're in uh, in the US now in, on Amazon with some selected products, and um, yeah, obviously, like you have a store, right? Yeah, yeah we've got well, yeah, stores? we've got a store in Sydney. Um, it's but incredible. it's like it's just I guess our HQ. Okay. Um, predominantly, a lot of our sales come from obviously online. Um, but yeah, like I, I I a lot of my time spent on across probably across both, but more so on AP. Um, you know, I've got Xavier runs Engage. He does a fantastic job. Um, and yeah, I'm really appreciative of that. And yeah, we're we're, we're on a on a rocket ship, mate. It's what just, is it like? You have this brand. You start off in a cafe in Thailand, yeah. drawing on, and yeah. then at one point, not that long ago, you have Mark Zuckerberg yeah. rocking you. Oh, Mark, yeah, yeah. You know, old Mark, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mark. That's me, mate. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> your guy. He's just like shouting you out, choosing to wear your gear. Yeah, yeah, no, he's, he's obs- actually a legend. He's actually a really good guy. Um, yeah, that's got to be surreal. Yeah, yeah, look. Um, and how did that happen? Um, it's just like obviously a fan of guys and, um, you know, they just talk online. Like obviously, you know, they, they, they the photo connect. Right yeah, Imran, yeah, there you yeah. go. Yeah, yeah, that's it. But yeah, he, he um, you know, we, we went and hung out. We, myself and Alex went and hung out and stayed at his house and um, met his family, had, had dinner. And <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's, he's, he's a good guy, you know, obviously, you know, um, yeah, he's a fan of MMA and 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 he he's, he's quite competitive and obviously um, yeah does jujitsu and, and stuff like that. Yeah. And so has a love for the out. sport, so yeah. He paid for that, right? He um he actually oh. shops online. He actually he does online. shop online. He does. He yeah, shopping online too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you sh- I didn't know you shipped to the US. That was always my excuse. What not to? 
Well, no, because I was like, oh, I can't get it because you don't ship to the U.S., but now I understand you do ship to the yeah, U.S. Yeah, yeah, we're in so the U.S. We've always shipped to the U.S. Nah, man, I'll look, I'll, I'll look after you, mate. You, you speak highly of I me, mean, mate, so. Zuckerberg could afford it, right? I mean, he yeah. could afford a couple of shirts online. And, yeah. Uh, so what is, the, what is like the best seller? Uh, I think like uh, our new, uh, obviously like our new our new tees have done really well. Okay. Um, this this kind of cut heavyweight like box cut tee must be all the um, talking about it that we did MMA on the show. gloves and yeah. yeah yeah it must be it must be yeah, yeah, yeah. all the kickbacks eh yeah yeah, yeah. The black and white gloves yeah yeah the black and white gloves obviously we did we did that it was quite disruptive I think like as a brand we like to do have a bit of a point of difference I think you know like it's not we're not your typical kind of. Um, Fightwear brand, I think you know. Like I think that we try and take a little bit of that street and urban flavor and and mix it across our brand as as a as a fightwear brand. But you know, like I think like you know, as we've developed as a brand over the years, I think we've become more than just a fightwear brand. You know, we, we're you know more of an apparel brand as well now. And um, you know, with the quality that we have, and I think you know, compete with anyone. Now, in uh, what is it? I think in three or so years, uh, the Venom deal comes up. Maybe we get engaged as the UFC. Uh, yeah, obviously, like we've had discussions with the UFC. And, oh yeah, 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 yeah oh, for sure. Like it's something that we definitely have our eye on, and um, you know, we're, the, the team at IMG, and um, you know, we've had numerous discussions oh, wow. with them about. We were we were in the talks for that with with them with this like it was I think it was us and a couple of other brands. Obviously, Venom got it. Initially, oh wow! Um, but just where we were as a brand to where we are now, obviously, you know, we would have um, we're in a lot better position to kind of. You would have smoked them a couple of years ago. Oh, uh, we will probably smoke them now, but yeah, a couple yeah. of years ago we were still growing. So yeah, yeah, yeah. nice. Yeah, we smoke Who them needs all, that deal? You don't need that deal. Ah, look, mate. You know, like I think you one thing, one thing, one thing. I think we do with, at Engage that, that a lot of other brands don't, and you'll see it in the market, other than ourselves and probably one other brand, is actually we actually get behind the fighters and actually pay the fighters mm. um you know like i think it's a, it's a you know in that mma category there's not that many brands that actually will, will that pay athletes um and i think obviously there's like us and, and and probably one one other and um i think a lot of it fell out when venom came on um ah. you know obviously a few other brands most of them, one of the other brands actually dropped most of their athletes but wow. um yeah, we continue to obviously support our athletes and, um, yeah. What was Perth like for you in February? Um, that was a big deal, right? But, yeah. But? Alex. Yes, Alex. Oh, uh, man. I was <laughs> I was hugging Izzy crying, thinking that we won. Yeah, um, I saw the know, footage. But, um, and then you hear that. Yeah. And you've had a couple just, of those. You just had another one a couple of weeks ago mm, uh, with Kai, mm. right, where you th- probably thought you won. And then it's a gut punch. What is that feeling like? Yeah, it's um, it's a, it's a sport. It's just look, you know, like I think one thing Kai brought up was obviously the money thing, right? And I think that's very important to, to touch on. I think that you know, like you you look at like what he did in the cage, and like you know, like I argue, arguably, like you know, I was on the you know the first two rounds, you know, for myself, yeah, you know, not you know. It's, being able to remove myself and look at the fight, I think you know I was I was first two rounds I was like I think I thought we at least got one and then obviously I, you know Kai finished really strongly and I thought we had the fight but I something that I was just like oh like I, you know I was fifty fifty when they did announce it because you know I just wasn't sure how they were gonna mm-hmm. that this stuff happens you know yeah um, but I think like obviously 
you know, obviously like his ranking where it puts him, you know, if he won that fight, you know, there's, there's history there with Pantoja as well. Obviously he's got a fight for the belt. Does that set us up there? You know, um, you know, if he, if he wins, um, you know, and then obviously he's, he's obviously his money, you know, he's, he's got a kid on the way. He's, he's just, he's, he's, he's got, he's got a son plus he's got one on the way. You know, what that does to him, like you said, it's 100K, like, you know, like financially, um, you know, so it's something that's um, disappointing. Get rid, that, get rid of that model. Like, yeah, I mean, I think, like, there's some athletes that you, you, you did probably deserve, everyone deserves a flat fee. I mean, it's yes. all about negotiation, right? But there's some athletes that do have a flat fee because that's what's negotiated. That's more the creme de la creme, right? The top dog. <sighs> yeah, fee. obviously you always want to escalate, people, right? Yeah. But like, yeah. you don't want to just be sitting on a flat fee at the top. That system, that model was put into place in the early days when the UFC was trying to incentivize fighters to go out there and go yeah, and I remember finish, right? I was listening to you talk about this, and and this was a like a Fertitta idea, which was great, it actually was brilliant at the time. But a guy like Kai Car France, any headliner doesn't need incentive to yeah. go out and get it. Like they they know what's at stake; they're so close to a title shot. And so I just feel like when you take that step into the cage. You deserve to know how much you're making. If yeah. they want to give you something a little extra on the side, the performance bonus, great. Yeah. But to be, especially with the crazy judges, to be robbed of a hundred k, yeah, just doesn't sit well with me. No, no, it's 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 something. Yeah, it's something that where as a as a sport, you know, and even like the UFC thirty been around for obviously thirty years, it's something that like over time will develop and get better at. But mm-hmm. I think like, and that's across the board. That's like fighter pay. That's you know, you know, it's something that like we have to consistently just work towards and I think we will you know as a, a community and as a you know like a um, a sport mm. I think you know obviously competing against a lot of sports have been around for 100 years you know so I think over time you know change will happen and um, you know this is obviously a, um, something that you know I think you know I'm, I'm, I believe it that we will you know so I think like I'm, I'm positive about it you know um, but yeah, I think like obviously Alex, you know, his fight in, in Perth was, it was a tough pill to swallow, mate. Um, obviously, you know, I mean, Israel talks about it in the film and it's like this dump that you get that's um, post-fight, post you know, because inv- everyone's like around and invested, whether it's myself, Jeff, our partners, like, you know, like everyone like that has a connection to the athlete like that, you know, like you feel every up and down and, after that fight, I found myself like for a good week, like really, like just flat, like you know, really? like yeah, like and it's it's, it's the highs and yeah, because you're just so high that yeah. like yeah, um, yeah, it's a, it's hard to go back to normal life, right? Because you're like, uh, I mean, what is normal? You know, yeah, like it's uh, <laughs> yeah, like uh, it, I mean, you, your reality is whatever you make it, you know. But um, yeah, like it's it, it was yeah, it's a tough pill to swallow that that fight and having that. Mo- I feel like that was his moment. And I feel like that fight. You know, I feel like he won that fight. And when that rematch needs to happen, like that's something that we're gunning for, mate. Not looking past what we've got in front of us, but that's the fight we want, mate. How that's long until that fight happens, in your opinion? Let's do it at the end of the year. Obviously, touch wood, you know, like we've got a, a tough task in front of us and that's not something we're looking past. But, you know, like, you know, and I'll, you know, it's just something that I'll let Alex do the talking for. Like you said, at the start of the show, it's not something that I've, Mm-hmm. I'm not online. I'm not jumping out saying we want this fight. We're gonna do that. I'm not speaking for my athletes. I'm not tweeting for my athletes. Um, you know, do that. I don't know. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think I feel like it's it's something that um, that it's the fight that we want, mate. And uh, you know, I know, Alex will put himself in a good position to 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 you know to 
to make to, to make it happen. By the way, um, you mentioned like tweeting and stuff like that. Uh, on the Monday after that fight, there was a whole hullabaloo with tweets, right? Has that just died? Is there anything left to all of that? You know, the the the, the IV stuff. Is that all dead or? <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, mate. That's um. You know, is that Dan's story to tell? Uh, yeah, look, uh, I mean, I'll touch on it. Like, like we were given information from the company that did it. So, you know, and whether, but then I will go out and say this: that I don't know who did it. I'm not going to sit here and say that. But like, what we were given is information that that uh, that, uh, that happened. But I don't know who did it. Meaning that, who, who took the idea? What athlete or yeah, if, any, if, if any at all, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So like, and that's it. So obviously that's it. Like, in, and, and so whether it did or it didn't, like whether they smoked this fire and it's just fucking burning. Mm. <laughs> Sorry for swearing. No, no, all good. Um, so, and, and do you feel like that should be part of the sell to, to do it again? Like, Oh, look, like we're, we're, a lot of respect for their, for their team and, and everything they've done and, and what they do. And, 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 you know, you know, like I said, that there's no, in saying what I said, like there's no, you know, like that, that's, that's what happened. I'm just saying how yeah. it is. Like we were given information that that, that, that happened and, and from the actual company that did it and that's it. Um, and, but like, you know, going out of what they do in the cage and how they, you know, hold themselves, you know, in the media and, and what they do stand up guys and a great team and squad and, we have enough of a respect for him and, you know, we want to make it happen at the end of the year. Um, that's, you know, Islam said himself, let's do it again. Um, he knows, I believe that he knows um, in himself that, you know, that's, that Alex is his biggest challenge and, um, you know, the, the character and, and what they have and how they hold themselves, they know that they'll take that challenge because they want to be better, you know, I, I believe. You know, that he, and that's what he said straight after the fight. So I think that's the fight that... That's the fight that we can make. I know the UFC like it. Um, whether it happens, we want it to happen at the end of the year. Obviously, we've got a, a fight in front of yeah, us. So, but yeah, that, that's the fight we want. Um, I, I want to ask Israel about this as well, but just from your perspective, what was your reaction when you found out that the UFC was uh, booking Drickus Duplessis versus Robert Whitaker as opposed to <laughs> the fight that seemed like it was right there in front of us, DDP versus Izzy? Uh, yeah, I'll let Izzy talk about that. Okay. Uh, but you know, um, yeah, that's the fight that we we thought we had, um, and you know, but promoters are going to promote and do their thing, and that's the decision that they made and the direction that they wanted to go. And um, you know, we can, you know, we the thing with these guys is they fight anyone at any time, and they'll consistently fight, and that's what the UFC love about us, and that's why we have a great relationship with them. So I'm sure. You know, with whatever happens in the cage with Robin and Duplessis, we'll, we'll, you know, the fight that that we want, we'll we'll get, put it that way. Interesting. What? Really? (laughs) Well, like, you know, like depending on like, oh, look, like, you know, Israel being Israel, you know, like obviously we believe like, you know, he's he's got a say in, you know, on on what he wants and, and, you know, yeah. Uh, September probably, right? Yeah, definitely September. Has he not fight in New Zealand? Uh, that's a question for him. I mean, come. I was talking to the EPs. They were sitting right next to me uh, at the at the film last night, and I was asking them like, how popular is he in New Zealand? Like on the ground, and they said there's no one even close to him. Any All Blacks? I mean, I'm not going to pretend like I'm a connoisseur of New Zealand sports, <laughs> but I was like, All Blacks, this, that. No one's even close. 
how how do we not get a like how, how are they not rolling out the red carpet for him like he is promoting the country on a global stage unlike i i can't even i don't know maybe i have to think about it uh is steven adams from uh, new zealand yeah, yeah, yeah steven adams from new zealand yeah there's a, i mean there's maybe two or three i could think off the top of my head from new zealand but no one near his level how are, how is, i feel like they still don't truly like love you guys they feel they they they, they still, no, i think they do they yeah? definitely do yeah i think i feel like they definitely do and i feel like it's just like depending on where you look that you can you can kind of take that you know like it's be it can be perceived like that um but it's just like yeah, you know, Izzy's is a superstar globally. You yeah. know what I mean? It's not just about New Zealand. I think like New Zealand, uh, the way of life in New Zealand, people really respect, I guess, Israel. And I think he can, um, you know, for what he's done and, and, and the person that he is and how he represents the country. Um, you know, and that's the same for Australia, you know. He spends a lot of time there and, you know, I know we support him. Um, yeah, but I, I feel like, uh, yeah, like, uh, you know, it's... If you if you want to look somewhere, you always you, you'll find it. You know what I mean. If you stare at something long enough, it'll move. You know what I mean. And I feel like if you want to look at that that and focus on like what one bit of media saying or whatever it is, you know, in New Zealand, but like yeah, he's got massive support there. Okay. Know? Like, and I feel like it's um, yeah, he's obviously represents the country really well, and and I know there's a lot of people in, in New Zealand are proud of him. Everyone had like this emotional reaction, his fans, to his win over Alex. Like it was, it was emotional, right? In the post fight, H- how did it, how did it hit you seeing that? Yeah, no, it's, it's just that's the team. Like you know, that's who we are. It's what we do. We, we ride or die. You know, like it's it's yeah, it's a, it's, it's yeah, it's it's um, it's a, it is emotional rollercoaster, mate. It's, yeah, uh, it's crazy, unbelievable. Yeah. By the way, how's uh, how's fatherhood? It's the best. The best. Like it's amazing. Um, Your daughter is so cute. How old is she now? Banks is uh, she's she's sixteen months. Mel, my partner, she's here. So it's our first trip away. Um, Mel's oh, mum. Mel, yeah, Mel's mum's looking after little Banks, and um, there she is, right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your MMA hour debut. Hey, yeah, there you go. <laughs> hey, yeah. uh, I mean, she is something. <laughs> yeah, she's a legend, mate. It gets harder she's... to leave, by the way. It does, especially when she's yeah. She she cries when I leave the room. Oh my it's, gosh. Um, there she is. Oh, this is the best. Oh, my this gosh. This is the best. <laughs> oh, yeah, um, I always take her for a, co- a little baby chino in the mornings. But um, I'm not meant to put chocolate in there, but I always do. Oh, yeah, sure. Don't tell her mom. No, nah, no. Nah, uh, and get you, got, you actually got engaged here in New York. Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah, I got engaged. Did the righty. the Pereira uh, <laughs> a fight week? Yeah, yeah. So it was after Pereira. Um, <laughs> it's, it's just a whole, it's a whole tribute <laughs> to your daughter right yeah. now going on right now. Uh, there, yeah. By the way, you know, we, we were looking at that picture earlier. And then I was like, oh, that's a nice picture. That's New York. And then it only hit me a couple of seconds later. I was like, oh, her hand is in there. Your daughter's hand's in the photo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Banks is there. Yeah, yeah. It's just kind of uh, camouflaged in there. Yeah. So when was that? That was Pereira. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was Pereira. I was like, after Pereira, obviously. Um, Oof, what an emotional week for you. Yeah, so yeah. Many levels. Yeah, yeah. It's just kind of like um, brought the family out and, yeah, um, thought it was, you know, just something that. Um, you really haven't special gotten, moment. You haven't gotten married yet because I didn't get to save the date or anything. Yeah, so. yeah, we'll, we'll get you out there. Well, I actually got Schultz coming. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. Wow, so must be nice. yeah, number one MMA. Number reporter. one. Yeah, I guess yeah. if you're number yeah, one, yeah. you're invited. Yeah, when yeah. is the wedding? <laughs> uh, November. November. Is he really yeah, coming? Yeah. So we're not booking any fights in November. <laughs> November MSG. But, um, yeah, yeah. So we're getting yeah, Izzy yeah. and John fighting. Oh come on! Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we'll do that at, at uh, Raiders Stadium. Oh, that would yeah. be the one. Why not? That's the one that they keep dangling, but now they're buddies apparently. 
which I don't buy, by the way. <laughs> I don't buy anything. There's a lot of, it's been a weird week for media. I'll, I'll just say like, even the Connor thing that happened at the Heat game, mm. you saw that? Mm. I don't know truly what happened, but if you actually read the articles about what happened, it's like, mascot guy went to hospital they gave him an aspirin he went home and now every headline i'm seeing is like conor mcgregor ko's miami heat mascot this, that. that's that's mma man and then, and then, sorry, and then MMA. that's 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 media and the same thing here it is right over here uh and, and and the same thing with the jones thing i went and listened to the jones to the the, the impulsive interview with izzy where they talk about the jones yeah, thing. yeah israel didn't really didn't realize he didn't realize that that, that john had but said even the that. quote that they took that everyone took out like real recognize real it really wasn't as it's being framed in the media. Like everyone's mm. like, oh, they squashed the beef. I'm like, come on. <laughs> yeah, look, I think like obviously we'll always entertain that fight. I think that's a, that's a good payday for Israel and, and something that I think both athletes can really sell well. And I think the UFC can make a lot of money off as well. So, um, you know, you never know what's around the corner. And this, like I said, this game moves so fast and, um, you know, like it's, yeah, I mean, like it's something that, in the future, whether it happens or not, you know, it's it's we'll just leave the, the doors always open. I, I mean, I'll let Israel talk about it more, sure. but yeah, I think it's it's definitely um, just taking a little sip here. Yeah, yeah, got your prime, mate. Hey. Don't mind me. Rehydrate with prime. <laughs> you know, I don't even get paid for this shit. No, nah, no, nah. all these plugs, for yeah. nothing. For hey, me free they're good guys. They are. Good. They, they are really good guys. It's um, first that, athletes, first right? athletes. Yeah, Vulcan and Izzy. Vulcan Izzy. How'd you get that done? It's good management. Fuck. Hey, no, no, no. Something that um, obviously. Um, real recognize real, <laughs> but no, no, no. It's uh, it's 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 um, yeah. It's just something that's you know looking at like like prime, and then looking at the athletes is something that I really think that best in class kind of thing. You know, both guys are yeah, you know, they fight really really often. They're, they're good you know athletes to, to commercially to partner with because they're always active and they're always you know um, you know in front of the camera, and, and so you're going to get a lot of good. I guess exposure if you're a brand and you, you know, so let's chat. But no, nah, I think it's, uh, look, I think like obviously, you know, uh, Logan's obviously, Matt, you know, like he's, yeah. he's ticking a lot of boxes with, with Prime. I think, yeah. like, you know, he said that he's a really big MMA fan and he partnered with the UFC and then, like, he, you know, he's really, from what I've seen, and, you know, he's, he's really involved in the brand. It's really good to see myself, obviously, having a brand as well and, and knowing what goes into it. So, Guys like Matt um, that we work with there at Prime has been great, and it's it's um, to to start of something something really cool and special. That's a huge thing to check off the list. What's something big that you really want to check off next couple of years? What's something that you? I mean, you guys have done it all. Headline MSG, uh, freaking uh, Marvel. I'm excited Stadium. about our guys coming through. Okay, I'm excited about Carlos Holberg. You know, Brad Riddell fighting again soon. Um, you know, I'm excited. You know, for. Our guys that are coming through, obviously, like you know, we've got um, Riddell's coming back. Riddell will be back. What? Riddell's putting his hat back in. I the... just t- spoke to him. He said he's going like uh, he's going to check out. He's going camping for the rest of his time. When did he announce that? <laughs> Is this breaking news? Breaking news. Frank, hit the music. Breaking news. <laughs> he's back. Oh, look, he's, he's you know he's training. He's living in Thailand. He's training back with the Sydney with card the, with the Hickman Bros. Look, that's that's something we're targeting. Wow, that's something we're in conversation with the UFC about and. Um, you know, he, he's in good spirits and he wants to get back in there and, and that's, um, you know, I'm, I'm in touch with Sean and, um, you know, Sean really likes Brad, uh, you know, obviously he's one another one of those guys that's taken every fight and never said no and, and you know, um, worked his way into the top 15 and, and he's willing to, now he wants to get back in there, you know, so it's, uh, he's, 
yeah, so obviously, um, and then, you know, we've got guys coming through. We've got Cam Roston, Roston that's on, um, you know, Contenders is coming up uh, in September. He's another guy from City Kickboxing, middleweight. Um, just won the the King of the Ring for the second time, as Israel, as Bloods, mm. as Carlos did. Okay. So he's got great, great, um, I guess, he's got a great, you know, great pedigree. I guess, um, you know, and then there's obviously, um, yeah, guys that we're looking to get in next year that are, on, I guess, on their journey with uh, City Kickboxing under Eugene and, you know, he doesn't, um, we don't we don't bring anyone forward that isn't ready, you know. Right. It's something that we, you know, that we, Eugene believes in, you know, really making sure these guys are ready to, once they do hit the top level, good to go. So I guess to answer your question, yeah, I think that's what I'm excited about. There's a new blood coming through and obviously... The current boys and what they're yes. doing, and some yeah. big ones coming up. The next big one is uh, July eighth uh, in Las Vegas. My birthday. Um, is it? Yes. So I think it's Hunter's birthday too. We're kindred spirits. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. It's all a work. Yeah. We're actually good friends. Who do you think comes up with all these great fights <laughs> on the DL? Uh, it's an honor to have you in studio. Congrats on all your success. You know, when we first met, I think that. Uh, you were a little bit like slow to trust me. I, I think you weren't quite sure what to make of me. That's were, just life, mate. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> but I, I th- I'd like to think both you and Eugene, I've, I've won you over. And uh, it's, a great, oh, sure. it's a great friendship and relationship. And it was an honor to be there yesterday to, to witness that among, oh, like, it, it felt strange, like friends yeah. and family. Even yeah. though I know there were just, you know, regular ticket buyers there. It was a very intimate setting, which was really super cool. So congrats on everything. And thank you for the jacket. No, nah, look, hey, that's a, it's a one, of, one of 100. Wow. There you go. Okay. Yeah. Signature. I appreciate it. We're going to bring no, I appreciate you. Yeah. I really appreciate Thank you, Ash. Thank you so much. Thanks. To awesome. your family, thank you for coming in. Yeah. And we've got uh, the big dog coming in there right he is. now. There he is. Wow. The Tribeca Film Festival star himself, Beautiful. the middleweight champion of the UFC, of Israel. Come on, come on, okay. Come on. How are you, my man? Much love. Much love. All yes. Bless you. Back. Thank you Very so happy much. With this, finally. Look at that. How about that? Plastic Plastic I've never actually seen this in real life. You want it? Uh, no, no. Come on, you take it. No, no. He'll send me. He'll send me. All right, He'll fine, fine. This is dope. I like the beauty of it. Isn't artistry. it nice? It is. Well, you got everything right. By the Beautiful. way, shout out. Oh, no, wait, twice? You, you asked. I you know. asked, right? I just said. I demanded what I liked. It's one of, you know, I was going to say it's one of the iconic celebrations, although you topped that one not that long ago. Uh, that's a great one. Yeah, it is. It is. Thank you for coming yeah. in, Izzy. Thank Good to you. have you. Man, there's so you. much to talk to you about. Man, life. Life. Life is lifing right now. How are you? Are you like on cloud? And I saw on your Instagram, you were like a little bit emotional even. So uh, me, again, you, you studied documentary. I'm very, I wear my heart on my sleeve, literally. It's my first tattoo, heart oh, on my sleeve. There. But um, yeah, you know when you get like, someone plays a prank on you with a Coke bottle, they shake it. Yeah, yeah. And you, as soon as I went upstairs in the hotel, before everyone left for the premiere, I could feel myself just boom. See my mom in her beautiful gown, my dad in a suit, my family, all my loved ones. I could feel it. I was like, oh, I'm about to cry. So I was like, I'll be fine, I'll be fine. And then I'm in the car in the car on the way to the premiere and I can feel it. And then I what did I play? Flights booked from the CLB album. Oh no, from honestly my which, whichever album it was. And then Shout I just, out to Drizzy. Drizzy the dog. Yeah. And then a few tears came out. And then that's kind of like the just let let the pressure off. And once you let that go, I'm like, okay, fine, it's cool. Because again, if you don't express it then. Or come out somewhere else, whether you know, in the worst way. But yeah, I didn't want to be on the red carpet like sobbing, so I just let it out in, in the car, and I was like, "All right, cool, we're good." And Yo, it was yeah. so good. 
First of all, congratulations to you, Thank to you. Zoe, to the whole Thank team. You. Thank you. Uh, as I was saying before you came in, I don't know if you heard. I I'm love, listening. I listened to the I whole thing. love documentaries. Love documentaries. That's my thing. I worked yeah. in the documentary department at HBO, my first job oh, out of man. college. That was my thing, uh, HBO yeah. Sports. The way it was shot is not like your typical documentary. It's like a movie. Yeah. That opening scene, I don't want to give away too much, but like I love Wes Anderson. And it mm. kind of reminded me of, you know, Wes Anderson, yeah. Royal Tenenbaums? Yep. It reminded me of that. I'm like, what is this? Is he acting right now? But yeah. it's not acting. It is so well done. And I'm not trying to put picture. down, yes, yeah. I'm not trying to put down any MMA doc when I say yeah. this. I always thought that The Smashing Machine was the gold standard. That's the Mark Kerr documentary yeah. from like 2001. Yeah. I think this might be number one now. I think it is. It's incredible. It's, it's not even like if, if 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 even if I was not the protagonist of this movie, I feel like I would watch this and I'll recommend this, and not to be sexist, but to young men and just men in general. And again, you said shout out to Jackie. Beautiful to meet her last night. Appreciate it, thank she, you. She she even resonated with it. Yeah. Anyone who's not even a fan of MMA or not even a fan of me, you can get something from this because myself and Eugene as well. I'm so proud of him for being honest and open and raw. My, my parents, you know, being expressive as they were, my brother. And Zoe, the way she shot it, she didn't want it to just be, and she didn't want it to just be like a, a regular MMA documentary or a regular fight or boxing documentary. You wanted it to like your, your average Joe or soccer mom could watch this and get something from it. And I feel like it did that. And, and what's amazing is she kind of started around the first Robert fight, right? Yeah. Because you're in the bus. They came. Oh, that's when they started filming, but shout out to Jeff Sandler. Yeah, there's some brother. footage oh, there's before. Right there. hey, hey, what's hey. happening, Jeff? My Jane Goodall. <laughs> it, what's crazy, though, is like that takes a lot of foresight, like I was talking about with Ash. Mm. You didn't feel any extra pressure here? Like, I need to... Even before Ash, I knew I was going to do this. You knew? I knew, but then when I met Ash, Ash, you know, we became friends, and then he believed in me, so he put the idea out there. I was like, yeah, I've been thinking about it forever, and I know I'm going to put, you know, bits of my life on screen, and yeah, now it's happened. But, I, you know, foresight in the sense of, like, you know, it could go... Which sometimes it does. Last time I was out here at MSG, yes. I thought I was going to get revenge, and I didn't, and that's life. But it's all part of the story. Like I said, life is about the stories we tell ourselves or the stories we tell to the world, and um, it's a beautiful one so far, and we're still writing. What, when do you decide to like put a pin in the dock, right? Because this thing, it was, it's been like four or five years, so how do you decide like this is when it's going to end? Um, how did I decide? No, this one was, I think, the production company that did it uh, ha had to... You know, have an ending. So okay. we did it at the end of the second Robert fight. Uh, yeah, second Robert fight, we'll put the pin in it. But then now this last fight just happened, so you kind of had to, you know what happened. Sure, yeah, sure, but, sure. you know, there's more to, I'm not even done. Still going. You might do Still another going. one. I mean, I will. Okay. I'll do another one. I, I want to do something like The Last Dance, but I'll probably do it after my career's over. So, yeah, um, like a docuseries and... Yeah, we're still we're still writing the story. One thing that I was fascinated about, uh, as someone who knows you, but also as a parent, mm -hmm. what is it like when you're in there talking about your parents, sitting next to your parents, and it's not just you like in the dock. You say yeah. some stuff about your parents. Yeah. Again, not going to give away too much, but even uh, Eugene, and he's right there. Yes, <laughs> uh, th those two things are like it's a little bit. You're like looking. Everyone's like super quiet when this happens yeah. because it's not like you guys are watching this in your living room. There's like a couple hundred people in the room as well. Is that awkward for you or is it awkward for them? No, it's, um, we, we've talked about this in real life. And also this is old news. You know, this is like stuff that we've already discussed and we've openly... Old news to yourselves. Else. Oh, to us. Yes, yeah, yes, us, but, but not to us. You guys are like, whoa, shit. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. 
are they all right? It's like, nah, I'm, I'm literally there with my mom right next to me, my dad right there, and I got my arm around my mom, and we're just talking, you know, we're just enjoying the movie, and we're going to laugh about it now. Yeah. Was that their first time seeing it? No, they already seen a rough cut about six months ago. Okay. This was the final where everything's polished, and the the proper footage from the UFC is in there, and it's not, like, pixelated. You know, we had the... So shout out to them, and shout out to Hunter as well for making that happen. Nice photo over there of you guys. Beautiful. My creators, my gods. Look at that. Can we go back them. to the previous one, though, because that... You know post, the over 60? They look fantastic. They're beautiful. By the They're way, I beautiful. met your sister as well. Yeah, yeah, both of them. They're yeah. Awesome. yeah. It was only one there, or did I only uh, Both meet? of them were there. You there probably were... met, I think, either Deb or Bolu. The one that you were running with was the same one. Oh, yeah, Deb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She, She's uh, got a great energy. She's yeah, like, she a, like a ball of fire. She is. I know, boy. I know I'm the... I'll put it this way. I'm the I raise the family standards. Okay. Yeah. My siblings. <laughs> I mean, I know. David, shout out to David. No, but the yeah. poster, the poster is fantastic. We just yeah. showed look at this. It's beautiful. It's very beautiful. What, I like what does it. this signify? Um art's expressive, it's it's subjective. And this I remember where we shot this. It was in a hotel in Auckland, and this is Zoe's idea, I'm I'm pretty sure. But it's just look at this guy, a warrior in a garden. Love it. I just came up with that. It's not, I didn't make that up. It's literally just how I feel. It's a warrior in a garden, just chilling, serenity, zen, beautiful flowers around him. But you never know. Underneath the surface, he can, yeah, he can do some things. Absolutely. Was there ever a point where you were like, mm, we're not filming this? Did you ever put your foot down with anything? It seems like they got yeah. great act. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Certain things I was like, uh, yeah, yes, I did actually. You did. <laughs> I won't bring this up. But okay, like, you could if you want. Nah, All right, fine. No, no problem. Yeah, I was just twitching again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but my brother, Jeff, um, being around, look, he's just like a fly on the wall. I yeah. didn't realize he's filming. So he gets the best out of me. He gets the best out of me because he knows, like he sees a lot, you know, just being a fly on the wall. So he knows a lot about what, what I need to get to get going or when to film me or when not to film me. And he knows when to catch things silently. Like, oh, I don't want to say it in the movie, but you know that scene where I, in the car? Yes. I had no idea they were filming. Wow. Yeah, so that's why it was really raw and I was just like, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to say too much. No, no I get it, I get it. I just want to ask you though, like I can't watch anything that I do. Can't mm -hmm. watch it. Like I can't, I can never go. Is it hard to you to watch yourself like that? Used to be. Uh, used to be, but I've accepted this is my life. This is... um. This is just how it is. So again, I had to get used to it. I think China helped. When I moved to China for 10 months, I fought 24 times there. But China was like a crash course in being an athlete or being a superstar athlete. Um, even just walking out on the streets, like in the rural parts of China, I went to so many different cities and towns that I don't even know the names of. I'd literally be in, the, sometimes I'd be, I'll, I'll, I'll land there, be in the hotel, go to the weigh-ins, back to the hotel, go through the fight, back to the hotel, and then back to the airport. Hmm. And I'd have to like, I have the the the, <laughs> the reigning record of playing, what you call it, um, staring contests with old people in China. Because <laughs> literally they'll be like, it look like they found Bigfoot or something. So being in China and then people after the fights mobbing you, saying what's up, cameras in your face, got me used to this life. So it was a crash course in, in being a superstar. Okay, mm. so you're comfortable with it, even if yeah. there's raw, like there's nothing that made you a little bit uncomfortable. Yeah, there was oh, yeah. a lot, a lot. Like, but again, this is my life. Yeah. Even there's certain bits, like uh, I don't want to give it away, but um, in in the caravan, yeah, those bits, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's uh, love shout that. Shout out to Janet as well. Shout out to Janet. What a legend. Um, but um, also even like 
me dancing in there. It's like little artistic breaks in the in the film. But like I said, it's just like it's raw, it's expressive, it's something like different scenes, it's beautiful, but like, and people might not get it, but that's me. And that's me bearing my soul to the world. So I'm just like, here I am. Yeah. And I've already fortified myself to the point that when this comes out to the world publicly and all the critics, you know, they're gonna love it. But you know, there's always gonna be haters no matter what you do. It's gonna be like ching, 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 because I've been ready for this. And by the way, uh, speaking of that, because people have asked me, how can they watch this? I know it's going to be here in New York for a couple of days, but like yeah. to the wider world, what is the plan there? Do you, do you know what the plan is? Um, I think from what I know, there's gonna, who, there was a few people there, some people from Netflix, Paramount. So they bid on it? Is that how yeah, it works? I think so. I think oh, so. But I, I talked to um, a guy, Andrew, from Netflix yesterday, and I know that's, for me, that's like the, the standard, if you will, the sure. most popular one in the streaming wars right now. And I know different countries have different shows and whatnot, but I don't mind Disney Plus, Hulu, Prime, Neon, Amazon, Netflix, whoever wants to put it out there. It's not even about money for me. It's more about just getting the getting this out there. I feel like people need to see this. Like, especially I say young men. And it's not I'm not trying to fucking what do you call it? Like preach like, oh, you need to be like me. I'm just saying like, nah, you need to watch this and understand that you can be a warrior in a garden. And, you know, still be able to, like, you know what I mean? Be a lamb and a lion. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, you know, it's. I was just talking about this with Ash. It's so interesting looking at you right now and seeing you yesterday. And you're on cloud nine, it seems, from the outside. You've got all this stuff going for you. Yeah. I will never forget. We were talking about it a couple of weeks on the show. You came in on the Monday after the Alex fight. Mm -hmm. Yeah. MSG. Yeah. Which still blows me away, right? After a loss of, of that magnitude for you. Yeah. As someone who's been booking this show for a long damn time, people yeah. aren't coming in after the title losses. Yeah. But you did, and it says a lot about you. And we walked out here. Mm -hmm. We left the studio. Yeah. You said goodbye. Your brother was there. Tim was there. Yeah. And then you walked, and I was looking at you, and you were you you limped. And it was like the first time I saw you limp a little bit. Really? You were limping. Oh. And I didn't notice the limping. And, and I, I don't know if oh, you let the leg, you... yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right, my leg, yeah. It and, and I was watching you, and I was like, fuck, man, this game is so... Like, a week ago, you were in studio. You were the champ. Yeah. And now... I don't want to say like I felt I felt sad for you, but like yeah. I felt, it was just like a, it it was you a little know, bit sad. It is, yeah, yeah it is. We walked off limping without the belt. It's like a lion going like into the sunset, just ah. Oh, yes, yeah. And then two days later, we're about to have Ash in studio, mm. and I'm live on the air. Oh yeah. And the JFK thing happens, and at, at initially I don't really know, but I mm. hear like arrest, and I'm like, is this when? What did he do? Finally, they got him. <laughs> is, well, I was like, is this is it all coming crashing down for this yeah, guy who yeah. was on top of the world literally four days ago? It's, it's crazy how life happens, like. Lose the belt, go to the airport, get arrested. First thing I did, shout out to the officers as well at the airport. They were all cool, apart from this one bitch. She <laughs> was the one that was kind of like, because I was, and he's like, they they were embarrassed because they were like, this is stupid. And I was just, they knew. They were like, it's it's the law. And then, but she was like, no, it's protocol. And you can see she was kind of enjoying it, but they're like, we have to put you in cuffs. They even looked at her like, really? And she's like, and they put me in cuffs, but still got a cool photo out of it. Yeah. And then, first thing I did when I got into the cell, was meditate for about 15 minutes because again they put you loss. in the cell yeah it's just protocol long? but uh, about 45 minutes but they were all like what are you, what the fuck what are you doing here they all recognized you yeah of course and they yeah. were like people started coming to them like oh shit hey Israel <laughs> and they're like what happened oh we'll get you out of here as soon as possible and they were like to make this happen but yeah I mean that's life and I like these experiences whether good or bad it all happens for for my benefit in my favor 
You didn't have a moment there where you were like, holy fuck. Like, it's funny. In the, in the cell, yeah. So the first thing I did, because again, I usually sit in the cell, and it's just, you see people graffiti on the wall, all that kind of stuff. And I remember just thinking like, wow, okay, this is crazy. Like, I was just finding the Madison Square Garden literally a few days ago, and now I'm in the cell in, in the airport. So I was like, right, sit there, and I just meditated. Just to center myself again. And then from there, I was right, cool. What are we going to do? And it, yeah. It, it was Brass Knuckles, right? Yeah. Was it the from the from guy? Was it the guy who you rented the house from? No, no, no. It wasn't. He gave me a, he gave me a samurai sword because okay. on my dining table. Was but, that um, in your bag too? Nah, imagine that. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of. <laughs> can't fit up, that, that can't fit in my check-in. Uh, but, um, okay. <laughs> how did I bring that back? How did I bring that back? I mailed it back. Okay. I mailed that one back. So that was just uh, from a fan. Yeah. Fuck. And this is why now I don't take gifts from fans because also some people might be weird. They might put some juju or some weird things, yeah. you know. But uh, yeah, shout out to fans. They're cool and. I think once they started to see I, 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 I was taking gifts, guys would bring like, some guy brought like an old sweatshirt. What? At one point I was just like, I was like bro, this is Nike, I'm Puma. I just gave it back to right. as an excuse. But uh, yeah, it is what it is. Um, it, was a, it was a cool experience regardless. It's just part of life stories now. I can say I got arrested and put in cuffs. Is that the only time you've ever been arrested? Actually, no. 2010, I had a fight. It was me versus four dudes in Burger King on Queen Street in <laughs> Auckland. But um, he was harassing my friend's girlfriend, and I just turned around and I was like, and I handled him, and then me and his friends, I handled them, and they, oh, they'll put they put me in cuffs, right? Never thought of kicking it in, in a street fight, because then I slipped and I got up and I fucked the other dude up. But then when the cops came, put me in cuffs, and as he was walking me, I saw this guy with, with knuckle dusters actually try to hit me, and I stopped and I was telling the officer I didn't start this, and I stopped and went, and he swung and missed, and I looked at the officer and I was like, I told you, and that's why I don't have a criminal record because they looked at the footage and realized. I was just defending myself and I was defending my friend and his partner because of some idiots. But uh, yeah, that's the only time I'm being arrested in America. And knock on wood, it's the last time I'll be arrested in America or um, anywhere in the world. And so when you get back home, you, you've talked about the- uh, Calm down. Yeah, the UFC yeah. debut. There you're on crash. a high and you crash. Now you lose yeah. and you lose your belt. What is that crash like? I didn't crash. That's you didn't crash? Thing. Nah, because I'm just surrounded by love. Love. I was just surrounded by love. And I feel like, oh, I felt this way recently as well, watching someone, Kai. Mm. So I was pissed off. I was really pissed off. Yeah. I didn't express it too much on, on camera. I just walked off because I was, ah, oh, man. And I, you know what's funny? You can, you can go back and look at this. When, when they, you know, they have the judges at the bottom left corner. Yeah. I remember when I saw because I was watching the fight and I just saw, What's his name? Chris At Lee. the bottom. No, Chris at the bottom. He was at the bottom. Yeah. Uh, I didn't even see the Amato, but I saw at the bottom, I was just like, like a note in my head was like, ah, fuck, it doesn't matter. Kai's going to fuck this dude up. He's going to finish him. So we wouldn't need it. But I remember he was at the bottom. And then when the when the decision was about to be announced, I, kept, I was just like, please don't do this to my boy. Look, after, maybe not every fight, but after a decision like this, I demand, hold up. Uh, Put, put him on screen. Uh, no, no, put him put on, on screen. screen. Wanna, hey. We're showing you from your freestyle bender yeah. account. There he is. I, I need, like, the judges need to be held accountable because Kai's got a baby on the way. He, he's, he's a father to a beautiful boy. He's got his beautiful wife. Right now, I think he's in Tahiti with Henry. Luya de Katia, my people. But they need to be held accountable, these judges, because they're taking the livelihood of, of, of great men, or, 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 you know, and just... I won't say ruining their legacies, but just like, come on, man, 100K, that's a lot for a guy who's got a baby on the way. And, you know, they, they need that. That's food on the table, but they need to be held accountable. Put them on the, at the post-fight press conference 
they need to be held accountable and explain why was this the decision you made. You see, one of the scores was like, gave four rounds to homeboy. Mm. How do you come up with that? Even at worst, 3-2, you might give homeboy the second round. At worst, he took the third round, but he got fucked up. And even the round four, I think these nuts gave it to, to yeah. fucking homeboy. I'm like, but you need to put them on the post-fight press conference, sit down and let them explain themselves. They need they to won't. explain them. No, nah, but, but Yo, I thing. called. I called up. I don't know if you saw from last week. I called up Jeff Mullen of Nevada. Mm -hmm. I called up Mike Bazzulli <clears throat> of the ABC and the Mohegan Tribe Commission. Yeah. And I called Andy Foster of California. Yeah. And I think they're the three most influential commissioners in the game. Yeah. Andy, to his credit of California, who I think is the gold standard, said, yeah. you can talk to any one of my guys after a fight. But that's California. Yeah. Jeff Mullen was not willing to let me talk to anyone. I specifically yeah. said, can I speak to Chris? Can I ask him questions? They're being protected. Why are they being protected? Oh, oh and, then, for ten, so and then Mike, yeah. Mike, is, Mike is, says, I'll put it on the agenda for the next ABC commission. But he's like, look, I need to protect these guys. They don't make that I'm much, what? this and that. I'm like, yo, just because they don't make that much, it doesn't mean like you are in the most powerful chair in the game, right? Facts, it's yeah. the three of you and you're affecting people's lives. Everyone has to answer these questions. Facts. To be honest, I don't even care about Dana's thoughts on the scorecards. It's not his problem. Yeah. He's not the one make the one dude who actually has a say in the matter Gets off scot free. That mm. that doesn't make any sense. Blows my mind. That's in why. no other sport does this happen. Even in the NBA, when there's yeah. a controversial call, they mm. send one reporter. Really? So what they do is they pool reporter, and this is what I offered to him. I said yeah. a pool reporter, right? So you pick one media member every event. You don't want all of us to pepper you. Fine, but let's say you say like uh, Oscar Willis. All right, mm. Oscar Willis is going to go to the back after this event yeah. at at. Um, T-Mobile, and he's going to talk to the judges, and then he's going to mm. type it up, and then he disseminates it. Mm. And then he says, all right, why did you score round four that way? And at least we have an explanation, yeah, I just as opposed to us ABC. sitting... Yes. Yeah, I want to know, how did you come up with this in round four when Kai dominated the guy? How did you decide... Just let us know. I'm going to give it to homeboy. How? I just... I, I want an explanation. So that way, even if you somehow miraculously like, explain it and it makes sense, we'll be like, okay, now we know how you came to that realization. But then, again, if this happens, what's going what's gonna to do is going to change the way people judge fights. It's going to make sure they're actually like watching the fight. Accountability. knowing, being held accountable. And some of them don't even train. They don't even train. It's like, what the fuck? How are you going to, are you going to, and they're from boxing, a lot of them as yeah, well. The old so this kind of grandfathered in. Look. Open scoring. Change is, verdict. I think verdict is the way to go. You like verdict? I like verdict because I, I don't think. But that's I, fans. Yeah, but they haven't gotten it wrong yet. Yeah, I, don't I know. Think so. I mean, I don't... It's, it's the masses, but what about open scoring? Open scoring as the round by round—that's not a bad idea. Right. Yeah, that's not a bad idea because at least even the fighter can see. Yes, or know Imagine what's happening. Kai found out. Yeah. After the fourth round, Bruh. right? At least then he's doing a little more in the fifth, trying to go for the. He has to. But but even the fact that that has to happen. How can someone score that round for homeboy? And it's just like, if if that was happening, I was in a fight and that happened to me. Look, if. I've never had a, a, a fight where it's like, you know, 95% of people thought I lost that fight. Mm. If it was me, as a man, maybe not the as I'm being interviewed, um, maybe at the post-fight press conference, I'd be like, look, I know I can beat this guy. I know in my heart I can beat this guy. But tonight, I didn't beat this guy. He, he, he won the fight, and I feel like the judges got it wrong. I feel like if I did that, that my stock would go up. People would respect me because I was honest about it. But... No one's going to do that. They're going to find a way to try and justify their win. But still, it just it, it irks me. It's annoying and it's sad. It's just sad because, again, these are livelihoods of, of great men. And because I know him as my boy, he's my yeah. brother. I love him. So it's like 
you're fucking up his legacy. But seeing him be okay was kind of like what happened after my fight with you know you, uh, Andrew, my family. Everyone's seeing like, oh, he's fine. Okay, cool. Because I sent Kai a video right after, like before he even walked out the cage or as he walked out the cage. I was just like, look, brother, you won that fight. Da 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 da. I sent him so much love. He sent me one an hour later, and then I saw him um, with Jordy. Andre and Eugene at dinner and then went to some after party and seeing him okay made me feel okay. Mm. I was kind of like, okay, he's fine. But it just pissed me off because again, great man, great, great guy, about to be another, like a father again and it's like you're, you're, you're taking food off his table and you also, again, that's a, 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 another road to the title he was on. So now he has, not start from square one, but like a little step back. But I still, I feel like his stock still went up because the world knows he won that fight. Back to you, back to Miami, if we can. Um, Let's go. I spoke, love Miami. Miami loves It's me. a tremendous place. Yes, uh, I mean, Messi's coming. I mean, it's on fire. Yeah. Uh, Eugene was telling me on the Wednesday after the fight that, like, at one point, I, he had to kind of whisper to you to calm down. Oh, yeah, that was uh, at the cage. Yeah, what, what, what oh, was Oh, yo, I haven't seen this yet. This is from Ash. Oh, look oh, at that. I haven't seen this. I've, I've seen it, but I haven't yeah. seen it, like, in real life yet. Oh, you know what's funny? I was yeah. just about that. That's crazy. You just brought that out because yeah. I was just about to ask you about the necklace. Yeah. So you're rocking the necklace. You're coming out. Oh, you mean the collar? Or the collar, excuse me. Yeah. Uh, how how are you feeling? Can you describe how you are feeling to the point where he has to tell you, your guy has to tell you? Calm down. Yeah. Um, what was this? I think Eugene, he knows me. He just has to like, like the, the, the leash is on, the, the, the collar is on. So he has to like, hey. So, so you see me, I dap everyone up. I dap, and he just grabs my shoulder. Calm down. Or like, he, he said just to chill. And I was like, bro, I got it. He just knows I'm fired up. Even, normally, I never, I never even like acknowledge my family when I go to the cage. This time, I felt so much energy. From this side, I turn and I see Ash. I see my family. I go there. I just tap. I can't stay there too long because then it'll be overwhelming and I'll probably just start crying. <laughs> but I'm a human being. So yeah. I just go there. It's like boom, 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 boom. And I see my dad. I'm just like, yeah. And I get charged up. And even he's just like, oh, shit. He's never done that before. But love, man. Love is the fucking ultimate force in the universe. So I felt so much energy, so much love from this side. I had to tap in and then tap out. But Eugene just has to like, hey. You're good, and I'm like, good. But what I love is when I get into the cage, I remember stepping to the cage, and I was just like, bro, it's, this is the fucking greatest thing in the world, man, being a fighter. Like, doing what we do is the, is the fucking greatest thing. The walkout, remember when I was, it's my fucking house, let's go. Don't know where that came from. Came from here. And I get in the cage, I'm just like, yeah. And then I was like, I think I said, it feels good in here. I just felt good. I was like, it feels familiar. It's like it's almost like deja vu because we've done this so many times. But I feel, I feel, it feels good in here. And he goes, "Hey, you're a mastermind." Yeah. And I was just like, "Yeah, ah, oh, so good." Because he never, he never says shit like that. So when he, when he, when he says it, it means so much more. And he's, he's being honest. He's being honest about it. So, yeah, that was one of those moments. It just felt good in there, and I felt like, yeah, it's time to go. Can you verbalize what it feels like when you drop him? It felt like nothing. I, I know the punch hit, but it wasn't really about the punch. It was more when I bounced off the cage. Because, you know, I was right there and I, I baited him. I was like, cool. If Moses can't go to the mountain, the mountain will come to Moses. And he hurt my leg. I admitted it at the post-fight press conference and anyone watched it. And actually, I was like, yeah, he hurt my leg. But then I switched, threw a body kick. He threw a right to the body. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to bait him because he, he knows he's hurt me. And I know he's hurt me. So I'm, I'm just going to bait him. And already twice before... I used the shell to try and bait him, and then he caught me the first one. The second one, I missed with the hook and the right hand. So that's so why I was like, right, get close, get close, and I'm rolling. He only got the body shot, but then when I get here, boom, pop, boom. That felt like nothing. Wow. But what was cool was when I bounced off the cage, I remember the speed. 
boom. I felt like a like a like a like a vortex. Like I I just went whoop, boom, and then passed his legs, and then from from the heavens, I put put it in his, in his throat. And yeah, oh, that was really gay, but it's okay. No, no, <laughs> maybe one of the most gratifying moments of your of your career. Yeah, considering uh, the yeah, whole backstory, we still got more to go, but um, definitely. Look, I've already said this. I was like, if we fight another ten times and he beats me all ten times, I don't care. It's not about that. I just had to prove to myself that I can beat this guy. Because every time I fought him, first time I won that fight, judges got it wrong. Second time I was beating him, then he got me. Third time again, MSG, I was beating him, then he got me. And I'm like, same with Eugene. We know we can beat this guy, but he just has that spirit. He's a great fighter. He's honestly, he's a cool, he's, he's a he's a cool guy. I like his story. And even in Brazil when he knocked me, I was like, that's a cool story for him. It's a really cool story for him. But I just knew I could beat this guy. So I just had to put it on myself. I put so much pressure on myself that last camp. I went to some place. Even David, my brother, seen me when I hurt my leg. He, he saw me. You were there when we were you leaving the house when I, after I hurt my leg. Oh, in training. Yeah, yeah. and then like I'm, I'm on the couch. And then David said goodbye. And I, he said I had my hoodie up. And I was just like, and then he started to like well up. And then he went home. He was stressed out because he saw what really happened. He, I, Bro, I really had to go to some dark places. And I, I did that for myself. I went... I went in my hole and I just did my thing and I had to do that because I knew this is my shot and I put that pressure on myself because I, I was like, I'm never going to let my story be written like this. Be like, oh, he's the greatest ever, but he could never beat that guy, you know? So I made sure I put it on myself to beat this guy and I did. Was Were you close to pulling out? No, it was too close to the fight. I, I was like, nah, so we, we, we did some things, I think. Did we do cortisol or something? I can't remember now, but like, yeah. Uh, not pulling out, no. But it was it was that bad. It was really bad, though. And how's it now? Oh, we're good. Graving now, yeah. It's all good. Yeah, I heal really fast. I got that fucking healing factor, like Deadpool. The 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 celebration, which is obviously much talked about, but like it's you, cold, man. Do you really think of that on the spot, or did you? I had a few. I had a few. There was um. How do you even think of that in a moment? The shower, like- bro. I'm not thinking of it in, in the moment. Like in the shower, when I visualize, when I visualize things, I visualize things to the point where I can. feel feel it. I can really, like, if you use your, the, the brain, the mind is so powerful. The imagination is so powerful. So when I visualize things, I can feel it. I can smell it. I can, in the, that's why I, I, you see that scene in the hotel, in the movie when I was in the hotel, I did the, I want a shower that I can do laps in. Yeah, yeah. So that way I can move around and do things. Because when you vision, it's a matrix. That's like the, you know, the white space in the matrix in the movie? That's what the shower is to me. I can create whatever I want to. And you have the purest element, water runneth over you. And you can just go anywhere you want to. So, I had a few celebrations or like few things, not like I'm planning it, but I'm, as I visualize, it's just, it becomes actualized, you know? So that's why when it happened, it was like, they, even he caught a cool photo where I was just like backstage. Cause I was like, when I drop him, I'm just going to fucking put it in his chest. Oh, this is Bam. pre-fight. Yeah. Oh, you got that photo. Yeah. When I, I put the arrows, the arrows in him, but um, yeah. So I got up straight away and I just put, and I didn't even mean to do three. That's it just happened. Part. And also my dance background as a, as, as a dancer, character and crump is like you can you can play different characters you know and for me i just became i told i took his whole shit it's incredible <laughs> like now born arrow synonymous with me and then you do the call back to the sun yeah when do you notice the sun is in 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 the arena when you walk out that's why i said this is the coolest job in the world because as you're walking out you're so hyper aware you see everything i can see all the way in the rafters like in the nosebleeds i can see everything it's like just hyper aware, hypersensitive to everything. So as I walk in, I don't make eye contact with anyone or anything. I knew where everyone was. Mike, Trump, his family, my family. I knew where his sons were. 
I knew where they were straight away. So I went, I think I went to Eugene, talked to you all. Eugene first, but now I was just like, right, where is he? And look, there's no beef. I wasn't like for the last six years, like, <laughs> fuck, I'm gonna get this kid. My bad. No problem. Sorry, oh. is he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, I wasn't like that, but it was just like, yeah, I just knew I'm gonna get him. Cause when it happened, like I said, look, if my son did that to someone I just knocked out, I'd be like, what the fuck are you doing? Apologize to that, man. I'll make sure, because I didn't raise you that way. And then when he's in the car making fun of or light of it with his son and they're talking shit, it's like, whatever. So I was like, okay, cool. Bet. That'll keep. I just noted that. So, look, it's, uh, it's, not, a, it's not too personal, but at the same time, it's just business. One of the great post-fight interviews of all time. Holy smokes. That yeah. came from the shower, too? Fuck so, it was like, it's not like I knew what I was going to say, like, word for word. All I knew when I was in the shower, when I visualized winning, I was so happy. Uh, I was so happy. I was so happy that I was just like, man, this is a week before the fight. I'm, I'm in the shower at the, at the house where I was at. But I remember just feeling so happy. I was like, I just wish everyone could feel this, how happy I am right now. That's all I wanted to say. So the rest as well. Player one, just the vessel just came out. And then when I when I play it back, I feel like a rapper. I'm like, and that's why even fucking the munchkin was like, oh now nah, we all have these recited. Da, da, da. I was like, you might do that, but you ain't a freestyler like me. It's different. Wait, which munchkin? You know the one. Which one? Fucking uh Cejudo. He was oh, yeah. He was saying that? Yeah, something like and when you see his reaction, I don't know. Like he's great. I appreciate his skills and I think he's a great fighter, but he just has to appreciate greatness as well on this side. He was hating? Big time. Everyone's seen it. You go on his fucking Instagram, you go on his YouTube, because I take receipts and I'm just like, why are you not appreciating the greatness? And I met him in Melbourne. We had fun. It was cool. We was we was partying. So I thought he was a cool guy. Then he started going to Alex and it doesn't matter. I don't, shout out to him. He's cool. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Uh, I know he's probably sad about his last fight, but it's whatever. Uh, but by the way, speaking of the celebration, like you brought you brought Chuck and Tito together. You, that was magic. It, was, it just happened on stage. Do you have moments there where you're like, how yeah. the hell? That's why, look, and Chuck's on, on Alex's side, you know? He, yeah, that's he, right, with Glover, yeah. Yeah. The, yeah, with the pit and whatnot, but it doesn't matter. A legend's a legend to me, and Chuck is one of those dudes that brought the game to where it is today when he was in his heyday doing his thing, bruh, and then having Tito there as well, and then having both of them on stage partying with us. That's crazy. Waving. Those dudes movies. are like mortal enemies. No, but it's movie shit, yeah. isn't it? It's life. Yeah. It's fucking crazy, man. Is it true you didn't take a shower for four days? That's a lie. That's a lie because you said. Well, I uh, think I took a shower, not right after. I went to the after party Sunday morning, like two a.m. Go to the the club, then Sunday night went to Tootsie's upstairs getting shoulder rolls. You know the vibes. Mm. Then, is that a is that a dessert place? Yeah, something like okay, that. Tootsie ice. rolls. Or something yeah, yeah, crazy. yeah, yeah. Sundays. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah <that's right. laughs> but then um, so that was two nights. So then Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, I just stayed in my room. And I went out maybe once a day outside. I'd smoke a joint or... And I'd leave the door open just because I could still vibe with everyone. They can come to my room or whatever. But I was just in my bed because I was just... I just needed to, like, center myself. But, um, yeah, I did have a shower on Monday, not three days after. Okay, okay. I was just I just wanted to clear that. But Thank you. you. You, like, I don't know how you come down from that. Meaning... <laughs> <laughs> so, I didn't for a while. David told me, I think, two weeks after he finally had his, like, I've heard this is a post-patrum, um, blues, weddings, people yeah. who get married, holidays, people have it. So, yeah, but when you do what we do for a job, it's crazy, man. You're up here and it's just so much stimulus, so much attention. Everyone also taking your energy. So for me, I had to replenish myself. So <clears throat> I didn't come down for a while until uh, last week. 
Last week. Finally. So it's like, so I'm up here right after the fight. Boom. I'm up here. I'm floating. I'm up. I'm just, life is lifing. Then I just slowly, I know I had the tools to adjust to my life. First thing I did when I got back home, go to the gym. I thank my teammates. Give them all hugs. Say what's up. Appreciate them. Right after that, I go straight to Good Dog Training out in West Auckland. And I go grab my dog, Toothless. And <laughs> That's the name? Her name's Toothless. Yeah. Toothless, okay. Yeah. This is Millie. Millie, he's, he's gone RP to my boy. Respect. Uh, and Toothless, she's my only one now. But then COVID made my palace slow down the build. So <clears throat> she has to stay with Ryan, who's at Good Dog Training. And she just gets to socialize with other dogs and you know learn how to be a good dog. And um, yeah, I grab her and I go grab some sushi, go to the park, take my, my shoes off. And best thing is because she don't give a fuck who Stylebender is. She's right. like, hey, my boy's back. So she wants to hang out. So I hung out with her for like two days. And then if people try to like, oh, can I take, I'm like, I'm not, because, you know, everyone's excited. Da, da, da. Yeah. So I just, I'm, I'm okay. Thank you so much. So I appreciate it. And, and they respected it. They understood. They're like, oh, he just wants to be with his dog, you know? And we just walked around, went to the beach, chilled, and just sending myself. So I have the tools to bring myself back down. So after that, then I go to Sydney for the fucking fitness expo. I'm up again. And the, the, the Melbourne, We'll come back down. And then Puerto Rico. Oh. And then, so instead of doing this, but after Puerto Rico, I could feel myself like, right, oh shit, I'm about to crash. And then I slowly just, maybe Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, I just, same thing, just stayed in the house. Didn't go anywhere. And that's just to like, bring myself back to, to me. Because this no one teaches you how to be famous, man. It's It's crazy. And... Again, you saw some of the bits in the documentary, like when I talked about my house and people coming and knock my door. Isn't that crazy how that, that just like, insane. we didn't plan that. Like, you, that's just life. People ringing your doorbell yes. to ask for a photo. But that doesn't happen anymore, right? Because you- I live in a different place. Where sure. If you're in front of my house, you have to be there. You have permission to be right. there. Right. Can gated. you even walk alone now? I do. I'm still outside. I'm in the streets, you know. Uh, sometimes when I go to events or concerts or if I want to go out, maybe dinner at the club, I might have my big brother, Polly or Ike or whoever with me to shadow me, but I'm still in the streets. I still walk around. People say, what's up? But I think me now, I just know how to say no, and I don't care. People don't, oh, just one, just one, bro. They don't understand. You know at the beach, if you feed one seagull, hmm. they might, 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 that's what it is. And I've had that happen so many times. And they think, oh, bro, just one, please, just one. And they don't think, it's not just one, because there's already like five people looking at you. Right. And when they see I take a photo with you, they'll be like, oh, can I get one too? And I, now, then I have to say yes to everyone. So. Um, now I just say, I'm okay, thank you. Oh, bro, can I get a... And also, it's the entitlement. Some, if it's manners and respect, shout out to this kid, Huey, at the fights. Uh, I saw him. He's, he was with, really... With the watch? Nigga, got a fucking yeah. whole Richard Milly on him. I was <laughs> yeah. like, oh, shit. Man, want to flex on me. But um, yeah, manners and respect it will get you a long way. And even, even with manners and respect, if I still say no, it's my body, my choice. I'm, <laughs> I can say no, and that's okay. Back in the day, I try and explain why I'm saying no. But now I'm just like, I'm okay, thank you. And it's not like a no, fuck off. It's just like, I'm in a rush. Or I might just not be in the mood. I might have just woken up. I might look raggedy. Some, some of my Uber drivers sometimes, uh, Uber Eats. Fuck, yeah. Uber Eats is the devil, man. But like, they'll come over. It's because I spent so much on it. But like, um, they'll come over and then like, oh, and then, can I get a photo? I'm like, bro, I'm going to fucking look at me. Do yeah. I look ready for a photo right now? <laughs> but I'll be like, brother, I'm okay. Thank you, though. I really appreciate it. But if I take a photo with them, I'll take a photo. If I have the time, if I have the patience, if I feel like it, I will. But again, it's my choice. And oh, but we support you. We're fans. Yeah, but you're fickle. I love you, but at the same time, meh. And so 
after the fight, I spoke to Eugene and he was like hinting at 10 weeks we come back. Yeah. And I think I was like, oh, Vancouver needs a main event. Mm. And then I was looking at the landscape and it was right there. You versus DDP, it was right there. I tried to make it happen. I talked to Dana. I was trying to make it happen actually in July. For July 8th? Yeah. Oh, maybe not then, like late July, I think. For Utah? I th oh, yeah, somewhere. But I was, I was just saying um, I want to do it in the, the Death Star because it would have been big. I just felt like it's... it's uh, I don't want to. I don't want to recycle. I want. I want yes. new. I want new. So hands. could we talk about the DDP thing for of a course, moment? Yeah. Okay. So, because I got some shit for this. What? I think that fight makes a lot of sense, and there's a story there. Yeah. I personally, this is me. I didn't love some of the things that were being said by him and his team, and so I had. What did they say? You know, we'll find out who the real African is and all that stuff. Okay, I'll say this again. I never questioned his ethnicity. I never said he's not African, even though colonization, we don't want to go over there and all that stuff. Yeah, he, is, he is an African because he was born in South course. Africa. And I never questioned that. But the fact that he was being a, a dickhead and, oh, we do be who the real African is, you know, I breathe African air, all that kind of stuff. I'm like, how the fuck are you going to question me, Francis, and Kamaru's blackness, our Africanness? Like, who the fuck are you? So I had to put that out there and just, I, I want to I educate him. So he, Look, he said it first. I'll tell you one thing. Yeah. You ever heard of Ancestry and Me? Of course. If you do Ancestry and Me on, on me, I know where the fuck I'm from. If you do it on him, he'll find out where the fuck he's from. And I'll tell you, it wouldn't say South Africa. I'll tell you that it wouldn't say South Africa if you do Ancestry and Me or whatever thing. Because he'll tell you where the fuck he's from. He'll know his real heritage. I know who the fuck I am. And I stand on that. No matter where in the world I am. You can take the boy out of Africa, but you can never take Africa out of the man. So I know that, and I never questioned him as an African. So who the fuck is he to question me as an African? I'm going to manifest him winning this fight in the first round, and when he does, I'm going to be right there in the cage so he can turn around in September. No bullshit, no, I'm hurt, this and that. Nope, we're going to fight in Sydney in September. If it's Rob, it's Rob, whatever, but I already got a plan for Rob if it's Rob. But I really, 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 wallahi, wallahi, hope it's DDP, because I will show him who the fuck I am. There's a different type of energy that comes out of you when you talk about him. I oh, saw shit. the video. I, yeah, I just felt it now. <laughs> yeah, well, I saw the video with your brother, and you know, yeah. you were calling him some names too, and then people Ataka. are like, yeah, which, what? Ah, listen, I'm not going to get into all yeah. of that. Nah, but it's funny. I don't care. But I call him a nigga too. He's a bitch. <laughs> what, so my thing was, why didn't they just book that fight? It's, mm, it's right there. Talk to Dana. You got his number. Uh, let me just DM him real quick. I don't know. He hasn't responded in like seven really? years. Really? No way. Why? No, it's just one of those what things. You look at you. Look at you sniffing. Look at you <laughs> trying to get those clicks. the nostrils, man. Look at um, But what, do you understand why? It's like right there. And, hey, and you're putting him against is. a real tough guy who could very is, well beat him. Yeah, it is what it is. But, you know, the UFC sometimes, they have their own plans and it's okay. But, uh, it's going to happen. I'm going to make it happen, regardless. Uh, and funny enough, we've trained together before. You sparred? Yeah. And how'd it go? Yeah, I whooped his ass. He just wrestle-fucked me in the first round. And I how long around. ago? Years ago. I was, I was in China. I went to Thailand for like a little... Uh, you, have to, you have to leave China for, I think, a week to renew your visa or whatever. So I went to Thailand for a little while. And then I think he's a twin. I'm pretty sure he's a twin. He was nice. He was a cool kid. So... Yeah, even in the UFC, when he came to the UFC, I was actually supportive. I was like, oh, another African in the UFC. Another, yes, I swear you can find this online on my YouTube, I'm sure. I was like, oh, another African in the UFC. This is cool. So the fact that he came out on the thing and started to like be braggadocious and question me, I was like, who the fuck is this cunt? So, yeah, but wallahi, when that happens, man, 
Who I don't torture him. It's personal. Yeah, uh, not really like personal. Like it feels personal when you talk about him. Like yeah, no, it's it's more about history. It's more about my people. It's more about who the fuck do you think you are? Have you done your research on how the fuck you got to Africa? Do you know who the fuck you are? I don't think he knows who the fuck he is, but I'll remind him who the fuck he is. So are you 100% fighting on that Sydney card? 90%. But again, the UFC is the UFC. Sometimes they got their own plans, but it's okay. We can talk, and I have a good relationship with them, so yeah, we're cool. Well, what worries me about that is that the fight is in July, and this is too much. That's why I said it's going to be first round. Drickers fucks him up somehow by some magic, some juju. Yeah. We'll make it happen, and then— You believe he does that to Rob? Nah, it's a hard ask, but again, player one, you can make things happen. I, I really, I'll pray on this. I'll pray on this and make it happen. And what is your plan for Rob? You said you have a plan for Rob. I'll tell you when it happens. Oh, okay. Or maybe in July, if, if he wins. Because um, I have to make it interesting for myself. Sure. Yeah, this no, is just boring. So you have like a new stipulation that you want to put on this fight? Uh, two <laughs> or five? What is it? Something? Nah. What could the stipulation? He's such a nosy guy. Well, I mean, it's, it's a natural question that I feel yeah. like if someone's watching right now, like, what could you do? We'll see. Stay tuned. Triple threat match. Ooh, hell in a cell. Ah, you just fucking do it. That was cool. That was cool. Elimination cool. chamber. Yeah, fucking bring everyone in. But how do you even get motivated for that fight? I, I, I have my ways. I know me. I know uh, I'm a dog who I'm a workhorse, and I'm a I'm a dog who likes to have incentives. So I have an incentive for myself that I'll make it really, really interesting and I'll be able to get him out of there. Wow. Do you think he would deserve it? Rob's, he's a cool dude. I was in with him in Perth. We're, not, we're, we're cool. We're cordial. And I was just like, look, I respect you. And he's like, I respect you. And we had like a nice interaction. But then obviously when someone whoops your ass twice, <laughs> trust me, I know. <laughs> <laughs> you want to you wanna get it back. So it's always there. Um, but the respect's there. I do like him. He's cool. But when it's time to fight, we're gonna fight. And last time he got off squat free because of Eugene. Eugene, Eugene pulled me back. I was in uh, Houston. Yeah, I was southpaw. I was fucking him up. I dropped him in the first round. I was about to go in the Eugene night in the second round. Just told me to chill because he wanted to stick to the game plan. Again, the first fight we fought, I didn't use the game plan, but we, I called an audible. And then my my team's so great, we we're able to just do it on the fly because it, it's working so cool. I was countering with hooks, um, hitting him from different angles that we didn't really plan on, but it was just working. I'm a freestyler, so. Yeah, I was going to freestyle in the second fight, but then Eugene was like, yeah, yo, chill champ. So I was like, oh, fine. And then I carried him to the finish line. It's whatever. What about Strickland? What about him? Like, if he wins this fight, could he... Was he fighting? Um, fucking dude, uh, Abus or something. Yeah, Thank I mean, that's... Yeah, exactly. That's it. Who's he fighting? Yeah, but, like, there's... I don't know. I, I, I'm I, trying I, to find I, fresh faces for that's you. That's me. I do like Strickland. I'd like to give him a little one-two <laughs> for my shoe. <laughs> but, uh... He's training with Alex. You hear that? I heard did Alex call him a, a retard or something. I don't know about that. Did I saw him? a quote, or maybe it was a fake news. Instagram might have been. Um, whatever. Train with Alex. He knocked you out anyway, so that's whatever. But Strickland, it'll be fun. It'll be fun. Just to, I think the build up will be fun. You know, he's talking about anime porn or whatever. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. And <laughs> and why not Alex? Pereira. Yeah, he'd be gigantic. I know. If he wins the belt at 205, I'll do it again. But if not, I think he's done with it. I'm done with it. It's like everyone else wants to see it, but it's like eh, we're moved on. You know, it's life. You think he beat Jan? We talked. Oh, met him at the airport. Bro, fucking video game shit. Who, Jan? Alex. No, I know. Oh, yeah. I was saying, do you think he could beat Jan? Of course Me. I Yeah. No, no, not you. Him. He's yeah. fighting Jan. I think he might knock him out. 
You think Alex will knock out Jan? Ma- Mike. So we talked about it at the airport. Like, oh, so. you actually talked to him about it? Yeah. Like oh, wow. Yeah, I so. thought it was just the stuff that we saw. There was more. Y'all got to realize, don't know, just believe I, the internet. I, the well, internet I mean, will show what you guys what, put out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But you got to understand that things happen. Jeff was not there, so he wasn't able to capture ah, it. Ah, for fuck's sake. But afterwards, when we go through the security thing, then I see him and I was like, Jan, and then limited language barrier, but we talked for about maybe a good two minutes or so. And I, I, I gave him some some advice on how to um, handle Jan. Yeah. And he we had the same idea, like, he's going to knock him out. But I warned him, I was like, look, just be careful because he knows your, your striking is really good, so he's going to be patient with you like he was with me. What we expected him to do, he didn't do because great striker. So, <clears throat> oh, excuse me, he had the same idea. But I feel like if Jan doesn't take him out, he's going to knock him out. Okay. Yeah. Do you think you'll ever fight him again? If he wins the two hundred five belt, maybe. But like, do you foresee it? Not the it, like. If if he wins the two hundred five belt, only if. Belt. Like if, it, yeah. like that means you think he wins the two hundred five belt and then event like at some point before your careers are all said and done, do you think you ever fight this guy again? If I'm gonna bet money on it, yeah. no, no, yeah, okay, because two hundred five, I've been there. It's hard. <laughs> it's no easy task, but um, yeah, if he wins the two hundred five belt though, and they might give him a fast track like they did with me. And then they're gonna have a magic, crazy, fucking epic fight, you know, at twelve five with me and him. Then that'll be also the fifth time. Yeah, crazy. Isn't that wild. Uh, and just a few more minutes here. I know you have to go to. Uh, you're do going I? to Schultz. Do oh, you yeah, have to? I do. Yeah, all right. yeah. Fuck Schultz, he's on. I mean, he's bro, not come on, no, man. I saw you guys last night. <laughs> you guys are all buddy, buddy, buddy doing nosy, nosy. He's the best. He's the best. <laughs> I just do that. They got to say what's up. Number one. Uh, I love Schultz. He's the man. He just sold out Toronto two nights. Yeah, Shout out to him. Dog. I love him. I love him. He's the man. Um, yeah, I'm going to go do Flagrant after this. So, yeah. No, it's good. You go to the A side first. Ah, <laughs> see what he did there. But I'm just curious. The thing with John Jones kind of annoyed me. Which one? Because I heard you on Impulsive. Yeah. Oh, when I, so I thought it was a joke. I you thought, thought it was a joke, which is yeah. fine. But then I almost feel like, okay, and then you, you had to come to terms with the quote. Fine, fine, fine. And then you, it was just a throwaway, real, recognized, real that you said, right? Then every single Instagram quote thing, article, yeah. the beef has been squashed. I was like, yo, it's if you all... actually listened to the interview, yeah. you really were just kind of like, I, 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 correct me if I'm wrong, I felt like you weren't even sure what to make of it all because you're like, my whole life this guy and I have been at odds and now all of a sudden you're going to tell me not I'm really, his favorite no, fighter? No, it's not at odds. Yeah, he's. I've never had a conversation with this guy, ever. So how am I going to have... Um, uh, what do you call it? Like a, I don't want to say a friendship, like a buddydom with someone I've never talked to. Um, yeah, we've beefed. I don't like him. He doesn't like me. But we respect each other's skills. And I was a fan before even in the UFC. He was the youngest heavyweight champion or youngest UFC champion. Did great things. I followed his career. Then he called me out and I was like, the fuck? What did I do to you? And then same thing. I went back at him and we went back for a little bit on Twitter, which was fun. But... You know, the story's not over. Yeah. You think that happens? I was saying a couple of weeks ago on the show that I think it would be the biggest fight in current UFC history, like the biggest fight that they can make. Mm, I mean, Anderson Silva, GSP. Never happened. John Jones, Anderson Silva. Never happened. Exactly. Sometimes we don't always get what we want. But those fights, I felt like, would have been some of the biggest fights in history. We don't, we don't always get what we want, but we get what we get. And right now, where we're at... It's just, it's another one of those ones like me and Alex is like, ugh, we're over. I think you guys are more hard about it than we are. We're kind of just like, okay. You and Jones? Yeah. 
Man. Yeah, you got you, I can see you're hard right now. I'm not. <laughs> Look at your nipples. <laughs> I just say, like the Jackson Wink. Yeah. You know, used to do that. Shout out to my boy. Yeah, 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 yeah. I just think it would be, I mean, you're just so popular right now, mm-hmm. both of you. He's coming off the win. Who's he fighting next? He's fighting, um, is he well, fighting, TBD, uh, but Stipe. Yeah. Uh, I thought that was on the rocks or something. Well, the thing is, it's like Dana's now trying to do the Tyson fight. But that oh you, yeah they've been talking about, you, know, you know I saw going. Tyson in Melbourne yeah yeah how'd that go it was cool he's a cool guy big energy motherfucker tried to roast me about my shoes when I was leaving he's like what are those at the hotel lobby I was like they're Yeezys I had the Yeezy slides on okay but he's funny he's a cool guy good energy um very bubbly big dude but even when we're talking shit give him a little sneaky knee in the gut. <laughs> there you are right over there just let him know yeah so right after this and he's talking shit and I, I just held him framed a little something but I think. You know, if anyone can do it, he can. He can. I even felt like jump in the cage. Look, all this shit about you got to come to boxing, you got to come to boxing. I don't know why everyone does that. Look, we, 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 even Bellew was saying, like, don't fuck around these MMA guys. Like, we all know what real fighting is. Even as a kickboxer, I wouldn't have just jumped in the UFC without, without, without learning other, other martial arts to learn how to counteract or beat them at their own game. So let's not, Let's not be silly here, mm. you know. In, in a fight, we know what would happen if, example, I fought some big time boxer. You know, we understand in, in a fight, and also, like I said, in the Tyson, he's got good skills. The gloves are different. If he learns how to sprawl, he could do some damage. What about our boy Big Francis? What has happened yeah. to Big Francis? I mean, what he did, all the hate that he was getting. Yeah, I'm what proud do you make of, of how this I'm all. I'm proud of him because his story is is very unique from before the UFC, very unique. And he's paving his own way, signed with the PFL. Um, the story's not over yet. I think everyone needs to chill. Everyone needs to chill and just watch. Because, again, I didn't like how 1FC tried to come out and say, oh, we're withdrawing from the deal to try and like save face because Francis was honest to them about what was going on. Like, can you guys match this offer? Um, so, yeah, then the clickbait shit, oh, Francis made a big mistake. I'm like, everyone wants to be first. Even after this last fight, I didn't speak to no one for weeks. And then I finally went and did my first episode of Young Man Rumble, a freestyle bender. And then I explained how I was feeling. But I wanted to sit down with myself first with my own thoughts and process what happened because it was such a monumental moment in my career, in my life, that I was like, let me just see how I feel. So in this day and age, I feel like, especially the journalists, they need to, no one has to be first, but just try and be honest, Mm. I feel, yeah. I, 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 I hate that it feels like people are rooting for him to fail. It feels like everyone's rooting to say, I told you he fucked up. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's why I'm saying just chill. Understand and watch. This is a guy, what he's done in his life before the UFC. If you know his story, listen to him on JRE, his story, how he got to where he is. Then you understand this is not a guy that just quits. He never just quits. And again, look, Dana said some stuff in the past. You know, Women will never fight in the UFC. Mm-hmm. It's on video. Look where we are now. Francis will never fight in the UFC again. I think he might do what he does and come back. Mm. And then they'll pay him what he deserves, what he's earned. Mm. Because they fucked him for a long time. Him and Nate. I think Nate comes back too. Yeah, of course. No, Nate will be back. He's still got the McGregor fight and all the big fights as well. Nate's a, he's the G. He can do whatever he wants. And even Dana said he's always got a home at the UFC. Now, what about you and WWE? Now that they're under the same umbrella, even Paul Heyman called you out yesterday. What? You see this shit? No, my dad said he sent something in the family group chat. Wait, what did I do? Look, look, look. We have it right here. I didn't even see it. My guy GC showed it to me. But what uh, did I do? Can you read that? I can't even That's read. Too far away. Like he said, let, let me read this right here. Yeah. He said, "Mr. Helwani 
While this great champion is in your studio tomorrow, please be sure to have him acknowledge the tribal chief, respectfully, Paul Heyman, wise man and special counsel. The tribal chief? That is Roman Reigns. Oh, now he came after, like, I left. Like, well, not left, yes, after yes, I stopped yes. watching the UFC. Now he's a man, a thousand plus he, days as champ. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, he hasn't yeah, lost. I know who he is, he got the long hair, big tattoos, handsome dude. Yeah. What did I, wait, why, <laughs> what did I do? <laughs> I don't know. I don't did know. Did you talk smack? No, I don't. Paul Heyman, I know he was Brock Lesnar's uh, manager for yes. a long time. I seen him get fucking body slammed a few times. F five. F five. Um, but now fuck, that they're I don't respond to this, what do, what do I do? Like fuck, if I see him, I'll get a steel chin, take it to his head or something. <laughs> Yo, shit. you in yeah. WWE, I think would be tremendous. The no? only thing is, I like to be the author of my own story. I'll do a couple cameos. You know, I'll come from under the ring or whatever, or just appear in a thing, whatever. I don't know. But to be a guy that is in there and then have someone write my story and I'm this, I'm that, I feel like it's just, it's not my forte. But I'll do a few cameos. Also, I want to go to a WrestleMania. Me and my family are going to go to a WrestleMania one time. And that's a fact. WrestleMania 40 next year, Philly. Do it. Yeah. In Philly? Yeah. I've been to Philly. Yeah, I'll go Well, back. now I ask this because you're all under the same umbrella now. Yeah, I'll, I'll do it. But like, it's not going to be like, oh, after this... UFC fighting, I'm going to go. Have you ever been to a, a wrestling show? No, nah, that's the thing. Never. David went to some hardcore ones uh, with the, oh, fuck. Forgive me. Fuck. Uh, the something brothers. Waka Waka. Uh. The Dudley boys? No. Two seconds. Racka Racka boys. The Racka Racka brothers. I the met Racka them. Racka brothers. Yeah, Michael and um, his brother. Fuck. Is this like an indie show? No, they're big, big time directors. Oh, I can't even. I, directors? I think I might have said too much. Oh shit! Okay, fuck. But he went to oh, anyway. They went to this fucking crazy thing in New York where they were like hardcore wrestling. There's no ring. Oh wow! I see people breaking light bulbs. Oh, on, that's crazy! On shit. Other people's yeah. head, and then even one of them, I think Michael, he showed me when he was flying off a table or ladder onto a guy on a table, and he had this big gash on his back. Crazy shit. Um, yeah, uh, I think for me it's just I like I like where I'm at. But I don't think it's something I'm going to do and pursue. But I'll, I'll do a little bit. Also, even seeing Logan hanging out with him. It was a picture of him and Roman Reigns. Mm. Yeah. And it was like a, he was flying. Yes. It's a cool picture. And he said that was the highest he ever did it. Even in training, never got that high. So, yeah. I'll do something like that. But it's not going to be a staple for me. Okay. I love the fact that your dad saw that. My dad watches everything. Yeah, that's crazy. That was just like an Instagram everything. story. Yeah. He's he sees, everywhere. He sees everything. So he'll send it to me. And then that's how, like, I don't follow no MMA pages really anymore unless the ones I really like. Because a lot of them are just like dorks in their mom's basement. I've met some of them. And I'm you just, have? Yeah. I mean, we're not so bad. I don't know if you include no, me in no, that category. No, you're not. No. Okay. But um, I still follow some, you. Oh, I appreciate that. For now. Oh, fuck. No, really? Damn. Nah, I'm joking, okay, man. Hey, shit. I ah, get nervous. Bro, you know? Relax. I got you. I get nervous. Um, can, can we end since up? day one you since know me one. I, I ain't switched up the you said something really same. cool to me last night what did I say you probably don't remember because it was a thousand people there wanting your attention but uh, you, you met my wife which by the way first time we've done anything together in 12 years did you hear that Thank part you. You told first me. movie yeah. that we went together alone since 2011 we haven't no been in the theater alone together got babysitters everything. babysitters you guys went straight home you went, you went straight home dinner. because really? in the middle of the movie the babysitter was like your daughter's going nuts because she woke up Aww. saying where because we never leave yeah it's either i go and so she missed it One. she's never been to a world mma award thing thank you she's never Thank been you. To I, know, I, I appreciate that yeah you know on a sunday time yeah yeah, yeah. Thank you so much it, thank it was you. It, we had such a great night. like we were driving yeah. back and we we're like that was so much fun we need to do that more type yeah of thing. i think you guys should like it's, it's important as, 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 a, as a married i'm not married but as a couple like 
spend that time together. Yes. Just because your parents and you work, I'm sure she's a hardworking woman as well. Like, curb that time. Also, your kids. They'll, they'll be fine. They'll, they'll be survive. Fine. They'll know. survive. Even just once, one, one, yeah, on a Sunday, just go be kids again. Go crazy in New go York. Not, we yeah. go wild out at Marquee. <laughs> but the thing I was saying was like, you said to me, I, I didn't change. Because you remember at the beginning when we first met, I always said, you're going to change at some point because they all change and they never come on the show and they say they're going to come and they respond within seconds. And then, and you said that to me last night. You said, you see, I didn't change. Yeah. And you're right. I mean, obviously you're a million times more famous now, but it's the same dude. Yeah, same energy. I've evolved. I feel evolution is part of life. You, yeah. you evolve or die. I've evolved, but I keep the same energy no matter what. Even some of the boys I brought over, like I invited to my premiere uh, with some of the people when I first came to New York, they made the experience awesome. David, Chris, Cormac, even Rude Boy was there. Um, you know, Nell, Nell's, uh, yeah, they made my experience in New York awesome. So I invite them just because it's part of my story as well. So, yeah, I keep the same energy no matter what. If you're good to me, I'm good to you. But you walk out here now with, uh, as opposed to the way you walked out the last time. Like, I feel like now there's, there's like a freedom to you. You got the monkey off your back. Oh, you can Alex, move on. Yeah. You can just move on with your life. Yeah. I feel like that's over now. You could, no? It's over, but, you know, never say never. It's over. Like, if I see him, it's cool. Like, it's respect. It's always respect. People, I don't know why people think, like, we're just going to see each other at the airport and just, like, Arr. whatever. Nah, we're professionals. We don't, we're not getting paid millions to fight in the airport. You know, we're, yeah, when I feel like the respect's here. When you've spent that much time preparing to fight someone and you fought them that many times in two different combat sports, it's something that forever we're always going to be intertwined mm. in, in, in our, our legends, in our stories individually. It's always going to intertwine at some point. So it's always respect. But again, he can get it whenever. Uh, usually the fans are going to get mad at me. They're going to be like, why didn't you ask him this? But we've gone way over time and you have to go. Usually when people come in studio, I, I play them in darts, but I've gone way too over. So we're not going to play darts. I'm not a darts guy. Yeah, well, I would see. That's the thing. I don't want to fuck you up in darts because uh, I don't want to embarrass you. Will, you. I'll admit that. You, you know what you I'm will. saying? Yeah. Um, <laughs> but this has been tremendous. Congratulations on the uh, on the doc last night. I can't wait for the world to see it so we can actually yeah. talk about certain things. I'm not going to spoil it for anyone. Yeah. And uh, Zoe, I mean, I, I honestly want to talk to Zoe too because she did she a tremendous honest, even job. Even like do a zoom with her. Do a zoom with her at some point. Like she, I feel like I said, it's not just your regular MMA documentary. I feel oh, like she's great. The world needs to see this, and the way she presented it, even like you know, the last dance, Michael sitting there talking to the camera. Me, there she is right. Yeah, yeah, Zoe, there she is. awesome Zoe. Yeah. Um, it's gonna be. Yeah, I feel like this is different. Like me in the caravan, you know, didn't do. Yeah, yeah. I think it's that's it's, a great point where you just made. There wasn't yeah. a lot of talking head interviews. Yeah, right. It's just your 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 brother, it's your real. mom and dad, but that's like snippets. Yeah, the most. Like the, the the meat is like we're in the moment with you. Yeah. It's not you reflecting. And I'm I'm practicing what I preach. Yeah, yeah. It's tremendous, man. Nah. So congrats on that. Congrats on the fight. Thank uh, you. Good luck. Whatever happens in July. Yeah. And then Sydney, all that stuff and more. Uh, much love to you and the team. Much Bless love you, to brother. Family. Thank you for as always, always coming. As always, I appreciate it. And if you want this, no, you have it. No, no, no. You no, can no, have no. it. No, no, no. When Connor came in studio, right he here. took a, a toy from the desk really? too. No, no, no. That's that's that needs to be there. It's right there by my side. Like I said, you. thank you. Thank uh, you. There he is, Israel Adesanya. Let them know. Yeah, Israel Adesanya. Live now on the gram. Not yet. No. Okay, fine. Shit. Shit. Relax. I'm just taking a picture of this. Two seconds, and I'll get out of here. No problem. We're gonna go to a quick break here. This is my interview with Chris Weidman from this past week. And we'll be back with my doppelganger, Iman Zahabi. You see, this guy looks exactly like me. Iman Zahabi? Nah. Oh, no. I saw him saw something on Twitter. He's, he's, he's a fighter. 
He's a fighter. He's a hobby's yeah. bro. Faraz no is way. bro. Oh, no way. You say we look alike, you know, the um, beard. I mean, you were yeah, talking about his it. fight on, yeah. I saw you were doing the breakdown with your bro, Freestyle Bender. Shout out. Oh, yeah, yeah. Fought this weekend. Yeah, that's right. That's you're a right, very yeah. busy guy. You can't keep up with all it's these fights. There's a lot going on. I've got big affairs. We'll be back in a second. <laughs> right here on the MA Hour, thank you so much to the champ, the one and only Israel Adeswanya. We love our friends over at Factor. I've told you about our friends over at Factor. They are great people and support for today's program comes from Factor. So what exactly is Factor? Okay, let me tell you. Having trouble finding the time to eat better or maybe getting decision fatigue, picking out the right foods, Factor's ready-to-eat meals can make the whole thing easy by delivering pre-prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian approved meals right to your door. Whether you're on a keto diet, a vegan diet, or just trying to keep track of calories, Factor has over 35 different options a week to choose from catered to your needs. Plus, their meals are ready in just two minutes. Just two freaking minutes so you don't need to worry about cooking. In addition to ready-to-eat meals, they have cold-pressed juices, smoothies, energy bites, my favorite, extra protein, veggie sides, and a whole lot more. You can head to factormeals.com slash MMAHour50. That's factormeals.com slash MMAHour50. And use the code MMAHour50. That's MMAHour50 to get 50% off your first box. And two free wellness shots per box while subscription is active. That's code MMAHour50 at factormeals.com slash MMAHour50 to get, once again, 50% off your first box and two free wellness shots per box while subscription is active. Thank you very much to our good friends over at Factor for their support. Thank you to DraftKings as well for their support. All right, that's my conversation with Chris Weidman from last week. I'm sweating. That was a great time. Did we have a good time? The best time. Ash was great. Izzy was great. Everyone was great. That was good stuff. Covered a lot of ground. Talked about a lot of things. Uh, Really great stuff. Appreciate him stopping by. But I don't want to keep our next guest waiting because we're a little bit late here, so I apologize for that. Uh, make sure you watch the documentary when it comes out. Let's uh, let's move along. We'll talk more about the documentary on the back end with the boys. My chair's a little bit high. Ah, uh, there it is. Um, let's talk to the man who had a massive win on Saturday, one of uh, six Canadian fighters who won on Saturday. His win, honestly, might have been the most impressive of the bunch, just 64 seconds it took him to defeat Arichi Long via TKO. He is the one and only Aman Zahabi, my doppelganger. Is he there? There he is. Aman, my man. How are you? I have to thank Helwani you. Helwani boxing. Helwani. Look at that Helwani boxing. I mean, it was vibing out there. Just a one-two, a quick one-two, Aman. That's all it takes. People don't recognize this shit. They don't recognize. I'm sorry for being late. Uh, we went a little long there with Izzy, so I hope you understand. But uh, I have to thank you, Aman. I have to thank you because every time you fight and win... I mean, the engagement on my Twitter, it just blows up. It's just like a thousand <laughs> tweets. I don't even have to watch it. I just have to sit back and wait for the tweets to come in. And everyone's like, congrats, 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 congrats. It's a beautiful thing. So thank you for that. Thank you for the street cred. No, thank you, man. I appreciate you reposting my, some videos about my fights and things like that. It really helps me out as well on my Instagram and my Twitter. Thank uh, you. Of course. Uh, congratulations. Best performance, best night, best win of your career so far? You know, the best night of my career, 100%. But, you know, personally, coming after two losses, was it, it's going to be hard to top. You know, like that Draco fight, yeah. just because I had to overcome myself, you know, the emotions, 
everyone betting against me, everyone in the in the, the media picking against me except for one guy, you know. And then like this fight was great because I feel like now I've earned my place in the UFC. I'm a UFC vet. I just had my sixth fight in the UFC. It was Canadian soil. I had a huge knockout. It just like reintroduced me to the world, you know. What is the difference between this guy and the guy on the two-fight losing streak? You're like a completely different guy. Like the confidence is different. The fight, obviously the results are different. But can right. you even pinpoint what's the difference? Well, definitely um, when I was, when I got to the UFC, I was 6-0. and And I hadn't lost a full contact fight in like, I don't know, 10 years or something. And then uh, when, I, when I was fighting Ramos, I, I became too arrogant. Ah. You know, Ramos, I kind of lost my confidence. And then I overcorrected by being too passive. And then, you know what? I built my confidence back. And now I'm just as confident as when I fought Ramos, but without the arrogance. Like, I just chopped off the arrogance, you know? So when I fought against uh, Draco and, and, and uh, sorry, uh, against Ricky and GSP was there, he told me, just be myself. I realized that I don't have to try too hard. I don't have to try. Like, you know, I just have to be myself. I can win. I just have to believe in me. Don't try to do anything more than that, you know? So, uh, and I feel, really feel like I've honed myself to my center. And now I, I feel like I can take on most guys, anybody. You say you chopped off the arrogance. Did you chop yeah. it off or did someone chop it off for you first? Like, were you... Oh, Ricardo Ramos really helped with that. Okay, yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, I mean, that helped real nice. Uh, you know, but just, I, I just, after round two, well, going into the third, I felt like there's nothing he can do to, to hurt me. I didn't feel like he hit hard enough to hurt me. And I didn't feel like he could take me down unless I made a mistake, you know? And uh, I just became too cocky and I just wanted to, I, I just went too hard for the finish. And then I, I, I learned a very valuable lesson. <laughs> yes. And, and so what Do is... Do not throw caution to the wind. That's right. You got to be measured. But I was wondering, like, maybe if it was your brother, if it was a train, if it was someone who was like, yo, man, you need to get back to who you are. Like, to have a guy like GSP say, just be yourself, is he saying that because he feels like you're not being like yourself? Is he saying, like, you know what I mean? Because uh, as, as, as you can attest, when you're winning, when you're on top of the world, you think you're untouchable, Right. And so yeah. how, do you, how do you get out of that? How do, you, how do you bring yourself back to that center that you're talking about? Well, you know, I'm my worst critic, for sure. Frost, a heavy critic of mine as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he really lets me know what he's thinking. Okay. You know? That's good. So, yeah, of course. You know, there's a lot of back and forth. Even like now, like I just won this fight. You know, like you said, it lasted 64 seconds. Right away, we're, we're backstage after I do like, you know, obviously right away they rush me. I do some like little interviews and yeah. I do a little bit of Whatever. But as soon as that's done, we pull out the fight. What went wrong? Like, what did I do with my footwork? Why didn't I check? Why did I only check one out of four kicks? You know, like what happened? And we're reviewing it right away. Like, there is no perfect performance. You know, there's nothing perfect. And I just like my brother and I, we like to keep it honest. And we always try to reflect as soon as possible, possible because it's fresh in your mind. And uh, we just really got to, you know, uh, dot our I's and cross our T's type thing. He, he, he found things to critique you on in 64 seconds for real? I got hit, bro. I critique myself, man. Uh, Listen, there's so many come on. Good things in there, some bad things in there. You know, I mean, it is what it is. That's the truth, man. No one's perfect. Uh, and that's, you know, no more arrogance, man. Yeah, no more true. arrogance. Okay, that's no, fair. Out the window, man. That's fair. That's fair. That's it's fair. Out the window. Um, but I'm, I'm feeling really high right now. Like, I'm still on the high from Saturday night. Incredible. You know, for me, growing up watching GSP, obviously, I know GSP is 16 years old. And uh, the fans in Canada, they always gave him the ole ole. So I was mad. It was a dream come true. You know, I started it, but they finished it for me. Yeah. And it was an incredible feeling. Honestly, for me, that was like the top, top memory of my life right now.
Wow. So I was just about to ask you that because you have fought once in Canada before as far as UFC career is concerned, right? Twice. 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 Uh, was Halifax, oh, Halifax and Saskatchewan. No, Halifax, Halifax and Ottawa. Yeah. Ottawa, I lost the decision. Right, right, right. Yeah. Um, and that feels like an eternity ago. Um, yeah. Like everything is different now. Right. Everything is different yeah. with your career, but also like the sport coming back for the first time in four years and all that stuff. To be back and to be treated as like one of the stars on the show and to get that kind of love as someone who you like you were there for the whole rise of the early days of Canadian MMA led by GSP and all those guys it has to be somewhat kind of surreal for you, right? That now like you're not training partner, you're not along for the ride. You're the guy in the middle. You're the star right here. I'm the guy in the middle, man. I'm, it's now it's my time, you know. And I'm so happy that the five other Canadians on the card won as well. You know, I got to meet them all, got to hang out with them. Some of them I've met before. Some of them I hadn't met before. You know, so it was really interesting to interact with them also after we won. Like, and I saw them in the lobby at the hotel. We're all taking pictures of the fans. Really, honestly, the Canadian fans are fantastic. They treated us so well. They're so happy to see us. They took some group pictures, too, with the other winners. And, uh, you know, it's a surreal moment. And I, I'm just so happy to be now more accepted by the Canadian fan base. You know, like, that's my dream. Like, I, just want, I want to represent Canada on the world stage, you know, born in, in Montreal. So I so, really want to represent. Could we have a scene like that in Montreal right now? What do you think? I would love it, man. You know, I don't know if it's in the cards for UFC. I don't know how what the relationship is with the Montreal Commission, Quebec Commission in general, yeah. or whatever. Like, listen, in Quebec, they banned jiu-jitsu, I don't know how many, five years, six years. I don't even know how long it was. They just, just started bringing it back this year. So uh, we'll see. I would love it. I would love it if they came here. If not, I think Toronto would be huge. Toronto's massive. Yeah. Montreal would be great. Charles Jordan is from Montreal, too. Right. I met him as well. I saw him uh, at, the, at the show. Actually, yeah. Uh, when I was taking my last sip of water before going in the cage, I caught him. He was in the front row. I gave him a little, uh, you know, one of these. I'm going to go in there. We're going to do it. I saw him at the Wayne's. He came and wished me luck. So, uh, you know, I'm just I'm just happy to be part of the Canadian team. And, like, we're really all connecting. You know, there's no bad blood between anyone, you know, across Canada. We're all looking out for each other on the world stage. I love that. Uh, I love to hear that, especially because, as you know, I don't have to tell you, like, there was a feeling maybe a couple of years ago that Canadian MMA was, like, down here, right? There was a point where it was, like, super obviously led by GSP and Roy McDonald. Your brother yeah. is a big part of that. What do you think about the state of Canadian MMA now after a night like we saw on Saturday? And not to mention the likes of Olivier Aubert-Mercier doing big things for yeah. PFL, Arjun Bullers, the heavyweight champion in one championship. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of Canadians not just in the UFC. What is your take on the current state of Canadian MMA? Well, you know, to be honest, like, you know, Quebec at one point banned MMA. There yeah. were no professional, no local events. They only let UFC in. And then they banned jiu-jitsu. And then they tried to ban karate. You know, and I know before for a while, uh, Ontario had a commissioner that didn't love putting on MMA events. So it was, it was very hard for, for guys in uh, Ontario to put on MMA shows. You know, so it kind of dwindled the reason to go into the sport. You know, it, it, like we lost, like we used to have a lot of people in the amateurs climbing up all over Canada. And I feel like the more they discourage people to compete professionally or in jiu-jitsu and in different martial arts, the more they destroyed the sport here. So I think it's really great that UFC came. We put six Canadians on the card, and the six Canadian one, and uh, the Canadians won. And then like, now, hopefully, like people get another boost of confidence. You know what? We should go into MMA. There is a career that can be made. You know, in jiu-jitsu, in MMA, in kickboxing, in Muay Thai. Like we should get more people involved in, in fighting sports. It's great. It's beautiful. I, I was wondering if the la you know there was a period where there weren't a lot of Canadian shows like regional shows. Remember there was yeah. the days of like Maximum Fighting Championship and Score Fighting Series and TKO. Yeah. We need those shows, right? We need those shows in Ontario, in Quebec, in the Western Canada. You know, actually BFL is doing well. Like in, in yeah. Vancouver, there are some. You know, in Ontario now there's Unified. I think right. there's also uh, B 
see like but there was there was i'm just saying there were years where they gapped us out yes where the like, tour was gone all these amazing shows in ontario and in quebec were gone and like so it dwindled the the future like the amateurs that were wanted to come up they probably just walked away man you know listen like me i know personally some friends of mine some teammates of mine you know they reached the age of 27 they haven't had the opportunity to fight professionally yet or very much in Canada, and no one's willing to fly them out because they only have a few fights. And by 27, their friends graduated college, university. They've got their careers going. They're making money. They're starting families. And this guy's making a couple grand a fight and barely fights once every two years. You know, it's discouraging. That's why people walk away, right? So right. Uh, I really hope now that this gives people some momentum and the commissioners really embrace uh, giving people an opportunity to put on shows. Uh, by the way, GSP still at the gym? So I just thought today I was at the gym Come to go on. see everybody for congratulations. He's at the gym working out. Of course, he trains every day. He trains what? at Tristar all the time. This guy's he crazy. crazy. And he, I was trying to try to get him to corner me again because he was going to be in town. But man, the timing just never works. He's always promoting something, you know, uh. charity. All he's got all kinds of things going on. But when he called me after the fight, I told him, "Listen, you're my good luck charm now. Twice you're in the city. Twice <laughs> I win big." I'm like, that's it. You have to be in my corner for the next one. Like for the next one, there's no booking something. Yeah. Okay, we're just doing it. And I, I thought, like when I told him today face to face, he's like, okay, he's like, let me know when your the next date is. He's like, we'll try to make it work. I'm like, okay, perfect. Thank you, man. So he's 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 on board. He was gonna he was on board the last two. He's on board for the next one. You know? But, but by you know, the way, he's a busy guy. maybe this is it. the best way to do it. He is in town, but he doesn't corner you. It's working out this way. Why do we need to go another Not step? So far. Yes. But let's Faraz doesn't like superstition, so we can't. Uh, oh, don't sorry. bring up superstition. Sorry, sorry. Why? What's wrong with super? I'm very superstitious, by the way. Maybe we're not yeah, uh, yeah, cut from the same cloth. Why? What's wrong with superstition? He thinks it's weak. He thinks it's weak. Yeah, he thinks it's like a mental weakness. You know, like, oh, you you need this? No, no, you need yourself. You got you got to be you know. So that's uh, interesting. But you know, he's great for the mental game for us too, of course. You know, so how how hard is he on you compared to the other guys he's in great. the gym? I'll tell you, like when I used to go to. Uh, like I remember, like when I used to go to jiu-jitsu tournaments or wrestling tournaments, right? And uh, Firas used to compete too at the time in amateur jiu-jitsu and wrestling, right? And I used to see everybody older than me put headphones on when they're warming up or getting ready, you know, like to zone, get in the zone type thing. So on my first tournament, I didn't bring any because I didn't know what you're supposed to do. It was my first tournament. I was just super young. I was like 16 or 15. I don't even know how old I was. And uh, so the next tournament we would go to, I brought like a little headset and like my music, and I was like, okay. So I put it on. Firas walks up to me, pulls off my headset. He's like, what are you doing? I'm like, well, I'm going to get in the zone. You know, like people listen to music. They get like, they focus. He's like, he's like, they're listening to music to escape the fear and the anxiety. He's like, you don't listen to music. You do like me and you face what's going to happen. You, you rehearse in your mind and you get ready and you absorb that fear. You absorb those nerves and you learn to deal with those butterflies. Wow. So even till now, like now when we're going to the UFC, there's no music, man. Like I just, wow. I, have to, I have to do it in here, man. Do you think he's harder yeah. than you, uh, harder on you than he is the other fighters at the gym? I think he's just, he's hard on everybody, uh, but because we're so close, yeah, he, he can take a little extra, get yeah. a little extra. You know, how they say like sometimes it's you're harder on your family, right? Yeah. Sometimes you know you're just so close. There's no there's no disbanding us, right? <laughs> so I really get the the, the real little uh, toughness out of Firas, you know, that little extra toughness. What about like when you guys are hanging out, like if you're at a family dinner or a family function, are you talking about MMA or are you able to to separate we, we it? We talk a lot about, the, a lot, we philosophize about all kinds of things. A oh. lot of it is mental, a lot of it is about life. You know, we talk a lot about our kids too, right? Because we all want to raise our kids the best. 
So always like coming up with ideas. Oh yeah, what happened with so and so, and how can we do it, and you know different things like that. But a lot of fighting too. Like the holidays at my house, it's me, Ahmad, and Faraz, and we're talking about jujitsu situations, wrestling situations. Okay, how can we better this? Oh, did you see that fight? Did you see that solution that guy came up with? Maybe we can add it to our game. <laughs> so much like in the, my mom's living room, like you know Christmas week. Like we don't we're, we're Muslim, right? We don't do Christmas, but we get together because everyone's off. Right. We're grappling in the living room. We're grappling in the kitchen. We're going over techniques. <laughs> When we go on family vacations, like when we went to chalet, we go all the families, like all the brothers and their kids and whatever. We all train. The wives have to train. My, I train. My brothers train. The kids are training. We're all doing jujitsu. We're all doing fitness and conditioning. Like uh, it doesn't wow. end, man. Damn. So how, how many uh, Zahabi boys are there? So there are four boys, four girls in, the, in terms of like nieces and nephews. We're even. Whoa, whoa, wait. So as far as your siblings, how many, how many are there in your immediate family? Uh, me and my brothers were four brothers. Four brothers. So what do the other two do? So Ahmad is a black belt in, B in BJJ. He owns a school, TriStar Burlington, Ontario. He's also a PhD in microbiology. Sheesh. And he's got an MBA in business. He's like the most educated. Okay? Okay. He's, the, he's, the, he's the brains. He's the leader. He's the firstborn. Okay. He's a real real pioneer. Born in Lebanon, actually. Wow. He's the only one born there. Salam alaikum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wa alaikum salam. Salam, brother. And uh, then there's my brother, Tarek. He graduated uh, from a school, it's called Herzing, and he got like a computer degree. He did that for a while, then he went into different careers. Now he drives uh, for the handicap, like a, a adaptive uh, transport. Okay. And then the Frost obviously owns the gym, world famous coach of George St. Pierre. And, uh, and then there's me, I'm fight a UFC fighter. Yes, of course, I've heard of you. Um, I was yeah. just wondering if the others ever thought about becoming pro fighters. Uh, no, like they're all, they like, they, they were training since they were young. Actually, they started training in karate from like a very young age, which I didn't go through. I went into training mostly at, uh, in high school. Uh, they did karate and Muay Thai. They trained with my, actually my, 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 my uh, coach, Master Peter, who unfortunately passed away recently. Uh, they, they were training with him in 1989. I was born in 87, man. Damn. Which is incredible, you know? So Master Peter was in our lives forever. Before I was born, he was in my family's life. So that's pretty incredible. So they all they can all fight. They can all fight for sure. They can all fight. And and what's but, this, uh, sorry? What's the story with Danny Rubenstein? They were talking about it on the uh, broadcast. You needed Dan, the great Danny Rubenstein, the uh, the great manager. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, you know, I was with um, first. Obviously, I got to the UFC without any management. Mm -hmm. I got in there with just me and for us. Then I managed myself a little bit, and then we hired a management team, which were great, you know. But I think they ended up stopping the working in MMA. So then I had no management, and we left amicably, obviously. Of course, they're great guys, amazing people. And then uh, I did the fight with Ricky Tercios without any management. And then uh, Frost was like, you know, he's like, I would like to string a few fights together. I was like, yeah, of course, me too, man. I want to string some fights together. So, you know, so we're just looking for management. We're really, really looking for someone who could maybe help us, uh, you know, fight, you know, more than once a year. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Frost goes to UFCs all the time and stuff. And he met Danny, and they got along really well. And Frost was like, what do you think about Danny? I said, okay, cool. So we set up an interview, like not an interview, sorry. We set up like a phone call and we spoke and we talked and I liked him. And then you know, we ended up signing with Danny. So far, so good. So far, so good. We just did our first one with Danny, uh, this fight here with Eric Kilang. And uh, so far, so good, yeah. And so obviously you're healthy, I would imagine, unless you uh, injured your uh, hand. Yeah. You know, I didn't feel the kicks much in the fight, but after like once you cool down, yeah. you start to the low kicks, but... Uh, other than that, man, thank God I didn't get punched in the face at all, which is great. Yes. You know, look at me. Fantastic. We look amazing. You, we look fantastic. By I the way. More like you now. I know. I want to, I want to get a picture right here. Guys, stay right here. In case people think we're never in the same room. Here we are in the same room. <laughs> it might be AI. So 
you never know. It could just be me talking yeah. to myself here. Um, but I, I wanted, so I wanted to ask you. So because of that, uh, can you return? You know, September. Uh, what, what is your plan, or what is your hope? My hope is for the fall would be perfect, man. Because I got like uh, just like July is a crazy month for me. It's my wife and my two daughters. They all have the same birthday, July seventh. Oh my gosh! By the way, my yeah. birthday is July eighth. We have another thing in common. No way! Yes. <laughs> <laughs> my mom's is july 7th so oh my six seven eight we're busy listen you're gonna invite me to your birthday party What's I, happening? yeah yeah well, i'm not a big birthday guy but uh, you know cancers oh, okay. we're all yeah. kind of the same yeah yeah so i got that big birthday bash to do and then uh, after that i'm free man so uh, you know it'd be great it'd be great to like take a couple of months to get ready you know just to prepare for the next guy whoever it's gonna be set up a good game plan and then get ready for the fight so i think you know september and on would be perfect do you have a preference as to who might be next Actually, Frost told me that's my job right now. I have to do my homework oh. and see who's booked, not booked. But because you know, because they, they're booking fights all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So I don't look past. I don't want to look past Eric Lang, Right. He's like he's the, like once I book the fight, I have to zone in. So like I, I do watch UFCs like even though I have fight camp. Yeah. But like you know, I'm not I'm not I'm not paying attention as hard as when I don't have fight camp to remember who beat who and how and, and every single thing that happened in the fights. But like now my homework is to catch up on what's happened. And who's already booked? So, like, obviously, I don't want to send Sean Shelby a name that's already booked. You know, right. I look like an idiot. And by the way, so did... I gotta. Sorry, go ahead. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Yeah, yeah. So I gotta figure out who's available, what makes sense, whatever. Um, did Drake send you a message? Is he gonna send you the Rolex? What's listen? I didn't get the fifty thousand dollars bonus. Which, yeah, you know, yeah, I'm which is messed about... up. It's fucked up. You didn't get it. You, know, you don't know. There's no guarantee in life. Okay, there's no guarantee in life, and that's okay. But Drake's gonna come through from here. Am I right? I would Listen, like to... we gotta see Drake. Yeah. We gotta see... But one of my students, one of my clients, for a long time, I've been training him since I'm 18 years old. Is his head of security? Oh God! Listen, Eddie, send him a message, man. Send him the video. We gotta get this. You know, a couple of Canadian boys. I came from the bottom, just like him. Me and my brothers came up with nothing, man. My immigrant parents came to Montreal with nothing. You know, actually, my father was telling me a funny story about when he first came to London. Obviously, they had no money. And he was working at, the, at the, this uh, garage, like at a gas station garage. He was a mechanic from Lebanon, right? So he was working on cars. So he, he applied for a job here. And he, when he finally saved his first $100, he bought a car. The car didn't had a hole where the pedals are. You know, like under the oh, pedals, there was no metal there. So he had to take a plywood and drill it in. There was no heating in the car. And he was lucky that like on the weekends, his, his boss would lend him one of the courtesy cars. So you can take my family around, you know, like on the weekend, do things and whatever, blah, blah, blah. But during the week, man, my dad was driving a car with no heating in it, no floors in it. It was a real nightmare. Fuck. So like, you know, came from nothing, you know, now we're, I'm on a three-fight win streak. I'm about to make a huge name for myself. I'd love if a fellow Canadian showed me some love. Yes. And and by the way, I am showing you some love. I, I... Yeah, you, of course. Oh, you, okay. I thought you were <laughs> referencing me, the, the fellow Canadian no, showing great, you love. Great. I know, I know. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. That's the other guy I get. I get Iman Zahabi and I get Drake as far as uh, doppelgangers. We all kind of look okay. alike. Has Drake done your show? No. People it's... always tell me I look like Drake. Yeah, me too. Um, it's weird. <laughs> It's a bit of a source. Of, I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying to get the man. I would the love to. The other day, to. Artie posted a photo with me, and somebody said, oh, it looks like you're with Drake. You see that? I like, we, we have a trifecta here. It's a little, I know. <laughs> the three of us. We have to go for some shawarma and uh, some hummus, yeah. you know? Yeah. He's got his number. FaceTime him right now. Let's no, get I him would on love to. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I would freaking love that. 
Uh, it will happen. I, I feel like it will happen for you before it happens for me because you're on a roll. I'm very happy for you, my friend. The the energy, the excitement, the happiness is just like radiating off of you right now. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah, so I, I love it. Man. So head over to the Orange Julep tonight. Get a little Orange Julep for me. And uh, I toast to you, my friend. Enjoy it. Enjoy the victory. Yeah. And I look forward to the next one. Thank you for having me on. Guys, if you ever want to learn from us, you can go on jujiclub.com to learn from uh, for us as instructionals. Love it. Check that out. Thank, Thank you, Ayman. All the best to you. There Thank he is, Ayman Zahabi. Uh, they say we look alike. Not a bad guy to be compared to, if you ask me. What's going on with my chair here? It's like a little bit too high. What is little... going on with your chair? Yeah, there it is. I think it's good. Uh, great stuff when you've got that massive historic PFL versus Bellator card. It is a big one. It's a pay-per-view. It's PFL champs versus Bellator champs and PFL stars versus Bellator stars. Historical night. First time in MMA history that a place like this is hosting Saudi Arabia, a big MMA card. It's, in fact, the first major MMA event to take place in Saudi Arabia and the first cross-promotional event between both PFL and Bellator with former champions and current champions colliding in one epic night. The headliner, like I said earlier, is Henan La Problema Fejera going up against Ryan Bader. They go toe-to-toe in a fight that I think will determine who Francis Ngannou will fight in his PFL debut. That's the plan. And I wouldn't be surprised if they announce that. That seems to be the direction. So stay tuned. Also, as we said earlier, Johnny Eblen against Impa Kasangane. They did save Patricio Pitbull. He's going to remain on the card. Aaron Pico as well. Clarissa Shields on the card. Yoel Romero. Um, Tiago Santos. whole bunch of big names. It's all going down. This Saturday, February 24th, live on ESPN Plus Pay-Per-View and DAZN. That's ESPN Plus Pay-Per-View or DAZN from him. And let's move along now to our next guest. I don't want to keep her waiting because, quite frankly, I don't want her to get mad at me because she is on the warpath. She's She's Juliana Pena. You know her. Venezuelan vixen herself. She was in attendance in Vancouver. There she is. Oh, hello, Juliana. How are you? Wow. The biggest heel in the business right now. That's what they say. You're the number one heel in the game. Are you comfortable with this statement? Yes. Coming from you, Hilwani. Uh, absolutely. By the way, speaking of that, um, you know when you were on the show last time, you called us the Parlay Boys, and, and we've been talking about this ever since. But you... I got a bone to pick with you parlay boys. Okay. I gave you a name and I gave you a name for a reason and you guys, okay. Have lost three weeks in a row being back to the parlay pals. When you guys were the parlay boys, you were finally in the black and now you guys are, you guys are sucking it up. The only one that's worth a damn is that GC. So literally who's feeding you this information. Who's telling you this stuff. Who's telling you this. I feel like someone's telling you, there's no way you know all of this about us. I watched the show. Okay, uh, I'm wow. Well, you, you are now re-entering our hearts, and I think we have to go back to the Parlay Boys because of this. Because we're just people with egos. We just want the egos to be struck, and now you just feed the egos. I'm just saying that you guys were doing great when you guys were the Parlay Boys. When you go back to the pals, I mean, come on. You guys need to stay to the boys until you see this happen again, oh. which will be very soon. Keep that in your minds. It's okay. happening. And, and by the way, I even changed our text group name to Parlay Boys after you did it, and they made me change it back just for the record. So I was on you know, your wavelength, but they, they were partial to the pals. In any event, yeah. Saturday night, Vancouver. We get to this fight. Fight week, build up, Saturday. 
actually, you know what? I don't even want to get to Saturday. I want to get to the fact that the last time we spoke was in April, and you cut a mean promo or two, and then you didn't fight on Saturday. So what happened? What, what What's the reason? Can we just address this? First off, you need to call me Mystic Pena um, because I have special powers. I told you back then in April that she was one foot out the door and she was going to retire. And so, yeah, lo and behold, Mystic Pena strikes again. Um, Yeah, no, I got an injury. I'm I'm injured and I am so mad and I'm so sorry. And talk about like depression. You know what I mean? Like when you go from training three times a day to an injury that like gets no blood flow to that area. So the only thing that you can do is nothing. It's so depressing. So depressing. Um, but you know, injuries are a part of the sport. What was the injury by the way? Uh, my rib. Yeah. I injured my rib. And and it's one of those types of injuries, like I said, where you, you can't squat. It hurts to laugh. It hurts to sneeze. Uh, it's it's one of those things where, like I said, not a lot of blood flow can get to that area. So, like, the only thing you're allowed to do is play Crash Bandicoot for hours on end. So, it's, it sucks, seriously. Uh, how difficult was it to make that call? You, you get the trilogy, you're ready to go, and now you have to withdraw. How difficult was that? Well, it was super difficult because at the time I should have waited longer and I didn't. And I think that that was one of the things that I regretted the most because I didn't give my coach who was in the air a chance to um, give me his opinion before my other coaches and agents had already called the UFC. And so it was one of those things where it was like I spoke too soon and I put it in my agent's ear right after I came out of the doctors and I should have, uh, I should have slept on it. You know, I think I was in a frantic, uh, position because I had just heard the news. My mom was, you know, freaking out. I was freaking out and I just, I, I called my agent and, and I just, you know, I'm kind of like, uh, emotional person and, and wear my heart on my sleeve and kind of, I'm always like, you know, shoot first, ask questions later kind of gal. And uh, you would think that I would learn from that, but obviously I still haven't learned my lesson. And so uh, I regrettably uh, had to withdraw from that fight. Wait, so could you have actually stayed in the fight if you waited? I I don't think that I could have stayed in the fight, no. Okay. But if I would have waited like two weeks or something like that, then Irene and Rocky would have fought and I would have been able to hold on to, to that fight because I doubt that they would have been able to find anybody that was going to step in on short notice to, to fight Amanda that soon. I mean, no one wants to fight her now except me. And so I don't think that if if I would have waited, I think that they wouldn't have had uh, a choice but to move it back. You know, I waited six months for her to recover from uh, COVID. So it was just really upsetting um, that they weren't able to to push that back out six weeks. So whatever okay so they booked the fight they book aldana versus uh versus nunez did you think that aldana had a chance when you heard about it when you started thinking about it did you think okay she she might be able to beat her no no um i thought that irene um fought very similarly uh to the way that she had fought holly home in abu dhabi and i thought that you know her only chance would be a, a lucky punch um, and that she wasn't going to um, be able to handle um, Amanda Nunes. And, and that showed uh, she looked like she didn't want to fight. She looked like she didn't want to be in there and uh, she didn't show up. And so I, I was not surprised. Um, it, it was it was a bit of a bizarre showing, no? Like it, it really seemed like she didn't 
I don't know, rise to the occasion. Like she kind of clammed up in there. Is that fair to say? Is that too harsh? I think that I've never heard Canadians boo and I heard them booing. And then I know that like the fans were leaving before the fight was over. And I mean, I know that George was sitting next to me and before her fight started, he was like, sorry, got to go. Like, you're not staying. He's like, no, I came to watch you and you're not fighting. Uh, Who, George St. Pierre? So, yeah. And, and so I just think that it, you know, when they want passion, when they want fire, they call the right person and that's the penny power. And unfortunately I wasn't able to make it. So it wasn't one of these fights where I was like, this is the greatest fight I've ever seen. You know, it's, if you're going to go out in retirement, you know, that's going to be your retirement fight. Like whatever. At the end of the day, I just think that I was sleeping in, in, in the stands. And then finally at the end, I had to wake back up and be like, Oh, is it over? Uh, what happened? Uh, yeah. Just as I suspected, you know? And so whatever it, but yeah, Irene didn't show up to fight. Uh, when when Nunez wins the fight and then starts to call for someone to take off her gloves and all that, and you can kind of tell what's about to happen, what are you thinking? Well, there was a part of me that really wanted to storm the cage. And, like, oh. I had so many people that were like, yes, we'll do it. We'll throw you over the gate, you know? But then, like, my coach, Wayne, was like, don't do it, you know? Um, be classy and, and, and don't do it. And so I, I let her have my moment, but it was really difficult for me because there were so many times where my urge was to go. Like, now's the time. Go, go, go. Now's the time. But, you know, at the end of the day, she's retired. She's off into the sunset. She's dead to me at this point. And we just got to, you know, keep the division moving. And now it's, we're stepping into day one of the Pena power era. I'm the synthetic champ. I've always been champ in my heart and in my head all the time. I wake up every day being like, good morning, champ. You look good. Uh, so it's just a matter of time before, before the belt's around my waist again. Do you really think she's retiring because she's afraid of you? Um, I would say that, you know, she she has to earn her money the hard way. You know what I mean? Like she's, she's, she's got to, she knows, you know, what's, what's at risk. A tap. Wow. You know, she, she knows that she's, she's going to be in there for a long night. And when she was at the press conference with, uh, Irene, she said, Oh, I'm so glad that Irene is now, um, in, in the fight because it's less heavy for me. That's what she said. It was less heavy for her. Now, what does she mean by that? She knows what's at risk. She knows that I'm a threat. She knows that the Pena power is coming for her. And that during that fight of 25 minutes, I came for her the entire time. I was throwing up arm bars. I had her in a deep arm bar in round four. I never stopped fighting. And I was in her face the entire time. And I ran out of time. And so she knows that it's going to be a hard night. And, and she lied in the press conference. She literally said that, uh, had she fought me, she was still going to fight Irene after me. Do you believe that, Ariel? Well, implying that she would have beaten you and then, and and then moved on to Irene. Yes, yes. Do you, do you really think that that was going to be the case? I don't know. I mean, I'm not. I'm not a no. It's not. Program. I've been telling you from the beginning. She wanting to retire. She was one foot out the door the entire time. She even said it herself. She was going to retire after uh, she tapped to me, but she decided she didn't because I'm too good looking and she doesn't want me to have the belt. I mean, seriously, she's got a problem with me. And you know what? It doesn't surprise me. People have been treating me like that my entire life, like anybody but her. It's, it, it, I don't know if it's jealousy. I don't know if it's, um, you know, something that they just uh, apparently I'm, you know, very unlikable to some. But at the end of the day, Amanda didn't want the fight. 
the whole time the UFC asked her to make the trilogy, she didn't want to make it. And they made that clear to me and said she doesn't want to fight. She, that's why it took so long to book the trilogy. And when she when I fell out of injury, she said it was less heavy for her. It's less heavy for her because she knows what's at risk. She owes my training partner that win bonus because if I would have shown up on June 10th, there's no way she would have won and she wouldn't have been getting that money at all, period. Isn't it a weird thing? Like, do you think if you fight on June 10th and you, let's say in your mind, you're, you're very confident you beat her, do you think she still retires? Like on this Monday, June 12th, is she still retired if you would have fought her on Saturday? She could still retire with knowing that, you know, she um, is the champ champ and that she had had as many title defenses as she had, but she's... Her body, she's saying, is not holding up, that her greatest weapon is taken away from her and that she's not able to physically um, continue. But look, the end of the day, it doesn't matter. All of this is completely irrelevant, okay? What's relevant now is that she's gone. She's dead to me. I don't want anything to, to do with this but girl she now really for, for she really the gone? future. Do you think she's really gone? Who cares whether she is or whether she's not? My job is to make everybody forget that she ever existed. But, but you know, MMA retirements, they don't usually last like a lot. You know what I mean? Like, do you really believe she's done or do you think she comes back at some point? Hopefully she comes back. You know what I mean? That would be best case scenario so that we could squash this thing, you know, and, and finish this trilogy. It was literally the greatest trilogy ever going to be in women's MMA. It's never happened before. And, and she lost that opportunity to make it happen. I lost that opportunity to make it happen because I got injured. She was losing the opportunity to make it happen because she wants to retire uh, early. I don't know. I say she took the coward's way out. And, and that's all there is to it. At the end of the day, like I said, the girl's dead to me. We got to keep this division moving. And I am going to do my job and to, to keep the division um, exciting. And, and just curious, because I just want to get your, um, you know, your, your thought process down. If, if, if Raquel Pennington was next, if Holly Holm was next, do you think she is only retiring because you are next? Um. No, I don't. I think that she has um, fought everybody in the division and, you know, she wants to spend some some more time with her family. So all the best to her personally. Congratulations. Congratulations. Uh, professionally, I just think it was too soon and that she took the coward's way out. So whatever. Who cares? Enough about this girl. OK, OK. Did you see her in Vancouver? I did. Where? Yeah. Where? Yeah. I I saw her at the airport. Uh, I was about five feet away from her. On the way there, and, on the uh, way like yesterday. Yesterday, oh, wow. yeah, on the way. There. Yeah, uh, I was in line to do my bag at the to drop my bag at the bag drop, and this fan came up to me. I mean, she's five feet away from me. Okay. And this fan came up and asked me for a picture and an autograph. And when I gave him the autograph, I looked up and she was standing, she was just sitting right there with the big boot on. And then um, she was like clutching her daughter in her arms. And like, you know, I know that she knows that I was there, but she refused to look up at me. She would not look up. And, you know, as a mother, I respected the fact that she had her daughter in her arms and I wasn't going to start anything with her at that point. Um, and, you know, she was just waiting for her wheelchair to, to get wheeled through through the airport. And it, you know, I, I said, if I see her again, I'll do some sign language to her. Like, yeah, you know, like, so I wouldn't have to like, you know, be verbal with her while she's with her daughter, but I never ran into her again. You, so you didn't say like congrats or anything like that from afar. 
no, no, no. I mean, like I said, on, on a personal level, yeah, congrats. You know, if she watches this, congratulations. You know, um, I'm happy for you. I, I hope she has a good time. But professionally, I know that it's going to be the thorn in her side uh, for the rest of her life. Is your next fight? I think, I believe uh, submission finish is more dominant than any scorecard that you could could put in front of me. Sure. And just curious, do you think this will be a thorn in your side for the rest of your life, that you aren't able to get the last one, that it ends up being 1-1 if it remains this way? Like, do you think this will eat at you that you won't be able to, you know, win the series? No, because as far as I'm concerned, I still have a one-up on her, okay? She didn't okay. finish me. I was literally coming at her the entire time. I ran out of time. The when it, when it, Brass tacks, when it all comes down to things, when she was supposed to be, you know, the greatest of all time, she tapped. Okay. And and she she was asking for help to get out of there. So like I said, a finish is better than than a scorecard. She couldn't finish me. She she I, I'm not gonna have a thorn on my side because as far as I'm concerned, I still have a win over her. If we're in the streets, she's dead. You know, she already died. And um, I just think that you know, I, no, and baby, I'm young. I still got years ahead of me. I'm I'm still gonna be in the fight game for a long time. I'm not going nowhere. Is your next fight for the belt? Absolutely, it is. It's not like they have to like think like, what are we gonna do? Who's next? Like I'm sitting in the front row. I'm right there. It's not like some you know rocket science. I, I was gonna be fighting for the title that night. She retired. I'll be fighting for the title when I'm healed and ready to go. Who do you think you'll be fighting? I probably Raquel. You know, um, I think that I'll fight Raquel. She's she's done enough. Um, you know, to to deserve the the title shot, and and she's very durable. She's very tough. And, and I definitely think that that's probably more than likely the fight that they'll make. But I can't say for sure. I'm, I'm waiting for, for a call tomorrow. Uh, I was wondering, Raquel, or maybe if Holly Holm beats uh, Myra Buena Silva next month, that they would do you versus Holly. Which do you prefer? Uh, yeah, no, I don't know. I, I'm, <clears throat> I'm anticipating that it's going to be Raquel, especially okay. since Raquel was by Irene. But I mean, you never know what the machine's going to do. Which, like, if it was up to you, are you cool with the Raquel fight or do you have another idea in mind? Yeah, I'm cool with the Raquel fight. I'm cool with any fight, you know. You 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 pay me and you clear the room and I'll fight you right now, Ariel. Like, I don't care. Wow. I want none of that smoke, just for the record. I just want to let you know. You would tap me in four seconds. Anyways, either. Yeah, I, I don't want to fight men. Anymore. Every time I fight a man, I get injured. So I'm done fighting dudes. Oh, you fight men? Like, you mean in training? You only you only spar with women now or, like, roll with women? I need to only spar with women now. That's the problem is that I'm. I, every time I get hurt, it's because I'm training with a man. Like, I'm fighting oh. a man. The, the ribs? So like I need the to... ribs was because of a man? Uh, yeah, I think it was a combination of things. Like, I think like a week prior, I was like, man, my abs are really sore. It must just be like killing it in strength and conditioning. I didn't realize that it was my ribs. And then the week, the week that uh, countdown came in, um, I, I was training and I was, yeah, I was training with the man and I did an arm drag and popped right out. Oh man. And, and, and how long until you feel like you'll be ready to fight? Like how long does that take to heal? So today is uh, six weeks, and in order for it to heal, like you need for me to grapple or do jujitsu, they say eight weeks. Because look at it this way: if it's six weeks and I start going and train right now, and I pop it out again, that's going to be another six weeks time uh, to to let it heal. So the the important thing with with rib injuries is you have to give it that time to heal, because if you don't, 
then it's just going to always be a, a reoccurring injury that happens every time. And, and I'm trying to avoid that. So maybe back into the year? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Madison Square Garden, T-Mobile Arena, something in November or December, I'm sure. Okay. And and what do you make of uh, Amanda saying like, forevermore, it's a fake belt now. It's, you know, <laughs> what do you... She's- She's got to say that she has to say that, you know, and so at the end of the day, like I said, she's dead to me. And my job is to make everybody forget about Amanda Nunes. Um, what is it like, by the way, like, you know, on Saturday, everyone's glowing. They're all putting their posts about the greatest of all time. And also on the Monday, everyone's glow. You're like the one person on the island who's just trying to like rain on the whole parade, poo-poo the whole thing. And this is a lot of the hate that you're getting. I, I'm sure you're seeing some of it. Well, and I, I actually don't think it bothers you. I think you actually enjoy it and relish it. But what is that feeling like to be the one person just with a megaphone being like, boo, while everyone is trying to celebrate this woman? Obviously, they want it. Obviously, there's some sort of like rhetoric behind it, because if there wasn't, they wouldn't be like talking to me to the side and being like, can we please mic you for tonight uh-huh. and put a camera on you the entire time? They want it. They want the drama. They 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 want the spice and the flavor. They called the right person. OK, the Pena power. I, I bring the flavor. I bring the spice and they know it. So that's why they mic me up for this stuff. Um, but no, you know, all I can say is that all of those people's opinions, you know, at the end of the day, they don't like it when I tell the truth and when I speak facts and and these are all things that are are current in my life this is my livelihood this is how I make my living I challenge any fighter to call into your show right now and tell me that they wouldn't be irritated too if they stopped the greatest of all time in in a submission finish and then you know went 25 minutes but was managed to do this to their opponent and then this person said no I'm just going to ride off into the sunset we're not going to do the trilogy it's angering. It's upsetting. Anybody would be upset and any real true fighter can feel how I'm feeling and they would feel me on that. They'd be upset too. So at the end of the day, what other people say about me and everything like that, none of my business. These people don't pay my bills. I know who I am and I'm always going to be true to who I am through and through every single day, no matter what. And and I could give a crap less of the president of the United States walk through that door right now. I'm always going to be me and be my authentic self. And if you don't like it, no problem. If you love it, that's great. I love that. But at the end of the day, I have a job. I have an obligation. I am in the entertainment business. And it's better that they talk about me, whether it's hate or love, than the other 700 fighters that are on the roster that they can't remember their names. Okay? No, it's it's, it's a great point. And uh, I, I honestly, I understand where you're coming from. You had the fight. It was booked, right? Like, it's not like you're trying to get the fight. You had the date. You had the poster. You had the fight. And now it's... It's, not it's just a, disrespectful. Like, I gave you the time to heal from COVID, so why wouldn't you just return the favor? I don't know if, to me, uh, you may take it that way. I don't know if disrespect is a word that comes to mind, but I understand why you are very upset today uh, because I, I feel like it was right there for you. And especially when well, she says I'm wrong, she I'm doesn't wrong, want you. Yeah. yeah. She says what? She doesn't want me to have the belt? Yes, yeah. So it kind of feels very personal, the decision, as opposed to personal in terms of, like, towards you as opposed to towards her. You get what I'm saying? She's going to do anything and everything that she can to shank me because she knows. Because she knows. But I was going to say, oh, I lost my train of thought. Hot dog it. I was I I, I forgot what I was going to say. Hot dog it. No, hot dog it is a great. It'll come to me. I've never heard hot dog it before. That's a to go one. By the way, why UFC 200 behind you? Oh, I don't know. I'm just. Uh, um, Trying to figure out the things in my office. I, I won at UFC 200. Yes, I know. Actually, this is, 
this is this is great. Okay, okay, this is great. When was UFC two hundred? Uh, July of twenty sixteen. July of 2016, Amanda Nunes won the belt against Misha Tate. And July 2016, I'm standing on the cage. Once again, they mic'd me up and they asked me, give us your thoughts on this fight. And I said, I'm next. And that night she said, I'm next. And it took five years after that for her to give me that fight. It took five years for her to give me that fight after I had won Kazinga- against Kazingano. And Kazingano had just beat Amanda Nunes. So that's the one thing that me and Kat have in common. We beat the greatest of all time. Kat beat her in a stomp out, you know, TKO. I beat her with a submission finish and was the only person to make Amanda tap. So it just happens to be behind me. That was not strategic at all. But it's just a good reminder that, you know, the greatest of all time has been beaten by Kat Zingano and me. And I'm the only one that made her tap. I thought the reason why you put it up there, I thought you were going to say UFC 200, she became champion. Let's end the story 100 pay-per-views later, UFC 300 coming up next spring, me versus her, and then you ride off it. That's pretty good. You see, we should have talked about this beforehand. That's pretty good right there, right? UFC in the spring, UFC 300. Let's let's end this, Mandy. Let's do it. Mandy. Uh, by the way, who's more upset, you or the featherweights? Now all the featherweights don't have a champion to gun after. You want to talk about this? We can talk about it. Yep. Let's talk about it, okay? Because at the end of the day, they made that 145-pound division for Chris Cyborg only. When she beat Chris Cyborg, there was nobody else. What, Megan Anderson, who fights at 135 and bumped up to 45 for a shot at a title? And then Felicia Spencer, once again, can't make 135. 145 is where people go that can't make 135. But just do me a favor. Name 10 rostered UFC fighters. That oh. Women, featherweights, yeah. featherweights. Excuse me. Yeah. Name ten women featherweights. Doesn't doesn't exist. There aren't. Doesn't exist. Yeah. Okay. There's none. It's a fake belt. <laughs> it is a fake belt. So with that being said, she said they said, "Oh yeah, I'm the champ, champ. I've done it all. I've done it all." And then Dana says, "Uh yeah, we're getting rid of that division and we're retiring." And she says, "Yeah, yeah, retire it. They know what they're doing." Okay. So you agree? It's fake. There's nobody there to fight. You're the champion of a fake division. Enjoy. I, I mean, literally, I don't know what you want me to say. It's, it's, it's a fake belt at 145. And it, it was so real, Ariel, that they're diminishing it completely. Who's, so, the, who's the greatest female fighter of all time, according to you? The greatest female fighter of all time, according to me, is me. You want to know why? Because I'm not a fighter. I'm a warrior. I am a warrior that lives inside and there's a difference. Amanda's a fighter. I'm a warrior. I'm the greatest warrior. I'm the greatest fighter of all time. And um, I believe that with my heart because I never stop coming. You're going to have to put me to sleep or knock me the fuck out to get me to stop coming after you. Bet. That was a good answer. That was a good answer. Well done. That was the answer that I was hoping you would say, because, like, why would you say someone at this point? You know what I mean? So, Just singe this in your brain, all you little haters. <sighs> singe that into your brain because it's happening again. Mark my words. I love it. Uh, you know, Hogan, Flair, you're, you're, you're hanging with these guys. They're, they're, they're giving you a little heel. You're like Hollywood uh, Juliana Pena. Shout out to the NWO Hollywood Hulk Hogan. They're, I feel like there's some osmosis coming on here. Like, it's just like you, you, the, the persona is coming together. Yes, yes. I love the flares. I love Charlotte. I love Rick. I love Hulk, obviously. Um, You know, I I just I think that at the end of the day, you know, especially if you can um, talk to these people personally, they're amazing, incredible people through and through it, through it. 
they're amazing people. And, um, you know, I, I think that, you know, if you can take a page out of their book, go for it. I'm obviously being myself and what I really truly feel is, is facts, factual and true. A lot of people can't handle it or don't like it, but you know, how quickly they forget. Because when I beat Amanda, I shocked the world. Everyone was saying how amazing she is. And she did exactly what she said she was going to do. And, and everyone was like, oh, I'm so inspired. That was incredible. Okay. Well, I dropped the fight to Amanda in the rematch and they, they hated on me. Scorecard, scorecards, blah, blah, blah. You got fucked up. Okay. Well, so did she. And, and I never stopped and she didn't finish me. Like I finished her the first time. So a trilogy is supposed to be what is, what is, what is new and, and what is, coming and she robbed me of that and and I robbed myself by being injured I'll say that um but I can't prevent myself I, it's not that I can't prevent I you never know what's going to happen in training and injuries are a part of the sport so I, I thought that she was going to do the respectful thing and continue to give me the fight and just push it out uh uh later especially if she's so confident what better way to 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 end your you know terrific career by by fighting in a trilogy fight but, you know, alas, I have talked about this gal way too much. Yes, yes. She's dead, she's dead to me. And at the end of the day, it, it's all about uh, the 135-pound division that I'm going to be carrying moving forward. Well, I'm sorry it uh, went down this way. When I reached out to you, truth be told, I thought you were going to come on to talk about fighting the winner of this fight. Uh, we got a curveball. I know some thought it might happen. Um, I thought maybe we'd see the trilogy and then it would happen. But, you know... That's the fight business. You say you're moving on. Raquel Pennington next. We'll see what happens there. If not, maybe Holly Holm. But I, I, I tend to agree she weighed in. It seems like they're going to give her the shot. So hopefully we see it soon. Thank you, as always, Juliana. Appreciate it very much. Uh, get well soon, by the way. I hope you heal up, and we'll see you back out there later this year. Yes. Thank you so much for the time. I really appreciate it, and uh, happy, happy to be on the show, as always. Thank you. There she is, the Venezuelan vixen herself, Juliana Pena cutting a mean promo or two or three or four on Amanda Nunes. She is not happy, but she is now. Support for this podcast comes from Smartwater. Life moves pretty fast. Are you drinking water that can keep up? Smartwater Alkaline has everything you need to stay hydrated, no matter where your day takes you. Whether you're pitching a tent or your next big idea, Smartwater Alkaline can help you perform your best. It delivers a pure, crisp taste that makes it the perfect chaser after a big workout. Elevate how you hydrate and pick up a Smart Water Alkaline today. To learn more, visit drinksmartwater.com. Now, moving on. Let us move on as well and say hello to our final guest of the day. What a performance from her on Saturday. One of six Canadian fighters to win. We've been talking about this all show long. And uh, I do believe she was the biggest underdog of the bunch. I could be wrong. Am I right about that, GC? I think she was the biggest underdog of the bunch. Uh, she had a tough fight against Miranda Maverick. First round was close. Second round was not. And third round was not. I said she was like the Canadian zombie out there. She just kept going and going and would not be denied. It was very impressive. It was very inspiring. It was a beautiful scene. And uh, she stepped up. We had her on a few months ago. She asked me to come on before the fight. I said, let's do it after the win. I'm a man of my word. I predicted it. Unlike others, she is the product of Niagara Top Team, the pride of Canada and Ontario, the one and only Jasmine Jazdavicious. What? What do you think? Great. What do you think? 
Amazing. Amazing. See, I said, see, I, I prefer Yasadavishes because I think that's the authentic way, right? That's even better. I've come along. I've been working on this. What do you prefer? Yasadavishes because they said on the broadcast Jazdavishes, but I prefer Yasadavishes. I could do both now. I'm going like boom, 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 but I just want to know what do you want me to say? I like Yasadavishes. Yasadavishes. Okay, that's what I was saying. I was saying that all week, yesterday, last week, and then I got a little self conscious because I'm like, I don't want to butcher it again, but I, I'm nailing it, right? Yasadavishes. You're killing it, man. Keep it Thank up. Thank you. Say, so are you. So are you. Uh, wh- Thank what, you. Oh, my God. What a night. What a week for you. Unbelievable stuff. Are you on a high right now? Like, how are you feeling? Can you can you even describe? I'm on cloud nine. I feel like since the fight, I've been, honestly, pretty much since I, since I landed in um, B- BC, that, like, you could feel the buzz in the atmosphere as soon as you got to the hotel, like, you could just you could feel the vibe in the air and uh, and yeah like it just continued through. I got the win and uh, now just I feel like finally it's like starting to settle and I'm like oh I'm exhausted. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, I appreciate you talking to us about the fight because it was so amazing and the week was so amazing and it was so great for Canadian MMA and and I'm just wondering like for all of you like I was talking to Iman about this as well. You know, you've you've watched MMA. You've been a fan. I know you went to an event a few years ago. All that stuff. We spoke about the story, and now, like, for you to be a part of this story, like the resurrection of this is crazy stuff, right? Does this feel real to you? Does it feel like how how do you even explain all of this? It's unbelievable, and and the fact that all the Canadians won. We went six straight that night. It's and like having my boy Mikey on the on the same card with me like it was the literally i felt like the stars were aligning all all week all fight night everything uh what about the fact that a lot of people were saying you were the biggest underdog of the bunch um she's a tough opponent how did you feel going into it i mean like anyone who knows me they they know that you know that the, the those things don't matter that doesn't get him ahead nothing like that but um but yeah, I, I don't know. I didn't I, I feel like it makes sense why I would be the underdog. She's ranked fifteenth. I'm just beating a debuter. Like, you know what I mean? I, I understand why the odds were as they were, but you know, like anyone anyone who knows me or like seen seen my fight before, they know I'm a dog. So uh Bet on me if I'm an underdog for sure. Yeah, the Canadian zombie. That's what it felt like you were um, <laughs> fighting like out, out there. And shout out to the Korean zombie. But it's just like it felt like you would not be broken. You kept coming forward. After the first round, how were you feeling about the fight? And what was your corner telling you? Because to me, rounds two and three were obviously yours. Round one was close. Could make the case, but you could also make a strong case for her as well. How were you feeling going into the second following the end of the, the first? So after the first, like, you know, I... I knew that I probably lost that round, you know, like she was doing the submission attempt and I had to, you know, stay defending the whole time. I couldn't get my arm out because I knew if I started moving, that's when it's getting in. I let it get in a bit, a little bit too, too deep than I should have. So then I was kind of stuck, like stalemating, hoping that she was going to move and that it's going to make this face. But, you know, I after that round, I just knew, like, I'm not going to sit here trying to burn my energy, trying to get my arm out. I'm just like, let's let's be patient. Let's be smart here. And, uh, you know, wait, wait, bide my time. Um, So after the first, 
I knew that I I was going to have to either finish her or win the next two. And uh, so sitting down, you know, my, my corner said, you know, respect, <laughs> respect the submissions, all that kind of stuff. But they didn't have too much advice for me. And, you know, after it was like my coaches said, just be you with defense. That That's the game plan. Be you with defense. And uh, so I knew coming in for the second and third, like I was going to come in hot. I wanted to put her on her back foot. I wanted to keep the pressure on her. And uh, so that's what I did. You really did. You kept moving forward. Uh, very impressive stuff. Where would you rank this one in terms of the UFC fights that you've had so far? I feel like it's at the top just because of the setting and all that stuff. But for you and the performance as well, where would you rank it? top for sure you know being able to fight in Canada and I'm very proud of my performance you know I I fought the whole time and it's uh I'm I'm happy about it uh she posted something on social media afterwards about losing sight in one of her eyes I think she said her left did you read that and and what did you make of it yeah I heard about that I mean you know, we're in a fight. It happens. Probably got some, you know, I'm rubbing her face, like grinding my, my fist in her face. It's a, it's a fight. So maybe something scraped it. I apologize. I hope everything's okay. You know, I'm not, you know, trying to poke an eyes or anything like that. But, um, but yeah, you know, I, I hope nothing's like actually wrong with her. No one wants to lose, lose an eye. That's, that's sure, sure, sure. a terrible thing. So, Could you tell that but, she was um, dealing with something in the fight? No, I couldn't tell. I I, uh, I didn't really. I was just trying to punch her in the chops. Yeah. <laughs> no, I feel you. By the way, did you know that the uh, – and, and shout out to Aaron Bronstetter for this, uh, this factoid. Did you know that the last time um, there were five uh, Canadian victors on a card, it was the card that you were at? Back in the day, June 18th, 2016, you were at that car, right, as a fan? That's the last time this happened. Isn't that wild? That's so wild. He told me that after my fight. Yeah, he's a, he told me that. That's so crazy. What a world. Imagine telling that young woman at that card, what, uh, seven years ago that this would happen. Like, would you have believed that? Like, oh, yeah, in seven years, you're going to be fighting at Rogers Arena in Vancouver, all the, like, at the, in the UFC. Would you have believed that? not a chance i would have believed that because at that point were no. you even training mma yet um i yeah by that point because my first one was ottawa so by that one i had been training for a little bit okay but like was ufc even on the radar for you like was that even a part of the no i was still an amateur i i i hardly even knew knew how to throw a punch by then <laughs> wow crazy how it all uh you know how it all comes together what was so you fight but then you still obviously want to see as you said your boy mike Malott, who's going to join us on wednesday by the way i wanted to have him on today but he's flying today he told me yeah. so for those asking why he's not on that's the only reason why um what do you do you go to the back and watch you go in the arena where did you watch his fight uh, yeah so normally they shuffle you out you got to go back to the hotel but they were very very nice and uh they they let me and uh my corners stay well chris he cornered mics but the other two d marks and jelly they let us like stay and we were kind of like in the back area where the security stands and so we got to uh see the fight and they let me when he was walking out they let me go up and like you know try to get a high five off him but that he oh. when he walked out the, the yes. stands fell right yes. so he didn't even see me at all because of the commotion oh, were you close to that i was ri- i like watched it happen it was like 
probably 20 feet away from me. Oh my not gosh. even. Was it scared? Did yeah. anyone get hurt from what you saw? I don't think so. Like they say nobody did, but uh, I know Chris got hit. He got hit in his arm and his leg. He like, oh, did man. one of these, but it still kind of got him. Um, but uh, but I, I'm very surprised because a ton of people came yes. down with it. Like drinks were spilled, everything. And very close to Mike as well. Yeah, that, he just kind of whoop, yes. and then kept going, man. Like those reflexes. Uh, what was it like when you saw him win? Because I was a little bit nervous for him and the whole crew because it was like, man, there's one left, and he's talked about how much this meant to him and UFC 129, and be, and like it just, yeah, you, it would have just been so great. Okay, it's this is perfect, and so you don't want him to stumble at the finish line because you know how much it will hurt him. What was it like when you saw him get the win, and especially the way in which he got the win? Ah, uh, you know. I didn't, I didn't really have a doubt, honestly. Like I see the guy in the room, I see what he's doing. I see how talented he is. I, I didn't really have a doubt that he was winning, but to be able to see it and see how happy he was, like, you know, it, to see him after the, after when he was like walking through, we got to hug, they brought, they let me like go up there and see him. So it was, uh, it was a night we, we keep on saying two weddings, two weddings, because last time we fought, that's what it is like two weddings. So, you know, this time six weddings. Yes. So. Six weddings. <laughs> and by the way, speaking of, I, I think on, uh, was it on Sunday or Saturday? Did he get engaged? Cause I saw a photo on his Instagram with, uh, a ring or something. Did he also get engaged? It's, I think it was, he's been engaged for a bit. Maybe this is the first time that he like put oh, it okay, out there. Okay. Okay. But, uh, but yeah, yeah, he's been a gay, he, he just bought a place. Actually, he's like moving closer to us right around the corner from Josh Hill. And, uh, so it's going to be sick to, to be able to see Mikey even more. It's all coming together. Canadian MMA. Is it back? Is it finally back? Is it a thing now? Oh, it's back and it's going strong. I love it. I love it. We need to get, what do you think? Like you were there, you were on the, uh, the ground. Is Ontario going to happen? Is Toronto going to happen? What are they saying? I'm sure you asked. I think Toronto's happening. That's where that's what they're saying that they want to go there. They wanted to go there this time, but the whole playoff thing or mm. NHL, I don't know any other sports other than this, but some other sports thing was going on there. Um, but uh, but yeah, I think Toronto will be next this year. I think so. You know, dream, believe, achieve, right? This yes. year for sure. Uh, and what about you? When would you like to return? Uh, you know. I'm going to take probably about three days off, rest for a little bit, and then back in the gym. And uh, I I want to be active. I So ideally, I kind of book something soon. Soon, like, you know, book book something so that it will sure, be sure, in sure. whatever. Do you have someone in mind? I have no one in my. I mean, my coaches, they want um, Macy Barber or Casey O'Neill. You know, Casey O'Neill, she didn't, she, she talked shit very first, my very first, uh, my debut. So, you know, she's always been on my hit list. What'd she say? That. What did Casey say? <laughs> she just put a yawn face on uh, like a, a thing that a, po- a post of my fight or something oh, like no. that. And I'm like, Hey, whatever, man. She started it, so you know wait, that that hooks in now. <laughs> wow, I love the fact that even when you're kind of talking trash, you're laughing and smiling. Like I feel like there's <laughs> there's no way that you like. Does anything make you mad? 
Yeah, you know, like traveling, someone cuts me off. Yeah. Oh, me, you know, people like take my food, that kind of stuff. But okay. no, I, you know, I'm pretty chill. Who's taking your food? <laughs> you mean like at the gym? Well, you know, if I'm if I'm eating something and somebody like comes and, and eats it before I oh, finish it or something. Yeah, Who's doing know. that? What you kind know, of Neanderthals? Oh, yeah, that's not nice. <laughs> they are Neanderthals. Yeah. By the way, speaking of which, uh, I saw this footage. You know, I see these people all the time, like GSP. GSP has a has a cold plunge in his backyard. He goes in there. I see Joe Rogan doing it. I see all the athletes doing it. All the fighters love to do that. You, I see footage, like walking under a bridge, jumping <laughs> into what appears to be disgusting polluted water. We're watching this right now. And then jumping in to do your cold plunge. Like you're literally walking under the bridge right now to jump into this water. If I was like driving, I would think, is this person trying, like, what is this person doing putting their right, like, you're, you're walking on this thing, it looks like it's going to collapse, you, you take off the majority of your clothes, what is going on here? Why can't you just do a normal cold plunge? Why do you have to do it here? You know, it, it's a really nice spot. So where the, that's actually a train bridge. Okay. So, so there's no like cars or anything like that going over top. So, and it's like kind of in a uh, secluded area. So it's like a very Zen spot, but, um, but yeah, I always like go down there whenever I, whenever I feel like I'm going like crazy in my head, I'm like, I gotta like, you know, figure my shit out. And I feel like a cold plunge always just like, settles everything <laughs> and what? so yeah i mean it's probably polluted but you know maybe that's like got such big pipes here that's you right. know? <laughs> <laughs> uh so wait is there a train that goes over your head when you're in there uh it the the train doesn't doesn't uh use those tracks anymore oh, it's uh, okay. like a band i don't know they don't use Jeez. them how far is that from where you live like a four minute drive maybe okay. And you ever, yeah. like, do the whole thing where you're walking and you're getting undressed? Like, does anyone ever stop you and say, like, yo, what's going on here? Or is there no one actually around there? There's there's a walking path that's, like, kind of farther out. But where I go in, like, to go underneath the bridge, there, there's no people mm -hmm. there. Do you always go alone or do you bring someone with you? I sometimes bring people. I a lot of time I'll go alone because it's usually when I'm like stressed out, like say I had a bad practice or something like that. Then I go, you know, have my alone time and I just go in the water, and then you always feel better after. But um, but you know, say I have I I brought a lot of girls in for uh, this training camp, so you know if they ever wanted to do a cold plunger. And then I take them to that spot. They're like, I know a spot. Let me show you. Uh, and what happened? Like, they think they're going to some fancy cold plunge spot and they're going under a train bridge. Did anyone ever be like, what? If I was with you, I'd be like, you're crazy. I'm going back home. This is nuts. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, by the time that I brought them down, it's too late anyways. Yeah. Uh, by the way, do you go in the winter too? Most of the time it's in the winter that I go because oh my then the water will be like that much cold. When I went at that time, it was probably the, the coldest that the water actually is because it was at the end of the winter. So Oof. the water's just like kind of like just thought out that you could see like farther on, maybe not in that video, but a little bit farther, there was still ice like over in the deeper part of the water. Sheesh. And how long are you in the water for? I don't know until I feel like it was enough. Okay. I just I don't really do you know some people time it everything like that. I just go in and 
just try to go for as long as I as long as I can either at, until I at least very minimum until I like calm my breath. But then sometimes then you don't you, if it's like a little bit warmer, then you just kind of chill in there for a little while and like make sure you really open yourself up. But if it's really cold, then I'll just like calm my breath and then shoot back out. By the way, have you been back to the gym today? No, I'm still in BC. Oh, you are? I, I re- yeah, yeah. We decided to stay a couple of days. We went to Gross Mountain yesterday. Going to do some other hiking. Like, take advantage while we're here. Yeah, for sure. I was going to say, it looks like you're in a bedroom right now. And I was like, those are some nice plants in your bedroom behind you. But I guess uh, right behind you over there? I wish my bedroom was as yeah. nice looking as this. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, clothes, yeah. training gear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, wow, it is very zen over there. Um, I was just wondering, like, what the vibe, like, when you guys go back to the gym, I'm sure it's going to be incredible, right? you know you guys are doing oh. so well and it feels like the confidence of the team is growing every day it's gonna be nuts we've got a bunch of guys fighting coming up soon so it's like it's just perpetual that you know it's great we're gonna celebrate this win but right away once we're back you know these guys these are the most important fights of their lives so you know my my fight's done we did we did the work for it now it's like it's these guys time and uh you know, we're that's that's why we continue to grow. We're not celebrating the wins for super long. We're we're in there celebrate, but then we're right back to work. Well, I must say, um, you know, when I started my career, I was very very um, adamant on being like super 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 unbiased. Right, I have to be Mister Journalist. I can't ever show any emotion. I can't show any bias of any kind. As I've grown older, uh, I've I've chilled out in that regard and. I was rooting for you guys uh, as from one Canadian to another. I was so happy to see you guys succeed. And with every single victory, it just kept growing, growing. And I wanted, I wanted the 6-0. and I wanted the perfect night. And uh, you did your part, and, and Mike capped it off, and everyone did their part. All great performances. So I'm, I'm thrilled for all of you. So happy to see Canadian MMA finally get some love again because it feels like it's been a really long time. And now you're a big part of that. So keep it going. Much respect. Much love. Congratulations, and I, I give you a little cheers with my Stay Vicious cup over here. Jasmine, yes, Davishus. Yeah. Awesome, perfect. Thank you so much. All the best. Thank you for coming on, and we'll do it again soon. Appreciate it. Awesome. Thank you. Always the best. There she is, the one and only, the vicious one, yes, Davishus. I was telling you guys it's yes, Davishus, and you're like, no, it's Jazz Davishus. It's like, listen, we could go tomato, tomato. But uh, that's what she wants, all right? That is what she wants. What a night for Canadian May 6 and 0. Unbelievable. It just kept growing. It reminded me a lot of the Ireland card where, you know, first you have Patty Houlihan in 2014, and then it keeps growing, and then it's Cahal Pendred, and then it's um, Norman Park, and then it's Gunnar Nelson, although they had four Irish-born Northern Ireland as well. Here we had six. Um I, you know, I, I'm trying. I don't know if there's a way to find out if this has ever happened before. If there's ever been five plus four plus six, and the thing is, like that card in 2016, where they went five and zero. Oh, no, no, sorry, there was five wins. There were some losses. Roy McDonald lost in the main event. Patrick Cote lost in the co-main. Has anyone ever gone undefeated six and zero oh, or more? I don't know. It's hard to find. I need some sort of like stats and info group to help me out here. But what a day, guys. What a day. What a time to be alive. Still plenty of show to go. Uh, We're going to check in with the guys in a moment. 
because we still have to talk about the weekend and some other things about 289. Usually we go on like a one-hour dissertation about 289 or about the pay-per-view that was. But of course, uh, we had to talk to uh, Big Izzy, Ash in studio. And I do want to let should I announce uh, Wednesday or should I, should I wait for Wednesday? Do it. Well, I do want to let you know. I mean, it's a big week. You know, Frank, a lot of people like to say, oh, you don't have enough MMA. Oh, you're slipping. All this bullshit. All this bullshit. And, and you know, sometimes it gets to you, not to the point where you want to say, like, F you, but it's just like, you know what? Go fly a kite, all right? We've been here since all of you were in your father's nutsacks. But I do want to let you know that on Tuesday's edition, how do we follow up Izzy in studio and Ash in studio? Tuesday's edition of the show, we're going to have the great Tim Simpson in studio, uh, who is now heading up his own management team, uh, representing the likes of Israel Adesanya, representing the likes of Casey O'Neill, who was just discussed, representing the likes of Leon Edwards, who had such a great showing yesterday, uh, at the Soccer Aid event, representing the likes of Max Blessed Holloway, who I am very excited to tell you all will also be in studio on Wednesday. So uh, the Blessed Express is coming through the studio. I saw him briefly yesterday at the uh, premiere, and uh, that was great. And I don't think he's ever been in studio before. Obviously, he's been on the program many a time before, but in studio coming off his big win over Arnold Allen, and also, you know, coming off uh, Charles Oliveira's win. Interesting to get his thoughts on the whole featherweight division, his career, and to just uh, shoot the breeze with Max Holloway. So stay tuned for that. For now, though... Support for this episode comes from Viator. Sure, a good souvenir is always fun, but it's the experiences that people love the most about traveling. When you get back home, that t-shirt might fade and that snow globe might break, but it's those once-in-a-lifetime memories that will last. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like architectural sightseeing, snorkeling excursions, sunset cruises, and so much more. With Viator, you can reserve everything from simple tours to thrilling adventures with over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries. Whether you're a foodie, a history buff, or an adrenaline junkie, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you can have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Make memories that will last forever with Viator. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. All right, let's talk to the guys. Hey, guys, how are you? How's everything? Long time? <sighs> yeah, long time. Yeah, it feels yeah. like we haven't talking. We haven't talking. We haven't spoken ages. Yeah, what's the vibe back there? I mean, what a day. <sighs> yeah, I mean, it was hectic earlier. It was. Is my nephew still there? No, 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 they dipped. You know, I'm, I, with, with all the commotion, uh, I realized I never even took a photo with him. Wow. Uh, comes to the studio. First time I have a family member come to the studio. Actually, since my mom, you'll recall, New York Rick. Remember my mom? I do. Uh, coming back in the day. And uh, yeah, he's such a big uh, Izzy fan. Is that fan. possible, David? Or no? I don't think ever anyone's ever come. Wow. My kids, you know, I was thinking about this. My kids mm. don't have school next week. Maybe they come uh, next week. Oh, they I like that. Mm. Maybe on Monday? Yeah, I mean, we're just checking off the Helwani boxes back here. I mean, it's big time stuff. Wife, we had, uh, the yeah, the nephews, wife yesterday. You met my wife the yesterday. Kids last week at darts. 
Kids last week. You met the whole Mishpach. I mean, it's just <laughs> wow. We're, we're really getting the whole family tour. What did you guys think of my wife? Did you? I mean, I heard the was very lovely. Uh, yeah, yeah. Very definitely lovely. the better half. Well, a nice bubbly personality. You <laughs> know, to, you. to you expect it otherwise or what? The other side, uh, you know, you're kind of the sort of you know. The you mixing thing? drinks there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mixing she, she counters it well. Oh, oh, I appreciate that. Yeah, it was nice. We had uh, Tracy in the house. Uh, Mr. Are we allowed to say Tracy? Well, yeah, yeah, you are. Just, are now. <laughs> tear that one off, right? Uh, shout out to T. Shout out to Big T. Uh, the the crew was there. No, she enjoyed meeting everyone. In fact, I told her you're going to meet Connor, and she got a little nervous beforehand. She thought she was meeting Connor McGregor. Of course, she has a little bit of a beef with Conor McGregor dating back to the comments he made. Yes, of course. In, yeah. uh, I think it was 2014 where he said that she wasn't invited to the post-fight party. Um, but then I, I, I told her it's C-O-N-N-E-R. There it is. Not yep. C-O-N-O-R. Yeah. I was like, oh, that one. Then she, you know, this is how much she actually watches the show, which we joked about. She asked me why I keep referring to Frank as Mysterious Frank. Wow. Like, wow, you've she never like, actually seemed so mysterious. <laughs> yeah, she's definitely not a fan. No, no, no. And then I showed her some of the pictures, you know, the um I actually showed her the photo at the darts and she thought I was in the photo. That's how good the Photoshop was. Um I was a little worried about that when I posted it, man, because everybody yeah, has been telling me how short I am. They're like, damn, you must be like five six. I thought you did that on purpose just to make it a bit Yeah. Funny. Make it a little bit less believable yeah. by making you look huge. Yeah, yeah. I've just been telling everyone you're six eight. Yeah, that's cool. I could live with that. Um, but no, it was a great time. I, I mean, man, I was telling Izzy right right over there when he when he left, like it really stuck with me, the doc. I've been talking about it. what did you think, G C? I loved it, dude. Uh, everything you said, the way it was shot, just everything you get to see about this guy that, that you normally don't get to see is it's it's really revealing and uh I think they did a great job covering the years that is covered in the doc. Um and yeah, I can't wait for everyone to see it. Wasn't wasn't like I, I I guess maybe I don't know much about. I know about Tribeca, and I've lived in the city before. Obviously, I lived there for I lived there for eight years, but I never been to a Tribeca Film Festival before, so I didn't realize. Like I thought we were just going to the movies. I didn't realize it was the whole red carpet thing and the buzz, <laughs> and then the Q and A after. It oh, was yeah. just it was so fun. Like I I felt like it was like this. And also, like, his parents are sitting there, his brother is there, his sister is there, Ash is there, Eugene is there. Didn't it feel like we were, we were, we were given access to this, like, private friends and family screening? Yeah, it felt yeah, very it, intimate, it, right? It, it felt like we were at, like, a posh film festival, yeah. which I guess technically what we're all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Tribeca is sort of a world-renowned film festival. I mean, when I turned the corner uh, to show up, like... The, you couldn't even see the doors to the theater. There were that many people around, and then they had the red carpet. All these flash bombs are going off. I'm like, wow, this is like this is a, a real big deal here. I uh, loved yeah, it. it. Was it was awesome? Yeah, Frank, was awesome. have you ever been to a uh, Tribeca Film Festival show? Not Tribeca. Oh. No, he said it's such a like. Uh... Like a, like a bourgeois, not not Tribeca, but I've been not to Tribeca. I've been South by Seven. <laughs> I've, I've been to, to South by Seven. Oh, can yes, 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 yes. Uh, no, it was fantastic. Really enjoyed it. Yeah, um, I can't wait till we can talk like more in depth. Yeah, like don't want to don't want to give away too much. I there. wonder how that goes. So I guess they come to the like they come to the screening like the executives they see it and then they bid on it. Yeah, that's what he told me behind the scenes. Yeah, yeah. So the festivals are for the films to get displayed for the press and for um, potential buyers, um, and that's why it's not you know like just going to the movie theater. It's it's a big event because they need to secure funding and things like this for for distribution. So yeah. Mm. Now, by the way, there's going to be 
Yeah. I'm not going to lie. That makes complete sense now. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, that's what a film festival is. Yeah. That's what the festivals are, yeah. I'm not a film festival guy. I'm, oh, I'm just kind of putting one and two together right now. No, no, no. I love that. Um, by the way, you said you, you that's what you heard? Like you were talking to Izzy about it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. wow. I, yeah, so I was just like, how, like, because when was this? When did you have a call? I didn't know you guys were. I mean, we're uh, strolling over to the to the studio. Oh, I'm okay. just gonna have my hands in my pockets, saying nothing. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna the talk talk up the uh, the middleweight champion of the world. Yeah, I was just telling him about the doc, how much I enjoyed it, uh, and yeah, I was just like, are people gonna be able to stream it at any point? Because obviously, I got home and was telling my roommate about it, and he's asking how he'll be able to watch it. My girlfriend saying the same thing, and then yeah, he told me, you know, people will bid for it, they'll sell it, and uh, that's how it'll go. He's hoping for a more a more mainstream streaming yeah. service so everyone can see it uh but yeah i'm excited for it to get on streaming were Hopefully you there than later so you were the one that introduced my nephew to him oh yeah me and uh me and your nephew Jared? were chilling down in the yeah i didn't know i didn't know i guess we're just revealing all the names here. yeah well, i mean what is this <laughs> uh yeah, they're not I mean, judges by the way they don't need their uh you know their <laughs> their lives to be so secretive yeah man, me and did Jared he freak were... out no nah, he was calm dude we were, we were chilling down in the lobby waiting and uh then yeah, Izzy pulled up, and I was just like, "Yeah, this is this is Hawani's nephew, Jared." And uh, then you know, I kind of snuck it in there. I was like, "It was his birthday yesterday." Uh, they talked a little bit. That's it was awesome. Izzy's mom's birthday on Saturday, so they oh, had wow. that in common. Yeah, it was nice. And then uh, and then we went down and we got Evan. Yeah, yeah. we were we were chilling. Um, I met his sister there. His brother was there. It was like a whole family affair. Uh, Max was there, Max Bliss, Megan Anderson, Randy Brown, seems to yeah. be in good spirits, he's returning in two weeks, uh, Jacksonville card, so for, it felt like a big deal, I I'll enjoyed say, it. I'll say it was like pretty trippy, like kind of like a, it's sort of like a little bit of an inspiring film, like seeing the behind the scenes of this, and like halfway through the film I was like, oh man, this is kind of crazy that the dude this is about is sitting like... yes. 10 rows ahead of us. I kind of just forgot about that as we were watching. And then he's talking about like real personal shit and then stuff with his parents. And you're like, just like, whoa, wondering if they know how he feels. I guess they do. And then Eugene is yeah, to me like Eugene one of the most crazy. fascinating people in the sport. And they've been through some shit, that team. Like if you know about some of the, I mean, a lot of it is, is, is news, but just seeing the reaction to the stuff that we don't get to see. Can't say enough good things. Um, let us talk about 289. We haven't really talked about that at least you guys haven't. New York Rick, are you surprised? Let's start here because let's start at the top because you know you know it's funny. I feel like I feel like in a way Irene Aldana is lucky on this Monday because she had one of the worst nights of her life, but because Amanda retired, it's taken all the heat away from her. Right? Like no one is really talking about the performance. It's all like oh she won, but now it's become let's celebrate Amanda as you should when someone retires. But you know what I mean? Like. If you talk about the actual fight, it, it I mean, I couldn't have been more wrong. I'll put my hand up. Like I was I thought Irena was gonna win. I thought she was gonna shock her, I thought she was gonna outbox her, I thought she was gonna drop her, et cetera, et cetera. I could not have been more wrong. Were you surprised by the performance? I wasn't surprised by Amanda's performance. I was surprised by Irene's performance. I will say though, this is kind of what makes Amanda Nunes great. This is what puts her in that GOAT conversation. Um is the fact that she is on the brink of retirement and knew she was on the brink of retirement, and that's the performance she puts in, right? Typically, for the reasons I think you were kind of alluding to last week, talking about this fight, it was where's her motivation? Where's her focus? You know, it wasn't necessarily that you didn't think Amanda Nunes had the skills. That's why you were confident that a Renee would show up and, and take this opportunity because 
Amanda has been doing this for so long. Can she continue to do it? Maybe the motivation wanes. But what makes her great is knowing she's going to walk away. She still put on a per- performance like that. Um, it's very impressive. So I wasn't surprised by her in that regard, but I was surprised by how flat and not good Irene Aldana looked. It was it was bad. It was a very bad performance. What about There's you? No other way to say it. From the jump, man, you, it just you knew she didn't have it. I mean, other than that one moment where where she stung her pretty bad in the first round on that on that counter, I felt like she didn't have one single moment for the rest of the fight, and it felt like Amanda Nunez just got better and more comfortable as the fight went on. I mean, it was really, other than getting caught with that counter in the first round, it, it was a perfect performance, like a 50-43. Uh, like the the fifth round just put an exclamation point on it. I think that was a 10-8. It was, it was incredibly impressive. And in, in my opinion, it's nice to see if this is her final fight and if that is the real retirement. It's nice to see a, a champion go out like that on, on such an incredible performance. She's happy getting the, the gloves cut off. She's dancing around the octagon with, with her family and her children, and, and she's got beers. It's, it's nice to see a, a champion go out like that. Okay, so how do you guys feel about her retiring now? Um, there's always another fight, right? Like You'd always say, oh, John should fight Sergei Pavlovich. There's, there's always another fight. This one... You know, Juliana's upset. There's the trilogy. Does she owe it to Juliana? Does she owe it to the fans? Does she owe it to... Or, like, F all that noise. She's done enough. God bless. Congrats. Enjoy life after fighting. What do you think, New York, Rick? There's nothing left for her in the UFC. I don't care about the, the trilogy fight with Juliana. Um, the more interesting fights for Amanda Nunes are outside the UFC in the form of Cyborg, in the form of Larissa Pacheco, in the form of Kayla Harrison. So... Wow. If if there's a world where Amanda Nunes takes a page from other people's book and goes away for a bit and then potentially asks the USC for her release and does something else, whether it be boxing or fighting some of these names I just listed, I'm more compelled by that. But I'm not interested in any fights in the UFC for uh, Amanda Nunes. And um, if she's happy to be retired, I'm happy for her. Does she stay retired, GC? It feels pretty final. The the retirement she had in the octagon and being surrounded by her family like that, which seems like it'll only be getting larger as, as time goes on. It, it feels like it's pretty final. And, and like Rick said, there's, there's not a ton left to prove. Like really, I guess the only thing left would be to take that Pena fight. And she is coming off a 50-44, 50-43 victory in that one. It, it feels like it's not going to keep her up at night if, if she doesn't do that trilogy. Yeah. I kind of feel, I mean, and even she talked about her leg. I just kind of feel like, uh, well, these are the two things that we have going against the idea that she's coming back, that this is going to be your typical MMA retirement. Number one, there really isn't anything left for her to prove. Even if you want to bring up Juliana, she can say, well, I beat her. You know, like I beat her and I beat her convincingly. But then the other thing is, I think she hates Juliana so much that yeah. she loves the fact that she's like, I'm going to just take this, I'm going to put it on the ground, and I'm going to peace out, and I'm going to say that the rest of you are fake from now until eternity. Like, that's her last laugh, you know, in in, in Juliana's face. Um, so, yeah, I kind of feel like she's done as well. It would be different to me if there was a young up-and-comer on the horizon, There's right? No if there one. was somebody yeah. there that it looked like, oh, if they put together a nice streak, they could become in the conversation for... Um, you know, one of the best of this division all time. But it's really just the same names fighting for the title over and over. And this is the the 
the reason we've kind of gotten into this position where Amanda Nunes has done it all. Like she's she's done it all twice. She's lapped everybody. There's really not a there's really not a point. Um, and also, she she said the same thing that Habib said, which is that her family, her mother, wanted her to stop, and that's a good enough reason for me. Like. I don't. I don't want to see Habib, and I don't want to see her anymore. If that's what is gonna is gonna make them and their families happy. Pennington Pena. <laughs> sure, sure. It's sure. slim pickings at thirty five right now, sure. isn't it? What's a bigger it's, fight, Pennington Pena or Holly Holm? If she wins Pena, Holm. I feel like Holm, yeah, right? I, I yeah. think so too. But I feel like they'll go with Pennington just because she weighed in and all that nonsense. Holm Pena feels like a bigger fight. I definitely think Holm Pena is the bigger fight. If it's not the next one, it'll be the one after that. So I mean, all roads lead to it. It's it's all the same. Yeah. Uh, Holly Holm has that that name value as right. well. This is one of those that is the belt is going to take a while for it to feel like somebody's. Much like when John left light heavyweight, this is one of those that yeah. it's gonna t- it's gonna take some time before somebody is considered the champion in that division. Shevchenko. That would be amazing. Moving up to fight for the yeah. title, you're saying? Shevchenko Grasso is bigger than Shevchenko Pena. I, I, saw, uh, I saw uh, Blanchfield throwing your name out potentially. Nah, stay at 135. Stay at 135. 145's yeah. cooked. It seems like everyone's saying that. <laughs> oh, 145's yeah. done. Oh, yeah. like, it was cooked a while ago. Cooked. I mean, I know it's been cooked for a minute. I mean, we all get uh, Jedi Goodman's featherweight ranking updates every single <laughs> yeah, week. Yeah. Uh, but great gag. It was <laughs> it was a but belt like, only. It was not like, a division. We're certain that this is done. Like, yeah, it's done. I mean, there's no one in the pipeline. Uh, to your point, there's Cyborg and Katzengano yeah. fighting in uh, in Bellator. Probably they haven't announced it. Um, at so what do we some do with point, Josiane Nunez, Norma Dumont, you know, uh, it might be you know like they were going to get rid of the 125ers and they were cutting those guys, yeah. including Brandon Moreno. So it might be the same thing but unless they can make 30. Bellator has that division. Just yeah, just go there. Go go to Bellator or or uh, PFL because yeah, at PFL. some or point PFL. That, exactly. Yeah, there's options. It's just not the UFC. They don't have it. It was one belt and not a division ever. Like it's just not a thing. What about Charles Oliveira? Oh what about God. doing that to Benil, who had looked so good? Uh, what about him speaking English? What about him finally <laughs> uh, winning in Canada? And what I just I can't say this enough. And I feel like it's just a ama- I feel like such an old man talking about this. But like I remember I exactly when Charles was just this like mm-hmm. Charles was like an apex fighter today. Do you get what I'm saying? Yes. No one cared. He was a not, and now people talk about he it was, with such love and reference. It's just unbelievable to me. It's amazing the star that he has become. He wasn't even just like a, a winning or dominant apex fighter. He was just a regular dude. He was, he was just like a 500 fighter. Yeah. The turnaround, not only the turnaround, but the way he's kind of spit in the face of the narratives about him in the early part of his career is just incredible. You know, just a jujitsu guy. Now he's just like standing there starching dudes, doesn't have a chin, doesn't have a heart. He's in the fire with every single guy, tougher than them every single time. He's he's incredible, man. He's absolutely incredible. He's, he's must-watch television. Why do you he's, think he's people love him so much? Like, how did he become a superstar? Swag. The way he carries himself. Yeah. He's sick. Like he's like that's like if if I was gonna describe him with one word, like sick. He's just a sick fighter. Like he goes out there, he dresses cool, he like he acts the part. Uh even when he's not speaking English, the the translations, illuminated by God, the champion has a name, everything like that. Uh and then when he gets in the octagon. The, the fights are, you have to be sitting in front of the television when Charles Oliveira fights. And it's always exciting. He always delivers, whether he wins or he loses. Uh, 
and then afterward he he's going to cut a promo and and it's going to be awesome like it's from beginning to end it's just much must watch tv for me I, I, i'll say winning heals and cures everything right like the fact that he's just on the run that he's on where everybody but islam has been dispatched um it's it's the cure all like the things that he's doing in the cage then allow him to get in front of the the mic and say there's you know a champion and his name is Charles Oliveira and oh it's and great every, everything winning twelve of thirteen and and having yeah. the belt along the way and a few defenses yes you are right Rick that everything that stems does, from that yeah that does help a it lot, also st- I think it also stems from this like he has to me the turnaround starts against Kevin Lee empty arena yeah the last day of sports pretty much before the pandemic right there was yep. nothing going on on that saturday so it was a big time performance he gets the win he gets the finish and you know we have a little bit of a break but like that that's the last vision of the ufc that we have and of sports for like two months right this is march of 2020 then when he comes back against tony tony is still tony ferguson right like he's still he's coming yeah he's coming off the interim loss he's coming that was just the gaethje fight so he's still, to me, like, that's revisionist history to, to roll your eyes, if you ask me. But then he has the string of Chandler, Poirier, and Gaethje fights that turn him into, like, you know, a cyborg. You know, turn him into an all-action fun fighter who gets hit and then hits and keeps coming back and keeps coming forward, keeps going. And that just turned him into this superstar. And for that reason, I don't think there's much of a debate here. I mean, Dana said it pretty much. Sounds like they're just going to do Islam versus Charles too, and I don't hate it to be honest. Um, the only other, you know, option would be if Dustin beats Justin Gaethje. That's in July. They could wait, uh, but then you could say Charles has the win over him. I think there's a story here though that is a very easy one to sell. It's a year later in the same spot. He comes back. He's a different guy. You know, he he's able to right the wrong. Blah blah blah. Let's see if he can do it one last time feels like the obvious choice. Do you guys foresee them going in any other direction? Yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised if that's what they did, and then the winner of uh, Gaethje Poirier gets the shot after that. I, I don't know. I mean, it's it's not a tough fight to sell, no no matter how the first one went. I mean, right. like we said, Charles Lafayette, like he's, he's just a superstar, and can you imagine the scenes if he pulls it off? Uh, I mean, then he will rock it even further into superstardom. The, the problem for Charles here is the time. Right, because this fight is going to happen in October, so now it gives Dustin or Justin a chance to make them think. So it, mm. that's that's his worst enemy right now. I think they is see how far away. I I, I think they see the uh, the pop, the reaction for sure. Don't and even wrong. the tweets back and forth, the Islam tweet, his tweet, like there, it's all there. There's no bad option here, right? Like let's say Dustin goes out there because Dustin's not an opponent uh, has has not faced Islam. Dustin yeah, goes I'd out like there and smokes Justin. His happened more recently, right? Now all of a sudden the chatter starts to build back up and the Charles win feels a little further away and it starts to to have some momentum. I'm not saying that that's going to happen. I'm not saying that that's guaranteed, even if he, if Dustin does go out there and look amazing, but it hurts him. It, Charles is hurt by the fact that they're not looking to book this fight until October. That's some, that's some ways away. There's time for Dustin or Justin to do something. And by the way, if he peppers... And I, I don't say this because he has to do it. It's all gravy. But if he peppers a little English in these conversations oh, yeah. now that he's having, like, sky is the limit. I'm telling you. Sky, it, it, it did. I'm looking for my pencil that I think I've just, like, swallowed somehow. Oh, here it is. I've seen what it, like, what it did to Habib in particular, you know, what it, what it did to Triple G back in the day. Like, just a little bit. Now, you don't need it. Like, look at Messi. Messi is one of the most famous athletes on the planet. He doesn't speak English. 
Uh, maybe that changes when he comes to Miami. But you see just on the mic what he said on Saturday and the place. A very good friend of mine, his name is Jason Tackman. Shout out to him, a uh, childhood friend. Uh, used to work for the UFC, went to every single card uh, in Vancouver, and then went to the Montreal card, UFC 186. Also worked for the Canucks, lives in Vancouver, has been to concerts there, says he has never heard that arena louder than when Charles Oliveira won on Saturday. That's Charles Oliveira from a favela in Brazil, and Vancouver is going nuts for the guy. What it's was crazy. It in, in February, the scenes from the mall in Australia or yeah. something, and he was just getting mobbed. He couldn't go anywhere. Yeah, I mean, he's superstar. Superstar. And I mean, I know title shots don't always make sense, but he does also have wins over both Dustin and Justin very sure. recently. No, no, 100%. Um, it's a great story. I will just to be fair, Islam did that pretty easily last time he fought Charles. There's there's something there that would that would potentially stick a, 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 a something in the bicycle tire of this. But at the same time, like to get the win that comeback way, I think he's been he's done a lot to erase some of the doubt about that. He's also spoken about like I just didn't show up. All I've got to do is show up. And when he has a performance against Benil Dariush like that, you believe that, right? You start to feel that again of like, yeah, maybe it just wasn't his night, um, which is a very good skill for somebody who's in high high level pay per views to have is to make you kind of believe it's Connor's best gift. So I believe Charles Oliveira. I believe that he didn't show up his best that night, and I believe the second fight would look different. Maybe Islam wins again, but I believe it will look different. I will say though. It wasn't close. Islam no. took him out, and that and that hurts him, right? Dustin's a Dustin's a guy who never faced him. Um, now people will be like, "Oh, he faced Habib," and kind of draw those comparisons, but he never faced him. So there's there's things that could mess up the the formula here. But Charles has done everything he can do. He's done everything he can do because he he looked incredible. I don't think if Gaethje wins, there's any chance. If Poirier goes out and smokes Gaethje, maybe because, like you said, he hasn't. Fought him, but I I think by then they probably announce it, and I think by yeah, then could be um, they just say you're next, right? Or you can you know you could be the next guy in line. I don't know if you'd want to be the backup fighter in Abu Dhabi, but certainly the next not. guy in line. It would feel very much like I agree with everything you just said. It would feel very much like I've said this before. Kane Velasquez, Antonio Silva, Kane smoked Antonio Silva, who just retired this weekend, by the way. Thankfully, uh, long overdue. We'll see. we'll see. Yeah, that's true. He uh, said that December. He that's said that true. last December. Uh, but he did so. smoke him in May of 2012 in a minute, excuse me, in the first round, three minutes and 36 seconds, and then uh, literally 364 days later, fought him again, and that time he beat him in 81 seconds, uh, and that time it was for the belt, so, um, and it was only one fight in between, a very similar situation, where there just wasn't anyone else at heavyweight, and so he had to run it back, even though there maybe wasn't a great demand. This time, I do think there will be a much bigger demand for Makhachev, uh, Oliveira 2, uh, as opposed to Bigfoot, Kane 2. By the way, a better chance to beat Islam, Charles Oliveira or Alex Volkanovsky? I think you have to go with Alex just based on the two fights, right? Yeah. Like, he was there. Alex was right there on the doorstep um, of making something incredible happen. So I'd, I'd have to side with Alex until proven otherwise. By the way, biggest takeaway from the Izzy interview... Because I thought, I mean, there was a lot discussed, but I thought that uh, he has like something with the DDP thing and then the Robert idea. I, I fear, honestly, like when does a guy, unless they just force the winner of that fight to turn around, 
to fight July 8th and then come back and what is it, September 10th or September 11th? Uh, like, that's just two months. Yeah, that's why Izzy's trying to manifest the first round finish, right? He, want, he wants them. Why did badly. they put themselves in this situation? I don't understand. Why didn't they just keep DDP for September? It's like they it, made their yeah. lives more difficult. It's not like this had know. to happen. Should have done Whitaker versus Strickland. Oh, yeah, that would have been great. Just do that fight. They're fighting like the same month. Just do that fight. I, I don't understand. But then what, what do you do with Rob? That, the problem is always Rob. Whitaker. Whitaker Strickland. No, Rob. But like after that, let's say he beats Strickland. Now what? Yeah, you do. If he beats Strickland, now he fights the then winner of DDP Izzy. DDP. Yeah. Now, now you gotta, okay, wh- okay wh- here's the thing. What if DDP and Whitaker get into a war? What if there's no one available? Is it going to be, I guess, then they do Strickland yeah, call versus up Strickland Izzy. or somebody. Uh, Could happen. I yeah, mean, the I way guess. DDP fights, like, yes. could end up just being Let's get Hums out of visa and send Sloppy him. war. Yeah. Let's get Hums out of, on, on the first plane. Let's solve his visas and get him out there. Is that a real uh, thing? I don't even know if that's a real thing. Who knows? Biggest takeaway for me, you asked him about yeah. if, he, if he had to bet money on whether or not he'd ever fight Alex Pereira again. He said he would not. Yeah. Feels like there's a... Uh, a better chance of the Jones fight happening than that one. Yeah. Too much. I mean, honestly, I would have... 205. Ooh, yeah. I need that. Run Paulo Costa. I'm not mad at that. Let Paulo Costa get the fight. <laughs> Costa We're talking about rematch. Yeah, why not? The build-up would be The build-up would be incredible. <laughs> be so much better than the first build-up, too. Yeah, let's do it. I, now, here's the problem. Israel Asanya gets to pick that, right? Like, to an extent, right? He's going he's gonna to play ball, but, you know... If I'm Izzy, do I want to run Costa back? Like, has he really earned it? But at the same time, if the options are limited, like, you could do worse than Paulo Costa. Be a fun fight itself. Yeah. The new version of Costa is a lot different than that first one. Oh, it's yeah. annoying for him that he has to keep doing these fights over again. Vittori again, Costa again. Well, some of it's like he has to fight on that Australia card, right? That's the problem. The, the timing is the problem. If they could just say, let's punt it, let's push it back, then there's plenty of time for DDP or Whitaker to turn around no matter how that fight goes, and then you have a fight. But he's got to be the headliner in Australia, so that changes things. It's He's cleaned out the division, and the, and the timing is tough. So limited options here. Uh, back to 289, uh, Canadian MMA back. Is there... Uh, is- on that note, so... Jose Young's sent me some info on some certain comparable um, things. You were looking for some comparison. Oh, yeah, yeah. About like uh, like countries. streaking country. Yeah, yeah. Canadian fighters went 5-0 and on the main card, the UFC Halifax card in 2014. Rory McDonald, Chad LaPriest, I think, right? Yes, Elias yes, Fedoro, um Gagnon? Gagnon. Gagnon, Mitch. And Norden? Who's Norden? Ta- Taleb. Oh, there you go. So, but apparently the prelims didn't go as hot. There were some Canadians who lost there. Um, Damian Maya versus Ryan LaFlair in Brazil. There's one, two, three, four, wow, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten Brazilians on that card won. One lost, but ten Brazilians on that card won. That's pretty, yeah. that's pretty incredible. That is incredible. Ten and one. Ten and one. I, yeah, I knew yeah. there was a bunch. Like the, yeah, I'm sure there's more, right? Those are the ones he sent, but those are pretty, those are pretty good. Yeah, the, uh, and the, the Ireland one comes to mind too. Where I'm, I was trying to think of undefeated. Undefeated's hard. Yeah, yeah. is um, this the most wins without suffering a defeat? Right. It's it's also an odd one because a Canadian wasn't in the main event, and typically that'd be sure. it, right. Like the local yeah. fighter would have the the advantage in the main event. But uh, great night for Canadian. Is there a MMA. champion though in this bunch? I mean, if you're looking at one, it's probably going to be Mike Malat, right? Yeah, he's talented, man. 
Yeah, Rick's interested in him a lot after that. I mean, it was a great I, performance. It was a great performance. But so so it is worth saying that like all of them were fighting, I think, unranked opponents or at the very, you know, like no one in the top. Yeah, 10 but it's certainly. not it's not as if these were squash no, matches. No, not squash matches. And 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 actually it annoyed me when people were saying, oh, but they're, no. Most of them the way underdogs. you should have booked it. That's Maverick's the way. Maverick's got to be either ranked or on the, on the sure. yeah, yeah. verge of that, right? And and th- and, and Jasmine, Jasmine was. ranked, yeah. After this, I think I think, but that's the Maverick way they should have booked this. Like, look how we're talking about it. Look how it became a thing. I bet you all those people on Saturday talking. about it. I bet you the media was talking about how like it's okay sometimes to have these types of nights. You know what I mean? I mean, to a degree, that Ireland night was kind of like that as well. They were favorable matchups for the Irish fighters to a degree. I know there was the Mike yeah. King fight against Kyle Pendred. Blah blah blah. Everyone's going to correct. Blah blah. The point is, I thought they booked it the right way. They weren't biting off more than they can chew. I'm just wondering what the feeling or what the future is or what the ceiling is for these um, these fighters. Can they, you know, is there a Rory McDonald in this bunch? Is there a Mark Hominick in this bunch? Is there a GSP in this bunch? I don't know. I, I mean, we see this with the London cards, right? Yeah. It's clear what they're trying to do. Like, yeah. they're, they're building these fan bases up and they're building the enthusiasm and it worked, right? It, everybody was talking about how Canadian MMA was on fire. Their potential... It's not something we need to worry about on Saturday night. We've got time on that. So th- it just becomes this this thing to to what you said, a snowball, right? Now the snowball is rolling. Is it going to is it going to hit something and maybe it disintegrates and they're not future champions? For sure. The likelihood is yes. But for now, it's a magical night and you can kind of keep running this until until you have to stop, you know? Mhm. No, it's uh it's an amazing thing and it was really it was really fun to watch. It was fun to see Canadian MMA just be talked about, just be 100%. relevant, you know, because it feels like it's, it's out, so man. relevant. Since GSP, it's just been this, like, revolving door of – or maybe Rory's the Rory, last one yeah. who it felt like we have the guy. We have the guy. But it was it was really cool to see. I will admit I enjoyed it a lot. This is what I've always said. Don't judge a card before it happens. You can't. I mean, it's you've just, always said. I've that. always said you've you always cannot said that. judge your a card. Saying. Yeah, I mean, you just can't. You can't do it. A uh, nice <laughs> comment here from uh, uh, Sean Young on the YouTube. New York Rick should be a promoter. How about that? Put me in there. Put me in, Coach. Uh, before we get off the subject of of Canadian MMA, can we talk about the patine from uh, Saturday? Oh, oh my gosh! Oh boy. Well, first of all, can we talk about your pronunciation? Oh, there it is. Oh, Patine. Oh, my God. What is it? You, uh, you... Yeah, I mean, like, uh, highlights of it, um, no gravy, sweaty box. The box is sweaty. Absorbed gravy. Where is this from? I mean, do we shout them no, out? No, no, don't, do okay. don't do that. Don't do that. Here, here's what I don't understand. Here's what I don't understand. For weeks, you were telling me you were going to the Canuck. Weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, Weeks. I was actually jealous. I've never even been to yeah. this joint. Oh, I couldn't wait. By the way, where is it? Because I saw a place. Is it on the east side? West. West side. All right. Anyway, and then all of a sudden you show that picture, and I'm like, what the yeah. fuck? And this is a yeah. Frank, and it was from a Belgian place? You got poutine from it's a Belgian a place? French fry place. Connor, do you have the picture? What? Of the, of the poutine? Of the, of the patine. The patine. Patine. <laughs> Pretend. Well, do we do we delve into why uh, we didn't? Yeah, we we addressed that on the watch party. No, the important I mean, thing no, is I didn't hear not it. that many people were watching the watch party. Also, different audiences. I mean, you can't just assume. Yeah, yeah, I want to hear it. Well, we had we had the plan for weeks. I mean, weeks in advance. And how fitting is it that I'm picking up my Tim Hortons that morning? You know, obviously getting nice. my my normal regular coffee from Tim Hortons, some Tim Bits breakfast sandwich. Everything. You really go there? Is that your spot? 
I have been there before. I do enjoy Tim Hortons. You get the coffee cup, maple yeah. leaf on it, maple leaf lid, everything like that. Uh, quick, easy drive from my house. Timbits are great. While I'm waiting for my food to be prepared, I get a text from Mysterious Frank uh, bailing on me. Wow. Plans her off. Why? He's got to take care of some cats. Some cat? Some cats, yeah. Had to take care of a cat. Like legit cat. I think it meant like cool Two people cats. like a cat. Like uh, you know. I mean, however you want to read it. But, um, wow. Princess and Oreo are their names. Also, uh, side note, he did reveal yesterday that he was close to bailing on you for the uh, movie as well. Yeah. Wow. I mean, it's not a good friendship. Said in By the way, it's not a good friendship when you when you feel you know like that. you're always on the verge of getting bailed on, right? If, if I, I remember mean, correctly, you were also like, yeah, oh, but I didn't have Sunday plans night. with you guys. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not a part of this. Yeah, plan. It's, it's a little bit shameless sometimes. I mean, we all know the famous. Uh, Black Friday, how fitting of a name. Black Friday, he bailed on me for the uh, oh, yeah. USA World Cup game oh, yeah. while I was on the way to the event. Isn't it uneasy knowing that like you could literally be driving to the spot where you're supposed to meet and you can get the text or call? Always. I mean, there's never any confidence. No, there's a chance I could be standing, like checking in with the hostess to get seated at a restaurant yeah. and get a text and be like, hey, man, can't make it anymore. Sorry. That's not cool, though, Frank, right? I feel I mean, like you need to instill that confidence back in him. I always apologize. I also say, like, you still never once up. has he apologized for being late to a place. Which you is... still show <laughs> at least I at least I show up to places, Frank. <laughs> uh, you still showed up to the watch party, so like this, you couldn't have just left an hour. They were earlier. actually not supposed to be fed until seven, and I um, was trying to squeeze it in. Who who th- who throws taking care of cats on someone at the last second? Somebody that you know. There's an uh, there's an economy here. So when I leave, I need my cat taken care of. I can't just be like, oh. Look, so anyway, that's also that's, do cats that's really need to be taken care of? Yeah. What do they need to? Young ones. Oh, all right. Um, so that's why you didn't go to the Canuck. <laughs> that's why I didn't go to the Canuck. But I, uh, you know, was like, look, I got you. We're gonna have it delivered. Didn't ask for anyone to pay or anything. I was just like, I'll oh, take care of this. Oh, what he a comment. That. What a comment. Oh, you expensed that. All right. No, no, I didn't. So he didn't, he, he didn't even pay for himself. Connor, show, him the, show the picture of what I was picking. All right, here it is. No, yeah, no, no. <laughs> This is what he wants me to show you, the, the manicure. That's what they, you know, I'm like, all right. Yeah, this is the taken with a professional camera. Oh, that this isn't even real. By the way, that, even that looks food. solid. This that exactly actually looks better. Design. All right, now, what did it look like at the Canuck, the place that I had to dodge that bullet? I don't know yeah. if this is touching a bullet. I could have had a nice moose head lager oh, no. covered in gravy, smothered in gravy. Hmm. I mean, Frank, this that is what looks we more ended, like a, This is what we like ended up roof. with. You'd rather have oh, this? God. Please stop showing that one. Oh, my God. It looks but so... It that, people were calling for, for federal prosecution of the restaurant. It, it actually looks sickly. It does. I, I have to admit, the picture is really bad. <laughs> the other what, picture you just showed, look, I'm so hungry right now, I could freaking... <laughs> I, I'd say like 10 out of 10, I would order from that place again. <laughs> no, no, but, not that picture. The picture of uh, the, the previous one that you showed looked fantastic. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. When I opened it, I was like, did y'all look like this? And they were like, yep. Mm. I was like, all right. I'm such a nice guy that out of the three boxes, one was on its side. And I, I took that one. So you guys could have the, the better so yours, opportunity. Yours looked worse than this? Yeah. So when he really did it look like that, I was like, mm, mine looked Any like Any other Canadian kill, delights, so. or was it just uh, fake poutine? 
Uh, Maybe some poutine. Smarties, um, oh, yeah. some, some Arrow. Smarties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why? Are, are <laughs> you being, cookies? Are you being yeah, we had some maple cream cookies. We've actually yeah, I mean, still got some they're outside. They're British. No, some Smarties Arrow, we started it. They oh, okay. freaking copied got us. Got it, got it, got it, got it. Uh, obviously, the Timbits, uh, some ketchup chips. Oh, you had ketchup chips. Love that. Did we get the ketchup chips? Yeah, I had them. I had them. Thanks for sharing. I mean, we had the maple cashews. Yeah, maple cashews. Oh, my God. I'm so hungry right now. By the way, no mention of, uh, I mean, Hawani showing up on the uh, watch party. I thought, yeah, that, yeah, 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 that, that was, was all the time. That was yeah. great stuff. It was great how you invited yourself and everything. I totally invited myself. Yep. I said, no, but we wanted you to. Well, it was weird because I said, all right, if uh, Marc Andre Barrio wins and they go five and zero, oh, I'll pop on for the six. Then I didn't get a reply for like thirty minutes. I was like, "Ooh, I guess they didn't want me." I mean, that uh, was weird. I was like sitting around being like, "I thought it was gonna be like yes, mallet fight!" Exclamation point! Exclamation point! Exclamation point! And I was like, "All right, I guess maybe you know we're not." Um, my favorite was, "Hey, Helani, do you need the link?" And you're like, "Oh, what am I gonna teleport in?" I'm like, "Look, man, I'm just trying to help." Yeah, I know. But I was like, "Of course, I need the link." How else? Nah, do you at want this me point, to get? Joe was like, "Did you talk to Helani?" I'm like, "I don't even want to talk to him." You know yourself. No, it was a great time. And uh, yeah, we got to let our hair down a little bit. Uh, overall, fun card, like I said. And I feel like we should uh, recap the uh, the weekend now. I feel like this is a proper time well, to do just, that. Just quickly. Oh. If MAB wins, I offer my services for the stream, Ariel Hawani. Yeah. Connor Burks, four minutes later, uh, 48. Felt for the like, mallet fight? Honestly, yes. it felt like a lifetime. Yes, but only if you want me and it adds value. Yes, absolutely. Please. And let's go MAB. In the middle of the show. Yeah, I'm texting in the middle of the show. I'm pulling a Helwani. Uh, there's th- I no, mean, yeah, like he's texting you while you're trying to keep a watch party alive. He's like, hey, put me in. Coach. That's what I'm saying. I was pulling a Helwani for Helwani. Is he typing something right now? Me? Yeah. No, I'm just playing with my water All bottle. Right. Um, I was just like, I thought it was going to be a quick reply, and I knew there were two other people. I, knew, I I wasn't expecting you to reply. You're on the air. But I know there were some That's other... what I did for you, though. No, no, I appreciate that. It was very nice. I felt the love. It was a great time. I liked how canadian out the studio looked. Oh, yeah, it was great. I mean, decked we still, it out. We still got the hat. You still got the hat. Shout out to Ajax. Ajax. The hat's great. Got the flag. Flag uh, still. Look at that. Was the flag it. on the ground? What the fuck, bro? No, 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 no respect. It's... No, this is a table. You actually looked very Canadian. I don't know if it's just because of the hat, but like you just look Canadian. I mean, it was probably because I started my day with Tim Hortons and then Tim Bits and then Patine. The shoey that you did with the maple syrup. Oh, yeah, the shoey was great. Why do you have an Ajax jersey? Oh, it's just a cool jersey, sick jersey. Oh, you're just... But are you a fan or... No, 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 (laughs) not at all. It's just a cool jersey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thought I'd support. Um, No, I just was wondering why today. Was there like a... Dutch fighter? No, no, no. It's just a cool jersey. Right. I only Why have so many. T- plot, man? Uh, I've only, I only have so many T-shirts. I'm I'm starting to cycle through them. I don't want to, you know, wear repeats. I was hoping that uh, you'd you'd break out the Lukaku jersey. Mm. Oh, it's been a good stretch for him. No love for Lukaku, man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I thought about wearing my Joker shirt. My oh, like Joker. You have a Joker. By the way, you have like just an unlimited amount of merch. Like, who has a Joker shirt? A a. Novak Djokovic yeah. shirt. Oh, I thought not Nikola Jokic. Oh, there's only one Joker in my world. Okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, 23 Grand Slams, <laughs> go, no big deal. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's a big time for Serbia as well. Jokic is he from, gonna, is he from Serbia too? Yeah, him and Djokovic and Jokic. Jokic are tight. They're buds? Yeah. Oh, yeah. wow. I didn't even I know mean, that. They're the 
I mean, the, the two, two most famous. Yes, I know. But right now. I didn't know that he was, um, they were actually friends. Yeah. Um, all right, let's recap the weekend. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, we'll start with the Parlay Pals. Oh, yeah. I fucked this up from the jump. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, then, shocking, but I probably should. No, it know, was pretty shocking. I'm it, not was shocking. it was shocking. It was shocking. What was he, a, a plus? What was he, a minus? Minus 600. Minus 600. And, and what was Pineda? Like a plus 450. I know some people that cashed on the knockout at like plus 1,200 or something. Yeah. And you know what? How we didn't do a Canadian parlay, I have it's, it's one of the biggest disappointments yeah. of my life. I'm, I'm honestly embarrassed. I, I had a hard time getting out of bed yesterday morning because I was so I embarrassed was so that I didn't take the Canadian disappointed. parlay. disappointed, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I definitely had to get a couple extra cups of old Timmy Hortons. But hopefully we'll bounce back. Parlay boys, I've, I've said it should have always been the name. We shouldn't have disrespected. Time out. like that. Time out. That was me. I mean, she knows. She understands the what's going on here. I mean, we got red, red, and then... Look at old Wait, do you think she's really a fan like that, like referencing Absolutely. you, or do you think someone's feeding her this? Maybe she's whoever's feeding them is feeding them good information. Yeah, yeah, probably her biggest fan. Yeah, huh? she could just be. Thank I God, mean, I love back it. to Parley Boys. That's what I've been saying. I get. Are we uh, back? Yes. All right, fine. Yeah. Are you going to disrespect her I don't again? Know, I don't know. Two don't times know. in a row? I thought we were saying that we were only going to do if she fought again no, or won again. You said that. I, I never said hey, that. You, you I never wanted made to this leave. Push for parlay pals. It's it's always been. I was the one that she gave us the name. I never wanted to get off parlay. The champion boys. has a name, and it's Juliana Pena. All right. <laughs> I mean, that could actually be true <laughs> shortly. <laughs> All right. Moving on. Singles. Do well here. I mean, we cashed some dog tickets. Eamon's a hobby. Underdog. Jasmine. Jasmine Vicious. Underdog. Uh, and then I'm honestly another thing I'm a little bit embarrassed about. I should have put more on the under in the Oliveira fight. I mean, it's just it's just an auto bet. Uh, the Irene Aldana bet. Never had a chance. Never had a chance. Uh, I did my own parlay on PFL. I had Brendan Lockdown too. That busted it. Went three for three. I was like, this is going to cash. This is great. Nope, first round knockout of Brendan Lochnane. Overall, though, nice little bounce back week. Oh yeah, three and a half units. Trying to put that eleven unit week behind us. This is this is vintage GC right here. Plus plus three and a half units. You know, slow and steady, unit by unit. Uh, claw our way back to green. Um, then we have our draft king. It's our friend Elijah Wan Dream gets it done. Oh, on the Canadian card. How fitting. He goes Jasmine, Jazdavicious, Diana Belbita, Dan Ige, Mike Malat. A lot of dream. Great guy. Never met him, but constantly in the uh, the chat. Always constantly positive. Chat, always positive. Got, I had to show love. I haven't been calling out the DraftKings as much, you know. Uh, things get busy around here. I had to do it for a large one dream. Also, uh, a side one. Izzy's camera guy, Jeff. Oh, yeah. Talk about the DraftKing. He entered a league and won 50K. Over the weekend. Wow. On the Canadian card. Uh, so shout out to him. That's that's an incredible winning night for him. Uh, and then I do have a couple people that had incredible winning nights. The big hitters. Let's let's shout them out. 50K for Jeff on the same card as uh, Dan Ige. Still can't believe Imanza Hobby didn't get a bonus. Guy wins in, what was it? 64 seconds or something crazy like that? Yeah, it didn't take him long, huh? Man, I'm seeing these scenes from the Man City Parade today. Crazy. You see this? Jack Grealish hasn't yeah. gone to bed. Yeah, yeah, has he even changed out of his kit yet? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Him and Izzy don't take showers for days. Yeah. Um, all right, we start. Number one, MMA Jesus 316. All 11 fights 
He didn't just do the Canadian parlay. He said, I'm going to do every single fight parlay plus 80,320. He turns $10 into over eight grand. That's just absolutely incredible. Gets every single fight right. He, he threw in some over unders as well. Uh, I mean, just fantastic parlay plus 80,000. Can't even imagine. We keep it rolling. I received a lot of these. I'm sorry if uh, if you are not the one that made it. A lot of people took the Canada parlay. A lot of people were much smarter than us. I had to shout out the man who put almost the most on it, but he also did it in Canadian dollars. That that earns you the shout out right there. Diana Belbita, Kyle Nelson, Eamon Zahavi, Jasmine Jazadavicius, Mark Andre Berriot, Mike Malott. Twenty Canadian dollars into nineteen hundred. Canadian dollars. Benny is booking. Shout out to him. And then I just thought this one was cool. Scar Bacon had to give him a quick shout out because one whatever book he uses had a special, though they didn't count Diana Belbita, unfortunately. All five Canadians to win UFC 289 special plus 5,500. He turned $5 into 275. And then last but not least, Big Z Omega. Shout out to Big Z plus 9,200. Jasmine Jazdavicious to win on points. Mike Malott to win by submission. Charles Oliveira to win by knockout. $25 into 2320 Not a bad night for him, so shout out to all of them. Jazdavicious you're going with. Jazdavicious. She said Yasadavicious. Yasadavish. Yasadavicious. We went through this. Vicious. Or vicious. Just go hashtag yeah, just vicious. vicious. I'll just go with, yeah, hashtag stay vicious. Frank did point out every time we have her on, you know, first the first few minutes, minutes yeah. it's, you're always kind of just hashing out the last name. First of all, it's not every time. She's only been Wait on twice. Yeah, okay. So two for two. respect the confidence of the control. No, there's no <laughs> confidence. Two two. And And second of all, I just, wanna, I just wanted to show her that I been have been working on it. That's all. Yeah. Last time I couldn't do it. Now I got it on the first try. Jasmine... Yasidavishus. Vicious. What vicious? Yasidavishus. 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 Why do you keep saying vicious when I say Because it throws a wrench in your bag. Uh, uh, by the way, uh, shout out to Tiafima Lopez. Yeah. Great. And uh, announcing on social media and then earlier today also announcing uh, to Max Kellerman that he is retiring. Now, Nunez, yeah. I could get behind. I could get behind the Nunez retirement. I can't get behind Lopez I, I hope Teofimo Lopez is all right. Yeah. You think he's uh, your subscriber? I saw a lot of people saying on Twitter before, he shouldn't be fighting. He shouldn't be yeah. fighting. I'm like, oh, I don't calm know down if he shouldn't that. be fighting or anything like that, but I'm just like, it, it doesn't. There's some I mean, alarming. Yeah. Did the you one see the sit down with Mark with, Kriegel? Yeah, that was and weird. his team going back yeah. and forth. Dad. It's just not, a, just not a great look. But by the way, I mean, he's been saying similar stuff. It's not like that. The Kriegel interview is the first time he's been saying. But now stuff he's like, like openly arguing with his dad. I mean, he, was, he came here, and, and some of the stuff that he said was yeah, thought provoking. Um, John, I got, hope he's not retired. Yeah, he's not retired. He's, he's, he's so like, good. He's twenty five. So good. He did that to Josh Taylor. Yeah. Now, now you've got potential fights against Devin Haney, uh, Tank Davis. One day, like that one forty division, like there's all those guys. But if that's what's gonna make him happy. Fire con Dios, you know, like what I like. I hope, I hope what he's doing, whatever makes him happy, yeah. but he'd be ashamed to lose a guy as talented as that. I just wish that he could get like the chip off his shoulder because it feels like he has a chip on, on his shoulder. You know, ESPN, he's talking about top rank. Um, speaking of boxing, it did, 
it didn't affect his performance though. He looked amazing. No, like, he looked incredible. Way better every, than anyone as, thought. To your point, everybody was, you know, the outrage, the feigning outrage. I mean, maybe not feigned because there was some stuff in there that is concerning. But, you know, everybody was like, I hope he doesn't fight. And then he looked amazing. Like it's, you know, it, it's a very interesting situation. But I hope that somebody as talented as him is not done with the sport of boxing at 25. John Gotti third, Floyd Mayweather, work or shoot? Uh, shoot. <laughs> this is a shoot? Yeah. What is going on here? How is this? Is, is, at any point, are we reaching a point where this is hurting Floyd's legacy as a fighter? No. No? no. None? This will all be forgotten? How many people would have known it was going on had it, had it yeah. not broken out it's into like a, a mob? Sunday. But, but okay, then my other question is, at any point, can we possibly reach a point where he gets caught? Like, imagine John Gotti knocks him down. No. He can't? Impossible? No. We cannot. Look at the people he's fighting. Come on. I know. Also, I, I he seems to have keep booking these fights. It's he's, so weird. I'd love to know how much he gets paid. It's I'd the love to know how much he gets paid. For a lot, this. A but lot. he's he's involved in it, so he makes so much money. I mean, I don't know how much money these things are generating, but he's making enough of it. He's not just a fighter showing up and collecting yeah, a check. That, that dude is not leaving the house for less than a lot of money. The the problem is he's not going to get caught because he's not stopping training. He's still Floyd Mayweather. It's not like he's just sitting on the couch. He's sure. still Floyd Mayweather. He's obsessive, and and now he's getting paid to be obsessive and train that hard and beat up guys that he can play around in there against. He used to have to train that hard and would fight against actual, you know, legit top level competition. So there's no chance he loses any of these. Not even not even one percent chance. Real quick, yes. Rick with a pop of color looks amazing. Yeah. Thank you. The red. Oh sky. yeah. What is that? Tell us what that is. Shout out uh, specifically to Carl of St. Patrick Athletic uh, Football Club, um, who sent us some gear after your visit. After your visit to Ireland, shout out Carl. Carl. Shout out St. Pat's, uh, tremendous. Should we do a little unboxing here? They sent us yeah, all yeah, check it out. Stuff. please, because there's... people loved it. Uh, the St. Patrick's Athletic Football Club, Dublin, 1929. Look at all this stuff. They gave us a season ticket. Like, is this an actual season ticket? I don't know. Mine had my name on it with a barcode and, like, said oh. that I could just scan in to any name. Scan in. It says the Ari Hawani uh, the MMA hour here. Season yeah. tickets are valid for league don't, games. Don't show it's a cam because in case somebody scans that. Oh you know God. what I mean? Um, Digital age. Nert, Always on the... Uh, so curly show. This beautiful thing. Wait, there's more. There's more. There's an actual jersey that they sent. Oh, yeah. Name on the back. Look at that. Look at Look that. At that. You got the 10. You know yourself. Oh, yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice use of that, Frankie. Oh, my God, you know yourself. What else are we getting here? Um, ooh, we got this, like like you. Did you get one with your name on the back, Frank? Yeah. He did. You did, too? I did. Well, how many people got this? Ooh, look at All this. of us. Since the whole All, squad, The whole man. squad got some swag. Corporate Alex, too? Yes. Absolutely. Andy? Corporate Alex, too. Well, Andy's not here. Joe? Yes. Crypto Joe got one, too? Everyone. Yes, everyone it, got one. It said Crypto Sloppy Joe on the back of his Ah, uh, you know yourself. <laughs> you said. Oh, this is great. Well, thank but you very much. But obviously, shout out St. Pat's and, and yes, Carl. That's yes. our team. I mean, yeah, of course they're our team. Are you kidding me? I mean, imagine a day where we go Black Forge in pregame, then we head out to, uh, to a St. Pat's game. Over uh, at Richmond a Park. A match, a match. Yes, a match. Yes, yes, a match over at Richmond Park. The Rich, Oh yeah. call it. 
Uh, thank you to them. Very, very kind. Uh, that was awesome. A nice surprise today. Speaking of uh, the Black Forge Inn, uh, Conor McGregor versus Bernie, worker shoot. Ooh, uh, I mean, work like. What do you mean, worker shoot? I feel like Started it's a, a shoot. I, it was, I feel like it's a work. Let's play. Let's play the what, video. It is a. What do you mean? How is it not a work? I feel like the whole thing is a work. Even the after. Oh, you mean the injury right, part? This is this is fake. <laughs> Watch the reaction. the The reaction when he gets the follow up shot feels real. Okay, like, so what do you, do you think? Uh, he's, so do you think he's in the mascot suit? He's like, oh god, that look hurt. Look at his legs. Like his are all messed off. up. Ah, oh, this poor guy. Now they had to drag him. The giant shades of uh, Deontay Wilder, who broke the uh, the jaw, I believe it was, of the Sports yeah. Nation guy. I think that's rumored. I don't know if it's a hundred percent, but yeah, right. he, he he hit him pretty hard. Uh, now you're saying the you're saying the the injury part is worse. feels like so many people have sent me this like oh what's wrong like the I just feel like the way it was reported on and in this like social media cycle where it starts to become a quote graphic and all this stuff people are like connor killed bernie the mascot like <laughs> no, nobody said that. yes that's what i'm getting Has okay anyone shown any like hospital pics oh my god here here's here's oh, because they can't reveal the identity of the of the oh, mascot okay. so this is a perfect person to hit i i have to log into the athletic i i do pay for the athletic actually i want to read the actual report because if you read the report i mean i can tell you it just basically roughly. says like the guy went to the hospital he got checked out they gave him a couple of tylenol and he went on his way home he went to the er he got medical attention he's still, treated he's, he's home still, and fine he still did go to the hospital though by the way if they if they win tonight and they come back for game six you know bernie's showing up with a uh, neck brace or something right and yeah crutches. That for sure be, <laughs> So it was it the first punch or the second punch? Second, second. second punch. Well, play, I kind of feel like time. the way no, he no, no. fell. I watch, feel. I'm, watch this reaction when the second that, punch lands. The, right, look at the follow. Up. Look at the follow up. Then the, that reaction the legs seems like seems legit. Okay, so he didn't. Yeah. He wasn't expecting that. It I started as a run right on the button. Became a shoot. See, yes. see, and then he follows it up with the title spray all over him. So you're saying Connor worked himself into a shoot. Yeah, I don't mark, think. Yeah, I think you Once forgot you where you yourself. Was. I don't think Conor McGregor was properly briefed. Is how I'll say it. Right? Out of his pillows. Or, or, and I'm, this is not me making excuses at all. Because if he really did punch him, that that's kind of messed up. He I absolutely mean, punched. He absolutely really punched. Him. No, no, no. I mean, like punched him to the point where he hurt him. Obviously, it's yes, very hard for happened. these guys. Also, Floyd talked about this in wrestling. It's hard for these guys to pull their punches. Yes, right. right. They're so pro. Actually, a thousand percent agree with Dana on this. It's like. You got to make sure, and it's, but who knows if he was drinking or not? Like, who knows what he was doing at the game? It's very hard to get them to unprogram their brains to pull their punches, and he maybe did not pull the punch. Yeah, he didn't pull the punch. But I also think that's not his responsibility. It, somebody needs to tell him that. Hey, Connor, like, don't like. I'm sure on the set, right on the set of Roadhouse. Yeah. Hey, Connor, you're not going to really punch Jake Gyllenhaal. Here's how it's going to go, right? Miami Heat. Hey, Connor, pu- don't really punch the mascot. Do the if I was looking at that mascot, I'd be like, yeah, that guy's safe in there. It's a big puffy suit. I'm going to punch him. And then he gets hurt. I don't think I don't think Conor McGregor's to blame is is my Well, stance. also, maybe he doesn't know how much padding there is on that thing. I don't know <laughs> what's in there. Yeah, I mean, like, Deontay Wilder absolutely blasted yes. the guy that he punched in the burrito costume. This one didn't feel as bad. What? Yeah, but your head gets rattled in there, right? I like, actually I, thought it the was thing, the— I don't know. I thought it was when he fell on the ground. It was his head Could bouncing off. That to me could have been yeah. is the most plausible. Crisis averted. He's fine. 
Is he fine? I mean, everyone's he very the report. Yeah. The report says he's home I mean, and fine. But, uh, you know, post-concussion syndrome. I don't know what's going on with Bernie. People. See, well, now we'll, you're we'll doing the... No, everyone's <laughs> hitting me <laughs> up. Everyone's I'm surprised he's on the Make it to a game today, six, then we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll find out. Get an exclusive. Who's getting... Which one of the Heat media are getting the exclusive with Bernie? He's, are they going to do like the the mysterious Frank like blur yeah, 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 yeah. the voice it's changer? Just, it's all black. Uh, I did reach out to Connor's team about this, and uh, they 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 didn't. No, I didn't get a response. Or maybe I did. And my phone's been in my pocket this whole Can time. Can you imagine having to apologize to everyone? I'm sorry that like, I punched. Bernie. I, I must say, it feels like you're getting involved in the conversation about this, but trying to also say like I don't want to be in the conversation about this. What are you talking about? Uh, P P. <laughs> I've had to like, field more questions about this incident than anything related to UFC 289. It's news. And then I go into the report, and it's like, yeah, we gave it, actually it, we gave him half a Tylenol because we didn't think it was such a bad headache, and we sent him on his way with a fucking Happy Meal. Gregor can't even go to an NBA playoff I don't, without breaking news. I'm, I'm Team Connor here. I don't think he was to blame in this situation. All right. Um, all right, guys. I think we're good here. Yeah, I'd say we're good here. I mean, should we follow it up with a uh, Max Blessed studio visit? Mm, Sounds good to me. I love that. You know, it's tough because, like, I have Izzy here. I'm watching the clock. I know we have him for an hour. If I would have ended it at 2.50 and done the darts. I'm glad you didn't. Yeah, right? Mistake. I I got a sense as we were pushing the end. I was like... He's going to bail on the darts. I think that's a good call. Don't handcuff yourself. No. Yeah, no. Don't, don't handcuff yourself. It has to, feel, it has to feel right. It has to he feel did, right. He had, he had somewhere that he had to be. Yeah. They did tell you 45. Oh, did a they? a little bit longer. Or an hour. Who said 45? <laughs> I, I could have sworn you said 45. You said 45. Yeah, I was just putting that out there, bro. Did you um, yeah. peep those <laughs> Maybe he was allocating for the darts ahead of time. Yo, the, amount, the, the amount of jewelry on him is... Do you think those are freshwater pearls? Icy. I don't know what they were, but the whole thing, the, 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 the bracelet, the watch, the this, the this, I mean... The sweater? It's great. So much ice you can skate on him. Mm-hmm. That's what they say. It's my favorite line. Uh, but no, it was very nice, and uh, whenever that doc comes out... Go check it out. For now, though, we're out of time. Thank you very much, gentlemen. It's time to go home. Uh, Great to see uh, all the people there yesterday. Thanks to all the nice folks that came up to us. Uh, My wife was like, wow, people are actually fans of your work? She had no idea. (laughs) I was like, yeah, you know, some people, I guess. She had no idea. I got to meet uh, Andrew Schultz's wife. That was very nice. Um, Saw a lot of people there. Got some popcorn. Did you guys have the popcorn? No. I think we were one of the few that actually bought popcorn, to be Didn't honest. did you try to shame her for getting A little popcorn? bit. Was, well, then we were like, are we going to walk on the red carpet holding popcorn and a soda? You know You know what we did have? Some Sour Patch Kids. Oh, you did? Oh, yeah. Love a good GC Sour Patch Kids. Swore into a box of them. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, you have to have something to nosh on, right? Yeah, the other problem is... I spent all the time talking to you. I should have gone to the bathroom. Uh, so the entire movie, I had to go to the bathroom, and I'm like... Oh, no. Do you remember how stuck the queue got to get down the steps? Oh, yeah. That's when it got dangerous. It's it's actually become sort of a thing. At Spider-Man, me and Frank shared a box of Sour Patch Kids there as well. Oh, Spider-Verse. Oh, 10 out of 10. Best. 10 out of 11 10. 11 out of 10? Go see it. 11 out of 10. I'm going to see it again this week. It's unbelievable. Again? I'm going to see it again, yeah. Man, the reviews for this I'm going to go see Transformers. I loved it. Wow. I loved it. The animation is magical. The story is great. Can't wait till the third one. Soundtrack. Tremendous. Soundtrack's unbelievable. I keep running through it. Sounds like it's just as good as today's program. What a yes. show it was. 
Ashbel Castro, Israel Adesonia, Eman Zahabi, Juliana Pena, and Jasmine Yasadavishis. Thank you so much to them. Thanks to all of you. Back on Wednesday, same time and place. Until then, Support for this podcast comes from Smartwater. Want to get a little more from every sip? Smartwater Alkaline doesn't just taste crisp and pure. It's loaded with everything you need to perform at your best, whether you're running marathons or boardroom meetings. Elevate how you hydrate and pick up a Smartwater Alkaline today. To learn more, visit drinksmartwater.com. Support for this podcast comes from Smartwater. Want to get a little more from every sip? Smartwater Alkaline doesn't just taste crisp and pure. It's loaded with everything you need to perform at your best, whether you're running marathons or boardroom meetings. Elevate how you hydrate and pick up a Smartwater Alkaline today. To learn more, visit drinksmartwater.com.